Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. This week's Sunday session is brought to you by homebrewing source of awesomeness online. More beer at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Bub, if you want, I can mail you the Bub Timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Just another Manic Monday. I've always wanted to play that song before our Monday show. Oh, well, what happened? Uh, podcasters don't know it, but I played it today. Well, there's a lot they don't know. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Got to listen live to know the good things, like that the bangles got played before the radio <laughs> show. <laughs> Susie Q liked it. Woohoo! Doc liked it. Suzer's in the chat room today, taking your phone calls. No beaver. Damn. Is that like no homo? No, no. She's I've got, got beaver. Oh. <laughs> Susie has beaver, but Bevo Beaver is not here today. No. Be... That's like uh, just, you know, uh, a girl who's a platonic friend. No beaver. No beaver. No beaver. <laughs> yeah. This is my friend Susie. No beaver. <laughs> no beaver. We're not banging. <laughs> She's a cool broad. It's cool. At least other things available, of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Yeah. Of course, I'd we're be under sh- the friends with the benefits category. We're actually. not sure of that beaver. <laughs> Inactive. <laughs> like when I have to uh, introduce JP. This is my good friend JP. No homo. No homo. <laughs> we just cuddle a lot. It's cool. He's <laughs> just a good you're friend. Like, you're dressed alike and everything. It's kind of like weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Some like Brewing Network logo shit or something. Yeah. Oh, Monday. Monday oh, show. Oh, oh. Manic Monday. Monday. Should we change the name of our show to Case of the Mondays? Yeah. <laughs> I believe you get your ass kicked for that. I would kick my own ass for that. I think we need to make up alternate lyrics. <laughs> yeah, for the thing. Maybe Sugar Valley Brewer can do it for us. <laughs> he sent us in another song this week. <laughs> Holy shit. It's quite prolific. Yeah. 
He must get drunk and uh, bang on his guitar a lot. He but, did it drunk at a bar. A I bar? Think. Oh, he's doing a bar. Oh, wow. and, and the bar sang, sang the chorus along. Oh, uh, wow. Oh, boy. He's getting... Uh, with it. And it, it's not a very good song, so, but... a bigger following than we have. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun, and I think that you could tell that the guys at the bar enjoyed it. See? Yeah, he's um, better than us, too. I should probably look for it here, and I could play it for you guys. Um, yeah, so uh, we got a great show planned for you today, though, as I'm uh, getting a little, little Sugar Valley Brewer music ready for you. We've got uh, Gabe Fletcher from Anchorage Brewing Company oh, yeah. on the show. And he's not only here to talk about Anchorage Brewing Company, but uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but apparently it's our 300th episode. Oh, that's right. Yay! Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. You know, it's, it's funny. The last time we celebrated anything like that was our 100th episode. So we really just like <laughs> we don't for, give a shit. forgot about ourselves so, um, for quite a while. Now we're getting quite full of ourselves. We're yeah. celebrating. Things. Who told you? Because I know you weren't counting. No, it wasn't me. Uh, a caller brought it up one episode, and, and Moscow, being the stickler for details that he is, yeah. said, no, 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 no. It's not. It, it was. It, the, I think a caller, somebody thought it was another night, and Moscow counted, and, and it was not. Yeah, but to, to give him credit, I was wrong. He was right. Oh, got it. Yeah. So the stickler so the did not get it. it. And, uh, that's good. I see. Wow. I see. So yeah, three hundred sessions today. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> Which you know, I'm not a real sentimental about those sort of things, but uh, it does make you think a little bit. That's a lot of shows, and it does make me think back, like to the first show and meeting uh, a lot of you guys too, and and. Not that I thought we were going to fail or anything, but it's interesting to think that we've done 300 of these fucking things. That's well, it a lot. says a lot. I mean, it means that whether you want to call that success or just being even stupider to... to <laughs> right. But it's something. It's yeah. something. You know? Agreed. I'm it's, trying to average out my pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's enormous. Yeah. So, yeah. You can't even count that high. Yeah, I could have taken up a whole other hobby. Keep averaging. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. You're like 300 shows. Fuck this. It's four hours a piece plus travel time. <laughs> yeah. Gas. And, and, and the, the beer. I had to bring my own beer. Right. Oh my God. You have to bring your own beer. Yeah. Woo. I think the deal just keeps getting worse for you guys. <laughs> after oh, thanks for those donations, those three people that donated back uh, <laughs> yeah. a months yeah. ago. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, you get the occasional beer bought for you and a lot of praise. Oh, well, I, I do I do, I do, work that angle. It's true. <laughs> yeah. there, but then there's also the occasional shattered ankle. So really, it all evens out. <laughs> Ooh, yes. Oh, oh, God. I didn't think that. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, one of the 300, shit. brother. That's one of them. That was a while ago, too. I mean, there's been a lot of life and life lost on this show, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even average that part in it. That was. Ooh. You know the best yeah. part. Oh yeah, yeah. This this uh, this uh, endeavor has cost you far much more money than you would like <laughs> oh, to calculate. That was a twenty thousand dollar. Uh oh. God. Yeah. Out of pocket. Oh, I lost a month of work. Wow. That's yeah. probably more than more like. Yeah. Yeah. Than yeah. That. Don't 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 embarrass. Yourself. It was more than that. <laughs> you think that's a workers' comp claim, Doc? It was a lot of work. I think it's a lawsuit. Actually, yeah. I had them. Uh, I had a Phillips What's this the thing that said no. I I, th- I told them I did it at home. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have been coming after somebody. Well, you, you just announced it on the air. Yeah. Well, that's right. We have nothing. Oh, come on. <laughs> homeowner's insurance? Uh, wouldn't have been mine. No homeowner. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't have been mine either. I didn't own that place. There's no insurance here either. So. <laughs> we should have gone for it. Uh, yeah. You would have been out of that house sooner than you thought. It's probably true. Yeah, so 300 shows. That's pretty good. What are you going to do? Amazing. I was listening to uh, BN Mobile on the way to the uh, Northern California Home Brewers Festival, which is a pretty good drive. Yeah. And uh, some old shows. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. All the stuff that went on that you, you re- sort of remember, but so far, long, so long ago, it's like hearing it for the first time again. Yeah. Right. 
I was doing that. Uh, I was helping Scotty find a clip, and uh, mm-hmm. I listened to the show from nine twenty one two thousand and eight, the Grieve Job Show. Oh, the non beer show, the unofficial oh. show. No, the non beer show was different. Oh, that that's was right, last the unofficial year. show. You're absolutely yeah. right. Um, in that was the Grieve Job. What was the non-official show? The non that was where you grieved. The no beer show was last November when we were making fun of my grandpa's voicemail. Remember, yeah. <laughs> the guest was scheduled uh, late, and it, yeah, that was and it just beer. didn't happen. Yeah, that we was had, our yeah. first show with no beer at all. It was no beer information. We were all just talking about how shitty Roger was. Um, that was the grieve job. That was our fight with Thirsty Hopster. Remember that? And the first time we had a webcam in studio. Really? Hmm. Yeah. First. Yeah, the first. We were prepping for it for GBF. It's a long time ago. It's a real long time ago. Why would we do that on a grieve show? Because we're awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, let's put the webcam in now. Yeah. Well, we, we, had, to, we, we had to test the feed because we were flying out to GBF the next day. Oh. Which was even dumber, right? Right. Yeah. You want to hear the Sugar Valley Brewer song? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I'm on the air, joking pun, have just too much fun. I do the Sunday session and talk about mash tons. But he did get the whole bar involved. He got the name rehearsed too. (laughs) Job is great, but not much coin. The dick jokes rock all day. (laughs) Talk about Bevo's bad join, and I'll know JP's gay. All the standards. Okay. <laughs> he gets them all. <laughs> I go to Beer Fest in NHC. Every day the weather's sunny. <laughs> Tasty schools us all on brewing. And pretend stock is funny. <laughs> I'm a brewcaster and I'm okay. I drink all night and I brew all day. He's a brewcaster and he's okay. He all four people in the bar sing along pretty well. They're in tune, huh? Wow. No applause, no nothing. Well, they're singing. You, you want to like laugh tracks? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah can't say, yay, we did great. <laughs> All right. So I think we'll celebrate a little bit later. Moscow's put together some uh, reminiscing moments for us. Is that what's happened? Yeah, I got some uh, some listener flashback requests. So right. We're going to relive some of the great moments. Do we have audio? <laughs> you get to get embarrassed, of course. embarrassed wow. again, is that it? No, we're just going to talk about it. Relive some great moments in Brewcaster history. <laughs> Sounds can't, great. Can't wait. Hope it's better than that Sugar Valley Brewer song. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was it. No. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Thanks to our sponsor, brings you this show and every show, More Beer. You can go to morebeer.com. they got a brand new website that's up now that I really like. And, um, you know... Still my go-to homebrew shop. I'll say that right now. So go check them out, morebeer.com. Today's show, like I said, we got Gabe Fletcher. He is the founder of Anchorage Brewing Company. And, you know, what's going to be interesting about this is they ferment everything in wood. Nothing touches stainless steel. At Anchorage wow. Brewing Company, which is fascinating. I, I mean, like it. It's kind of retro. We've definitely it is very yeah. retro, and we've definitely heard of you know uh, barrel aging projects, but, uh, right. but the whole brewery, not you know even breweries that really focused on on beer with uh, you know lacto and brett and other and wild yeast. Uh, a lot of them still uh, ferment in stainless steel and they, then do they, the the rest later. They make a great product that way. Yeah. Well, apparently He's these everything according to my notes, everything's in the wood. He so, touches uh, wood every day. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, touches a lot of wood every yeah. day. Apparently, so we'll talk Everybody. to Gabe and uh, we'll find out all about that. Uh, plus, we're going to talk to our friend Stu Stewart uh, from Belgian Beer Tours. He's on today and uh, find out about some of the upcoming Belgian Beer Tours going on. 
All right, couple of uh, announcements to make. First of all, is coming up soon, once again, is the Great American Beer Festival. And uh, I'm actually, we are working um, for the first time with a brewery, uh, Firestone Walker, as a matter of fact, on an event on the Wednesday night before the Great American Beer Festival. And uh, it's a fantastic event. It's on Wednesday, October 10th. And I'll tell you right now, you can go to... uh, FW Denver, Firestone Walker Denver, fwdenver.eventbrite.com and get ticket information. It's called The Lion, the Bear, and the Brewmaster with Firestone Walker Brewing Company. And uh, it's basically Firestone Walker presenting a cheerful evening of culinary wonders, barrel aged beers, and brewery banter in partnership with Chef Hosea Rosenberg. Um, he's the um, Top Chef Season 5 winner. Oh. Uh, plus the a founder of um, of a uh, what what what's his uh, let me see uh, a founder of Denver's Black Belly Catering and winner of season five of the popular television series uh, series Top Chef so he's going to be doing small plates Firestone will feature a vertical tasting of barrel aged anniversary ales all from Firestone Walker of course all from the library so um, specialty uh, releases from the past. Four years, which is 12, 13, 14, and then the new release, Firestone, 15. So all Firestone Walker uh, anniversary projects. And then Adam Walker, Dave Firestone, and uh, Matt Brennelson will sit with me uh, up on the bar and we'll talk beer with you guys. It's just kind of a hangout, actually. We're not doing a big uh, you know, stage presence or anything like that. We're really just going to hang out at the bar and talk about some of the stories. And I got to sit down with Matt Brennelson and talk about some of, of the foundings of, of Firestone Walker already. And there's kind of some funny shit that's gone on. Like, for one, I didn't know that um, uh, Firestone and Walker are actually uh, brothers-in-law. Yeah. And that there's a whole uh, by-marriage relationship that's gone on there. And one of them's a little more kind of uh, serious about things. And the other one's a little more, let's just relax and have a good time and make some cash kind of things. And uh, in the beginning, Matt Brunelson wasn't allowed to do a lot of the projects that he's doing. He was told not to. Until he started sneaking around behind the owner's backs and doing it, and it sort of became successful on its own. Wow. And he kept getting a talking to. And in fact, and we'll tell the full story there, at one point, finally, um, Adam Firestone showed up at Matt's house and said, look, I have told you time and time again that we not to do these side projects, and I'm going to give you an ultimatum. And so that'll hit the road. For the rest of the story, you'll have to watch the live broadcast or come on out to the uh, Lion, the Bear, and wow. the Brewmaster and find out uh, how their relationship developed from there. Well, I wonder what Adam's issue was. Like, It's like, well, you know, he was thinking like the wine side, like we want to keep a low profile. It's all about, you know, the, the judging of the stuff and all that kind of. Yeah. Because Matt, I mean, he kills it on the speaking circuit or the smoothing circuit, whatever he's doing. Oh, yeah, it. absolutely. It's probably a brand, you know, thing. You know what I mean? Let's keep the brand focused on, on these one or two things. You do side projects, you're distracting the brand we're trying to grow. I, I think guess. that was part of it. I think other parts mm-hmm. of it are that um, he was really into English-style ales, and yeah. that's all they were doing in the beginning was a couple of different just straight-up English-style ales. But they hired one of the most talented brewmasters in the world to do these couple of types of english style ales so they kind of overachieved on the brew uh, on the brewer that you might need to just do a couple of different things so as the brewmaster got comfortable uh i think you know there was some turmoil and yeah, some strife yeah. and uh, of course out of it 
there's a Firestone Walker that we know today. But these are things I didn't know about. There are also things I didn't know I would be allowed to talk about when they asked me to come moderate this thing with them. And I said, look, you know, if we want to sit down and have a real conversation with people, you got to give me real things to talk about. So they started kind of opening up, uh, you know. Were well, you drinking when you did this? <laughs> not much, okay, actually. Good, okay. We were pretty sober. Right, fine, and fine. they started kind of opening up about things that I, that I could bring up. Because I said, look, you know. We can talk to people about the beer, and everyone will enjoy that. Mm-hmm. But if you want this to be a get-to-know-the-owners and the brewmaster, you got to give me something. It's got to be real. And so meat. they just started giving me things. And <laughs> some of them, they were giving it to me, and, I, and they're giving me all these details. And I'm going, all right, wait, now this stuff's off the record, right? And they're going, <laughs> no, no, this is the stuff. We can do this. So interesting shit you're going to hear. But on top of that, you're going to get to try five years of uh, Firestone Walker anniversary beers plus small dishes to pair with each of those beers all night long uh, from Chef Hosea. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm waiting on the final word, actually, to find out if there's going to be a live um, stream of the event, but we will be recording the event also. But I suggest if you're going to be in Denver for the Great American Beer Festival on the Wednesday night before it starts, that you come on out to Mile High Station. That's October 10th from 6.30 to 9.30. Gives you plenty of time to go do anything else you want, uh, although I think you're, it's exactly the place you're going to want to be. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're going to be hanging out there. Uh, a couple of beers scheduled to pour um, are also the Pivo Hoppy Pills, which uh, we had the Pivo Pills down at the Firestone Beer Festival. Fantastic. Wonderful Pilsner. And then the 12th, 13th, 14th, and uh, 15th anniversary. And then the debut of the 16th anniversary ale. I think I said the debut of the 15th earlier, but it's actually the debut of the 16th uh, anniversary ale that we'll we'll be doing. Um, So go to fwdenver.eventbrite.com tickets are 75 bucks and that includes um, the food and the beer and your admission. But I've got tickets to give away tonight. Oh. Yeah, we're going to give away two tickets to it tonight. Let's do that. Yeah, I think we're going to give away two tickets tonight, and we're going to give give away two tickets when we come back uh, next time. So hang in there with us. We're going to be doing a bunch of giveaways later on in the program um, because we're going to just give stuff away for our 300th uh, show. That's the name of the show. It's the give stuff away for our free 300th show. Show. A show. Show. Yeah. Yeah. Scott and I already won two tickets, so you only have two tickets left. (laughs) You only have two left now, right? One? Maybe. Uh, I'm not getting here until Thursday, so I don't even need one, but... It should be nice to be there. It sounds like a great event. Why are you only going in on... Th- well, I guess because you, you figured the session and all that. Well, I can't yeah. get drunk like four nights in a row. I can do it three. So. Right. Well, I have a ticket for you, Tasty, if you want to switch no, your no, flight. No, no, no. I'm not going to switch. All right. All right. Also, BN Studio Double D Grand Opening is Saturday, October 20th. It's happening uh, from 2.30 to 5.30. And we're also the sponsor of the Downtown Martinez Zombie Beer Crawl. Us, Main Street Martinez, Creek Monkey Tap House, and the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival are bringing you the Zombie Beer Crawl. Dress up like a zombie. Uh, prizes given away for best costume and uh, all kinds of cool stuff. Best zombie costume and best zombie group you want to bring out all your friends uh but you don't have to dress up like a zombie to participate you can come and just do it and hang out and drink beer and we are going to be hosting our grand opening right here at the brand new brewing network studios um and you can come on in and drink beer with us we've already got drakes confirmed to bring a couple of their barrel age products uh projects and we're bringing a few other breweries in too um so uh it goes from uh 2 to 5 30 and uh shuttles from oh. the North Concord BART will actually be running from 2 p.m. to 9 p.m. 
according to the information. So if you want to take BART out, it's a very BART-friendly advice, uh, uh, event. It's a, a free shuttle from uh, North North Concord BART Station uh, all the way down here to downtown Martinez, which is a quick ride. And we'd love to have you come see our new studios. Yeah, it'll be a good time for sure. We'll have some uh, cool things planned in the studio for you. Yeah. While we're doing great announcements, Hop Grenade IPA kits have now spawned the birth of the first ever Brewing Network homebrew competition. Uh, we've got some Hop Grenade IPA kits, not too many left, but we thought, you know, let's do a simple homebrew competition. Uh, people have been asking us to host one for years, but I'll be honest with you, it's a big fat pain in the ass. Yeah. And logistically, it gets very difficult with all the styles and the judge, uh, judging, and also uh, that, that we haven't had cold storage to do a big beer competition. And you could be certain that if we just did some big wide open homebrew comp, uh, we would get more injuries than we could probably handle. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to test the waters and see how this works out. And then uh, if we can, uh, if we like it. Yeah, we won't like it. I'm just going to tell you that now. Yeah. If we like it, maybe we'll move on to a bigger and better uh, homebrew festival. But in the meantime, right. you can compete against your BN Army friends in the first ever Brewing Network homebrew competition. Just go and grab yourself a Hop Grenade IPA kit in the BN store. Brew it. That's the only. That's the only one we're doing. You. It's, it's right. one category. It's IPAs, and it's our recipe kit to do it. Sounds right. right up uh, JP's alley. Homebrew and IPA. And IPA. Yeah. be judging the show. <laughs> that, right? I'm, I mean, I'm going to be judging. I have to. JP I'm, will be our head judge. Yeah. Nate, <laughs> Nate and I will just sit there and suffer through it. Right. Now, I mean it. There's a limited supply. I think there's only about 40 kits there's left. There's exactly 40 kits. Okay. So it's a very yeah. elite BN Army competition. Go get your Hop Grenade IPA kit right now. Um What's what did we decide the deadline is, JP? The deadline is the last show in December. So does that mean that we'll announce the winners on the last show in December? Oh, yeah, you, uh, yes. That's the that's not the deadline. What's the I'm entry sorry. deadline? The entry deadline is a month from now. Um, it is. What did we decide? I have it right on my calendar. The uh, 29th of October. Will it be in our hands here by the 29th? Well, that seems like a long time in between when they get in our hands and the last show in December, which is December yeah, no, 16th. Right. It seems like a short time between when they, when when they, they order it, it, when they, they brew get it, it when yeah. they brew it. No, I had it on the wrong date. I'm sorry. The, okay. The I'm 11th, 26th of the last Monday oh. in November. That gives you enough time to order it, to get there, to brew it, to bottle it, and to send it in. And then, we're, you know, it'll take us two weeks. We're going to have an entry window of two weeks. Things will, will filter in, and, uh, and that's three we'll weeks. To, we'll have to do the competition and uh, get all the score sheets out and do all that kind of stuff. So it, it takes a little bit to run a comp. Why don't we make it? We're going to make it December seventh. Let's make it December seventh. I can ship that. A Friday, December seventh is going to be the entry deadline. They need to be at the Brewing Network Studios. Actually, we're going to give you the address uh, for them to be shipped because we want to make sure that we can store them coldly. But uh, Friday, December seventh, and that gives us then um, a week. To, to judge them. How many bottles? Like six Plenty pack, of time. Six pack. Um, we'll give you all details uh, <laughs> actually on the website. We're going to build a, a page on our on tap segment. So uh, all details coming soon. But what you need to know is go to the Brewing Network store right now, buy your Hop Grenade IPA kit, get it brewed, and you need to have it into the studio by Friday, December 7th. And then we will announce the winners on the show, uh, which will be uh, Sunday, December 16th, our, right. our holiday show. Uh, so uh, plenty of time to do it. And uh, as soon as we sell out of Hop Grenade IPA kits, that will be our entry cap. So if you go to the store and there are no kits there, you'll know that you've missed the first ever That's Brewing right. Network homebrew competition. And if we have more than, you know, 
55 or 60 entries, then we'll know that you did not enter the Hop Grenade IPA. Good call. <laughs> Although we probably aren't smart enough to figure that out. Well, that's we'll have, probably true. Wow, wow, we have 70 entries. This wow. is amazing. We are awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm sort of a recovering competition guy. Uh, any prizes associated with uh, this, this There's going to be lots of prizes. I already know that Heretic wants to get involved. Oh, well, and, that, that, they always uh, go big. So that's yeah. Great. So, but we didn't... Uh, I wanted to get it announced to give people plenty of time to buy it and brew it, which is... You have you now have plenty of time. Yeah. Uh, just buy it and brew it. There's no entry fee. You have to buy the kit because it's just our kit that's in the competition. So there will right. be no fees on top of that. If you have the kit, you enter it into the competition. Um, also, if you've already bought the kit and you know it's still you know on tap at your place, you can uh, you can enter it. Uh, that's how we're going to end up at like seventy and not know what the hell <laughs> not know what the hell happened. I will um, go through and go through the shipping history. I oh. guarantee you some wonderful and fabulous <laughs> yeah. prizes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably lots of merch. Yeah, Probably from the some, BN store. I think some better stuff too. Our oh, sponsors yeah, sure. tend to step up for things like this, and I know that Jamil was really into it. So yeah, he was talking about a brew day at Heretic and things like that. So if we can get it all worked out, then uh, they're going to be some good prizes. So yeah, especially this is first ever. Yeah. If there and if there's few enough entries, we'll do an every everybody wins. It's little <laughs> league. Everybody can win something. There are no losers. Yeah, because <laughs> it's really not that many entries. It's so it's hey, everyone get something. Yay, no, good little league. Nobody do it. All right, what else? New IPA book is in the store. I told you we're going right. to get Mitch Steele's IPA book in, and it's now in. It's get them. Yeah, right. it really is. So, uh, get them while they're hot. Uh, just go to the Brewery Network store and do that. Uh, all right, you can shop through Amazon and help us. Just click the Amazon link on our homepage and just do all your normal shopping, especially as the holiday seasons approach. And um, it, it pays Moscow's entire salary, which is like $8. So thank you so much for uh, participating in That's that program. Big, you guys ready for the uh, product of the week this week? Yeah. Yeah. It's the uh, someone got uh, Kosovite, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, multivitamin for dogs, 45 tablets. It's uh, a multivitamin and mineral supplement for dogs. Sometimes your pet needs more than the nutrition found only in their food. Of course. That's yeah. No duh. Yeah, so to help uh, complement the diet, the person bought the multivitamins for dogs. A far cry from our product of the week last week. <laughs> well, That's right. I, I'm going for variety here. Yeah. It, it, it goes from filthy to useless. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. does it make them poop better? Yeah. Does it? <laughs> My dog doesn't need any help. It's a dog. Everybody, vitamin. the dog is fine. Well, yeah. you don't even need multivitamins as a human being. What makes you think your dog needs multivitamins? Exactly. Your dog needs nothing. Yeah. Your dog's fine. I'm in agreement, your actually, with that. that uh, the your dog, dog needs something. My dog needs more than it can be given. Yeah, your dog it's needs a hole in his head. What my dog needs. Yeah. Took my dog uh, to the uh, NorCal Homebrew Festival uh, this weekend. He was rocking that place. What? He was rocking that. Who was that little kid walking him around? I don't know, but did you even know that was me? Uh, <laughs> we met some little kid, and he liked my dog, and he started walking walking around. It's like Walker was uh, seeing eye dog all of a sudden. He was perfectly behaved for this guy. He followed the little kid's every single command. Yeah. I'm telling you, the, he was the most perfectly behaved dog I've I've never seen him be. And uh, this kid loved him. I should have left. I tried to leave him with him. Actually, <laughs> should have. I tried to take him. He Why are you taking him. a dog around who has uh, problems and is in pain and shit like that? Ah, he likes and it. He's gassy as hell. He is in pain, but he doesn't want to sit around. He wants to walk. He wants to hang. That's, he's Walker. All right. He wants to hang out with people. I don't know. Call him sitter. <laughs> yes. Call him immobile. He doesn't Thank even you. really sit right though. Right. 
All right, all these updates and more on uh, justin.tv slash brewing network. Oh, no, uh, you can go watch the show on uh, <laughs> justin.tv slash brewing network. All these updates and more on Twitter and Twitter. We haven't done Twitter game in a long time. Are you ready for it? I'm ready for it. What is Twitter game today? Uh, yeah. Twitter game is, uh, I got to think about titles of books with Mitch's new book coming out. So, um, Tasty has written his autobiography. I don't know if everybody knew that. Okay. Uh, he's written his autobiography. It's in the works. I just don't know a title. That's right. He doesn't have a title. So, what would you name, come up with the name of Tasty's title for his autobiography. He wrote it. It's all about his life, his fantastic, fabulous life. Uh, I, give me a title for it. Love it. I taste you. Oh, that's a great you title. taste me. <laughs> That's disqualified. You can't use love it. (laughs) All right. Tweet those in uh, to Brewing Network, and uh, that'll be our. We'll give away something for that for our contest tonight. At Brewing Network, please. By the way, it looks like I forgot to mention for the zombie beer crawl, it'll be free to enter the Brewing Network um, here studios. But if you want to do the whole crawl, and there's like more than 20 uh, local craft breweries getting involved in a bunch of different locations here, uh, $25 per, uh, in advance and uh, 35 bucks at the door. You can get tickets in advance at Bay Area Craft Beer Festival. It's all walkable. Dot com. Or, it's all walkable. Or zombieable. It's all entirely zombieable. Is it walkerable? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's close enough. Even so how will we know the difference between uh, the dressed up zombies and just the normal Martians, Martians around here? Yeah. The smell, the smell. <laughs> yeah. Martians. The zombies will smell much better. Will they, though? Oh, yeah. yeah. What's a different kind of smell? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Martian smell. One's a live dead worse. smell, and one's just a dead, dead smell. <laughs> right. <laughs> one looks dead, one is dead. Uh. All right, send feedback over to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com, and um, send show ideas over to... Justin. Yeah, let's go to Justin. Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. <laughs> if you ever want to have them see the light of day, then uh, they should go over to Scott. Some guy wrote in and was like, where do I send show requests to? And I go, Justin oh, at thebrewingnetwork.com. Like fucking asshole. <laughs> You've got mail. Kick ass. All right, feedback's brought to you today by Blickman Engineering, the makers of the brand new Tower of Power. Go check it out right now at BlickmanEngineering.com. That thing is badass, I'll tell you that right now. All right, here we go. Hey, guys, uh, first, thanks for what you do every week. My brews have gotten way better because of it. Now, I've been listening to the archives of all the shows, except Lunch Mean, for the last (laughs) couple months. I'm averaging two to three shows a day. Recently, I've come upon a snag. Certain shows are not downloading for me. Although he says D-ling for me. D-ling. 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 Yeah. It's too much to type the whole word out. All my other podcasts DL fine, and the BN shows have been fine until now. I'm running out of BN stuff to listen to, and I need my crack, goddammit. Can you help? Lunch meat. Uh, the message says something about the server being temporarily out of service, but that's been for a couple weeks now. Well, it shouldn't be for a couple weeks now. What happens is that there's a daily download cap. We've gone over this before. Uh, we have far too many people, and it also tries to prevent uh, bots from downloading, you know, a hundred shows in a day. So you have a limit of something like twenty shows in a day. Now, if that's not refreshing, there's another problem. But basically, I do still get people writing in saying iTunes won't let them download things. But what they're doing is they're downloading twenty shows and then saying oh everything after the most recent 20 shows won't download for me what's it's broken and it's not broken you wait 24 hours and then you're allowed to to download a bunch of shows again kind of taking a nap then you're good to go again and you can't listen to 20 shows in a day anyway so you know just it is interesting because and there's another one in in feedback too that i i I sent to a couple of people where it's only specific shows now some people are, are having issues with specific 
really? shows. Yeah. Well, th- there was one uh, from March, the the show with Flying Dog, uh, yeah. where there were some issues. That show's back up now. If it was that, I don't know any other specific issues. It's in the it's in the few. There's like uh, the dude lists out three, and they're just at random. Yeah, dates. this guy sp- uh, did specific shows. Well, I oh, can check on okay. the specific shows. Maybe yeah. each file has a cap. I'll have to talk to Code about that, but it shouldn't really be specific shows. So I I can take another look at them. Okay. Uh, I haven't heard anything about specific shows other than this email. It's mostly though uh, nine out of the ten emails that we get about this is it's just due to the caps. So that if you wait 24 hours, you should be able to do it again. Uh, I'll, I'll check it out and see if there's anything more specific. I'll send it over to Code. Uh, greetings, Brewcasters. Just want to let you know that the last few shows on the BN have been among the best ever. The Garrett Oliver and Mitch Steele sessions made up my made me up my monthly donation from $5 to $10. Whoa! Yeah. Raises all around. Oh, That's awesome. Having been a home brewer for 21 years, just over half my life, I have to say that discovering the BN in 2005 is the best thing that uh, and has made the biggest difference in my brewing skills by far. Thanks from Gar. Smith Garson from Norway. Gar. Smith Gar Garson. Why would his parents name him Gar if his last name has Garson in it? I think that's his nickname. It is? Gar. It's written as Gar Smith hyphen Garson. Oh. So, Smith Garson. Wow. Is it a Belgian know. thing to give you your first name based on your last name? Yeah, it's Cross Crossley. That's your name. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's more common there, but it goes on here too. I think I've mentioned him before. Maybe on the air. Ruben Rubenstein, my dad's, oh, uh, my dad's old friend. Yeah, yeah. Right. it happens. Pete People Peterson. Do. Yeah. yeah. Mike, Mike <laughs> McDolerson. <laughs> what? Susie has her hand raised. Tasty, tasty. I don't know why. Go ahead, Susie. In Iceland, um, you are... What the fuck do you know about Iceland? <laughs> <laughs> you are named... Um, your last name is your father's last name. Okay. So it's like Eric's son, son of Eric. Yeah. So that's why it would be Gar Smith Garson. Maybe his name Gar. is Gar Smith. His dad's name is Gar. And so he's the son of Gar. Okay. All but right. If you're a girl, it's changed up just a little bit. So your whole family has different last names. Well, his dad must love himself so much. I'm going to give my son my first name and then, of course, my last name. Right. <laughs> sort of like enrichment. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else do I have here? Uh, hey, all. New listener, and I'm having a hard time following the conversation. <laughs> well. Maybe hire someone to operate the mute button. Preferably not some drunk dude. You cannot have five people talk at the same time on the radio. It doesn't work. Talk and fucking turn. Don't talk over your buddies. He's using exclamation points. Yeah. Uh, uh, can you capital letters? I would recommend only having one or two hosts, or having speaker with better speakers with better manners. Just uh, saying it, it. Just saying it gets old really quick. But hey, I got your iPhone app, and we'll be listening for improvements daily now. Thanks for your time, from Scott. <laughs> improvements. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Oh yeah, now that we know we should, we'll do yeah. that. Yes. Well, listen, Scott, I could not agree with you more, yeah. and I'm telling you that there are shows when there is nothing more frustrating than these bunch of fucking douchebags <laughs> all trying to get in a joke at the same fucking time. Uh, yeah. So Justin, Justin I could not shut up more. We could my joke to be better. I'm talking now. <laughs> like what was it? The, was it the cocktail show? Was the last one that I was just like, oh my god, you should all just shoot me in the face. I'd be yeah. more comfortable. Well, eight drunk people in the room. But it's been seven years now. Yeah, we all should know to shut up for a second That's while true. the other one does it. So I'm listen, Scott. I'm not arguing with you one bit. He's right. Yeah, in yeah. fact, thank you for your email, and hopefully we'll all take it yeah, to heart. We're working on. We yeah. need a talking stick. 
Got <laughs> <laughs> to pass it. Pass yeah. it around. We get poked in the aisle. Someone's going to get hurt. With it. <laughs> yeah. You do got to love the nature of the talk radio listener, though, right? Like, uh, I can't stand how you guys all talk over each other all the time, and I'll be listening every day. Thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> don't know how to turn this thing right. off. Right. All right. Here's another one. What's up, rich bitches? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Being rich, dude. Bevo's booth should be called the boobth. I agree. Both Bevo and the Sues do fill the boob well. Yeah, they both have great cleaves. Oh, yeah. Would the two of them fit in there at the same time? No. No. They couldn't close the door. Uh, he says, also, I believe it's illegal for homebrew to cross state lines, at least in some states. It's considered bootlegging. But I'm okay with having a bootlegger for a president. <laughs> so I guess after our conversation you last know. week about Obama and his homebrew. <laughs> One glove from Half Monk. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Let's spin this thing out of control. All right. All right. Kirk writes in, I just wanted to say thanks. I've been listening for about a year now, about the same time I started getting serious about my homebrewing. I'm working my way through the archives and have no time for other podcasts anymore. Uh, Adam Carolla and Greg Fitzsimmons are funny, but I get humor and brewing knowledge from your show. Uh, it seems like hanging out with my buddies with similar interests. Yeah. My, my real buddies are Bud Light drinkers, he says. <laughs> Eat that, Moscow. Yeah. We're the real deal. Fuck the ace man. Tell yeah. about the BN. Since listening, I've gone all grain and just started entering competitions. You guys used to talk about the um, Southern California Homebrew Championships. Well, I won first place in the American Brown category. Oh. Yeah. Nice. With a John Palmer recipe. Oh, my in their goodness. 25th annual competition. I'm super stoked. It's a slap in McDowell's face right there. <laughs> so like I, I own that category. How'd that happen? <laughs> right. You have, to, you have to talk to Palmer now. Well, that is my recipe. Right, well, there might be other recipes, actually. Right. Really? I thought they were all burned. <laughs> it's like books. Yes. Other, other American brown eye recipies have been burned. Uh, he says, I'm super stoked. I want to thank you guys for all the info and entertainment. Kirk from... He's a corporal in the BN Army. Kirk? Kirk. Uh, Dan. D-A-N-N. Ooh. <laughs> Come on. It's a, it's a chicken. Uh, he's German. That's like Will with one L. Is he black or that's just a, it's just a new way to spell Dan? Unfortunately, no, I can't tell over email. He's a Nazi. It's not short for anything. It's just Dan. Right. Greetings. Uh, true. Excellent show on beer cocktails. <laughs> I found it uh, very interesting to hear about drinking a beer and then determining which flavors to pair it with through spirits. The concept is along the same lines as pairing beers with food. I've made a couple of beers that I blended with wine. I thought about a stout. Uh, one was um, in between an American stout and a Russian imperial stout. I made and blended it with a Cabernet Sauvignon. Fermented the beer and wine separately. Then did some taste, uh, some tests. Yeah, taste tests to determine uh, a blend that I wanted. My next attempt was a Belgian Golden Strong that I wanted to replace the candy sugars with wine sugars. I selected an Italian Pinot Grigio because the description of the kit had melon and citrus fruit with a perfume and spiciness that I thought might pair well with the Belgian Golden Strong. I ended up doing a better job with the math, and the blend came out great. I uh, just thought I'd share another type of beer cocktail. Uh, cheers from Dan in New York. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Simon from Sydney, Australia writes in, To start with, I'm not so convinced that Justin is a no-talent hack, but suck a dick, JP. <laughs> I have a question regarding Thanks. glassware for craft beer. Last show I heard JP mention that uh, most beer geeks weren't happy drinking beer cocktails, but have no problem drinking from shaker glasses. 
I completely get the point he was making, but I was curious as to what is the importance of glassware to enjoying craft beer. I rarely drink uh, straight out of the bottle, but must admit that the shaker glass is my go-to vessel unless it's a really big beer. What are your thoughts? Cheers, Simon in Australia. P.S. Bevo's awesome. Uh, okay, well, this is a fine question. And unfortunately, the shaker glass is the go-to for most bars yeah. and, uh, and a lot of drinkers and things like that. And in that particular case, the idea is, is actually really simple. The way the shaker glass finishes its shape is in an outward motion, if you think about it. So it's kind of like a V. And I guess the whole like now now honestly I, I don't think it's the worst thing for beer I don't know that we've ever said that but it does instead of focusing the aroma in on your nose it sort of lets it go out past the sides of your nose and I just think that another type of a glass like the German Pilsner glasses and uh, the ones that we sell here at the BN they bell at the top so they go right. back inwards and like I said I, I, unless I'm wrong the principle is very simple it's just focusing the aromas of the which are a big part of what you taste is Mm -hmm. what you smell back in to your nose and i think like the english pine glasses they kind of bell out a little bit but they don't they don't kind of come inward so i think that's just more for foam and head retention oh i see i I think i you know i don't i don't really know uh no he's referring to a comment it was just made in kind of just a off-the-cuff generalities but um, it was a fine comment i thought actually that you made a funny comment and an and an and an interesting point that we'll get a little uh, snooty about one thing but not snooty about the other thing and i think that was a good point i mean glassware in 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 craft beer is very popular just like it is in belgian beers you know every brewery has their own well not every beer but most breweries will have their own specific shape of glass does that all matter no, it's all marketing. There, you, you, well, you, some of it's important. Some of it's important, but you, know, you get a bell that funnels it up. It doesn't matter, you know, what degree the glass bends in. I mean, come on, whatever. But that I think is a little excessive. But uh, shaker glass is is um, it's like drinking a wine glass out of a shot glass, or drinking wine out of a shot glass. You don't right. get them as much. Right. Yeah. And and yeah, in fact, it's exactly that principle. You wouldn't drink wine out of an iced tea glass because it right. doesn't bell and focus it on your nose. JP would taste. I've done it, actually. Well, yeah, I, I understand. You know, in terms of the aroma, I mean, yeah, every time you t- you take a drink of the beer, you're going to get a better aroma experience with a uh, glass that focuses in. But you can take a pine glass and put your hand over it if you really want to smell your beer to see, what, you know, analytically. Yeah. Your but hand. again, in terms of the experience, yeah, you want a glass that you know focuses it in. Yeah. And then one thing I appreciate about the shaker glass is that they're they're cheap. Because that's there's so much in use. I mean, who's stealing shaker glasses from a bar? Right. If you have a nice, you know, tulip glass, they they can't keep them there. People take them with them all the time. Yep. Well, they, they there's a couple things. Too. Yeah, they're they're cheap, they're durable because yeah. it's very thick, and they stack better. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a reason bars used them. And none of us in this room are such beer snobs that that we we would really give a negative review on a bar, for example, if they were only serving in uh, shaker glasses. Yeah. Now that being said. If we spent some money on a bottle of beer there, like a Cantillon or any kind of a goose, something that we really wanted to slowly enjoy and sip and smell, right? We would be very, we would be upset if all they had was a shaker glass. Sure. We would demand uh, some sort of a goblet or glass that focuses it into your palate and your. That's true, you know. But if, like I said, none of us were, are going to shit on a place if they serve us a pilsner in that glass. We'd appreciate it more if it comes yeah. in a in a belled glass. But and I just like the feel of an English pint glass. Yeah, I mean, it just you feels like better. The girth and the, your hand and the nicely. Yeah, it, it does. It, it's, it's my it's flared, so it doesn't slip off. That's true. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, i got to get through the last couple quickly. Right. Um, Justin, I have the same pee problem that you do, except poo. My wiener seems <laughs> fine. Uh, I hope that oh, helps. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Have a good day from Steve. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I don't have it with poo. <laughs> um, I, think I, I am too. I, I, I want a beer I'd right know now. if I had that problem. Uh, here's another one about my pee problem, uh, which, by the way, if you're a new listener, it's it's just that when I'm done peeing, I zip up my pants, and then it turns out I'm not done peeing, and there's an extra little thing that comes out every time. <laughs> if you're a new listener, you won't be after this. <laughs> right. Here we go. It's pretty here's another, gross. Dear Justin, I have a foolproof fix for your pee problem. Uh, it's a move I call the taint pusher. <laughs> I used to suffer from the same problem as you. It was most embarrassing while in the office bathroom. Uh, bathroom. You know, you're, you're done. You go to wash your hands and look down, and your penis just decided to spit out a load of pee. You get pee-pee tracks. You get pee-pee tracks, yes. So, anyway, on to the taint pusher. After you pee, while still standing in front of the toilet, lift up your scrotum, take a couple fingers, and push up your taint, or chode, if you will. Uh, this will <laughs> push will. out any pee lingering around. I do this every time I pee and don't have the leakage anymore. Try it for a couple of days. Your pants and your piss-covered legs will thank you. Uh, enjoy from Harry Hood. Well, I'll tell you what, Harry Hood. Must push on your nose. I will try it. That's the first uh, solution anyone's given me, and I'm more than happy to spend the couple seconds it's going to take to find and then push on my taint. I thought someone offered you uh, a solution last week. Didn't they say uh, milk your balls? They did say milk my balls, but that was a ridiculous solution. Yeah, yeah. That one's out of the question. <laughs> well, pee doesn't come from your balls. No. Yeah. So, although I suppose it doesn't necessarily come from your taint. I don't but, think it passes through the taint necessarily uh, <laughs> either. But there's a muscle, I yeah. think, in the taint that may be the... Yeah, uh, that's uh, what I, hope, okay. I gotta say, every time I've pissed since last week, I, I'm thinking about it. And I'm going, okay, what am I doing that he's not doing? And wh- how can I tell him? Right. Well, the, a, only, the only way to know, Doc, is to see what he's doing. So at the break, what, why don't you guys go in the bathroom? Yeah, well, we're see, now we're going to see him reaching down doing weird shit when he's done. Like, <laughs> yeah. What the hell is he doing? Like, what, is that? Okay, you're in the yeah. office bathroom and you're reaching for your taint and somebody walks in. Like, whoa, what's he doing? <laughs> reaching for, like it's on the floor 10 feet behind you. No, <laughs> but you you, you got to go inside and look right. around. Yeah, what's yeah. Yeah. Like, what is he doing? And then you're, going, you're in that squirt, squirt, squirt. Right. And they're going to think something's funny. Well, listen, if it stops me from peeing on my legs, people think that's a lot funnier when they have to see my wet... Just wear dark pants and shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> uh, here, here's another one. Hey, Justin, I was pissing myself laughing, no pun intended, at your explanation of leaking after taking a pee. <laughs> and I completely relate. But that is not the point of my email. You joked about prostate issues. I'm just a wee bit older than you, 39 to be exact, and I will be having my prostate removed during your next Sunday session due to cancer, which, by the way, is today. He says it'll actually be Tuesday afternoon here in Melbourne, Australia, which will align with your Monday-Sunday session. So right now, he's getting his uh, prostate taken out. I don't know why I'm clapping. But. I won't go into detail because I know it will stop you from reading this email, but if you're interested and want to laugh, here's where I've been publishing the gory details. You can go to uh, <laughs> 39vspc.blogspot.com.au. Let me go right there. So he's got a blog? It yeah. just flows off the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah. I want to look at it, but I don't have time. Uh, remind me at the end of the show uh, if, if we have time. Anyway, your leaking willy is not due to prostate cancer. But my own personal PSA is uh, don't rely on your age as protection or an excuse not to have someone shove their fingers up your arse. My arse has been a playground, and I've learned to enjoy it. Cheers and take care from Brett, a.k.a. Brewfish in the forum. I'll be honest with you, Brett. Uh, that was the only reason. That last line was the only reason that made it in the feedback. <laughs> I learned 
to enjoy it. Yeah, but well, ours is a playground. Good advice, my friend. All right, dear brewcasters and JP, love the beer what? cocktails episode. Thanks for teaching me to taste spirits. I've been doing it wrong this whole time. Uh, there we go. All right, uh, that's all that I have time to do in feedback. I was about all of it anyway. Got time. So, Got uh, yeah. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Anchorage uh, Brewing Company, who... Uh, it's got uh, great beer skills to teach us, I think. All wood fermentation with all the yeasty, buggy things that we really enjoy around here at the Where Brewing Network. So, Anchorage, Alaska. Alaska. <laughs> right? That's how, Alaska, you yeah. That's how you say it in Missouri, right, Tasty? Yeah, you wash things in Alaska. It's, it's, it's Missouri. Uh-huh. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hey, Jack, what you doing? Playing Warcraft? No way. It's TBG time, buddy. TBG? Get with it. I'm playing that brewery game. What brewery game? No, that's the name of the site, thatbrewerygame.com. What? Yeah, check it out, man. If you've ever brewed beer in your dreams or wish you could mash in right from your desk at work, you can. Kind of. With That Brewery Game. You can brew up a great batch of beer from anywhere, virtually. Then you can sell it, because in that brewery game, it's legal to sell your beer to the public, create recipes, brew virtually, upgrade your equipment, upload labels, and test market your brand at thatbrewerygame.com. You still slinging pissed-off birds into buildings from your phone? Forget that. Try making beer. Sweet. Register right now for your free account at thatbrewerygame.com. Brew. Drink. Play. ThatBreweryGame.com Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the homebrewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. 
Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next okay, meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. This Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Session. Brewing up our next batch of radio gold right now. All right, welcome back to the session and thanks for sticking with us. We got a lot to do today here on our 300th episode of Ooh, man, the session. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Can I get a different chair before the next 300? <laughs> Sure, Tasty's is 300 episodes old. Yeah, that's that right. chair that you I'm have. not going to make it another 300, by the way. <laughs> Pretty soon, we're going to have to get uh, Tasty one of those recliners that lifts you up out of it. You know, shoots me out. Yeah. Yes. like the old person chair that with the the rail that goes downstairs. Yeah, you have to point me. <laughs> he can't walk. I know. I'm sure that when Tasty saw the new studio, he's like, "Oh Jesus, I only Upstairs. got two, I got two years left in this in this studio. <laughs> I will put in the thing for you. All right, Actually, yeah, well, well, when I say I, Doc will. I want put a in handicap thing. Uh, available. Yeah, I want to put a microphone. Absolutely. I want an elevator. You you're going to put a microphone in downstairs before you're you do tasty. that. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> All right, we've got Gabe Fletcher. He's the founder of Anchorage Brewing Company in Anchorage, Alaska. Gabe, what's happening, man? Oh, not much. Just about ready to crack a Saison here. Perfect. <laughs> I think we have your wit that we're about to crack. Is that what I have here? Oh, oh yeah. Whiteout Wit is with uh, with Brett. With Bertanomyces is what we're about to open. Oh, Nice. What other beers did you guys end up getting? What else we have there, Moscow? Uh, the Bitter Monk and then uh, the White IPA. Oh, cool. Is it your face on top of your Anchorage Brewing logo? 
That's it. That is <laughs> dude. That is that is badass. It's pretty brave. Yeah. Pretty brave there, Gabe. Well, yeah. I'm the only only one here. I don't have any employees or anything. So you, you really? don't no dog or anything you could have used. I got a dog at home, but dog, yeah. not at the brewery. I got this goldfish and a betta fish that's been dead for four years. That's all I got. <laughs> right. I love it. Now, but you do have a, you're the only employee there, but you've got a long history of of brewing. How how old is Anchorage Brewing Company? Uh Anchorage is 2 years old now. Um but I only been I've only been brewing for about a year and a half now there. It took about, you know, 6 months or so to to get the brewery up and running. Okay. Got it. Uh, now, and before that, you brewed at Midnight Sun, is that right? Yeah, I was I was head brewer there for 13 years. Okay. Wow. And, um, well, I was 21 when I first started there, and uh, within a year and a half, I became head brewer and then just kind of took the reins from there. How did that happen? Did were you just re- did you go to school? Were you great at, at what you do? How'd you go head brewer <laughs> so quick? Uh, honestly, I just fell into it. Uh, I wasn't even... After I turned 21, you know, I was always kind of interested in different kinds of beers. And then I started working at this little uh, winery shop for a while, and I was helping people make basically like homebrew kit wine. And uh, someone over at Midnight Sun heard about me, and, and they asked if, if I'd come down for an interview. I never even thought about working at a brewery before. And then uh, went down there, and I think that day I was bottling, and then uh, within a year and a half, you know, I learned enough to to run the place, and then uh, just kind of made my own way from there. Not a boy. So you weren't even a, a home brewer before that. No, I wasn't. I brewed my first batch, you know, at, at the brewery. Wow. Well, that's a good gig to <laughs> stumble cool. into. And <laughs> I mean, and in Anchorage, uh, I mean, what was your plan? Did you have other aspirations to to go do something else? Like after Midnight Sun, you mean? No, like even before, because you say it kind of fell into your lap. Did you? You didn't know you wanted to be a brewer. I, I was twenty-one. I had no idea what I was doing. You know? boy. Just wanted I, to smoke weed and shoot moose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're called meese. Oh. <laughs> I think multiple moose is meese. I see. Yeah. Moose eye. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just want to bang Eskimos and shoot mooses. <laughs> That's all I want to do. <laughs> that's what I would think of out there. Well, that's no, I, I had no idea what I was doing back then, and honestly, it just fell into my lap. But I mean, as soon as it did, I fell in love with it, and I, you know, I just went full force with it. And well, that's awesome. So you spend 13 years then with Midnight Sun, which you know, Midnight Sun is a is a great brewery, and and you don't you didn't just brew you know kind of your average beers there. You guys really went for it with some different styles. So you must have learned a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I was always, always experimenting and, and trying new ingredients and trying, making up new techniques in my head and um, always trying to blend, you know, st- styles together. Uh, I mean, a lot of the things that people get to try down south uh, are nothing compared to the, the, the variety of beers that we actually brewed at the brewery. Really? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we had probably did about... 80 different beers a year. Wow. Oh, that's cool, man. Now, so. was somebody training you to do this? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're like, yeah, just go for it, dude. No. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I learned the basics, and then I, I just took those basics and then just kind of expanded them in my head and, and, and just constantly kept trying new things. And, and then eventually I kind of figured figured it out for myself and figured out my own way of brewing. 
See, when you put it that way, you know, I think that uh, uh, homebrewers a lot will say, yeah, you know, that's how we learn. But I actually think that there's kind of a natural ability or a natural um, understanding of the brewing process and the ingredients that comes with that kind of quick learning process. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's, no, there's no doubt. I mean, for me, you know, I'm not – I didn't go to brewing school. I don't know, you know, all the – intense science between you know all the beers but i know how to use the ingredients and and i i know when i do write a recipe you know i i I have a pretty good idea of how it's going to turn out yeah see and you know and this is not one of my normal jokes about my my brewing skills i genuinely mean this i think that gabe and i are, are kind of the perfect two examples here he had a natural understanding i think of the ingredients and the brewing process that allowed him to really advance i don't i don't have that i really don't i have to work pretty hard about it and read a bunch and think about it to 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 get a grasp on it and literally every time i brew i i have to do that and that's what i mean i think that there are people who who have a natural, naturally get it a grasp yeah. like that well and, and they're the they're the creative ones they're the ones who are experimenting early on and right. making good stuff right off the bat yeah yeah um, yeah. Also, you know, just when you do it for so long, it just uh, eventually just kind of comes natural. And then you almost get bored with, uh, you know, the regular ways of brewing. And that's, you know, for me, I always got to be experimenting in order to keep it interesting for myself. Got it. Just like a home brewer. And you weren't yeah. even a home brewer. It's fantastic. No. <laughs> so you stay there for uh, 13 years, and then and then what happens? You just have an idea to run your own place? Uh, I mean, obviously that's every brewer's dream is to own their own place, and uh, it, it's always that scary step to to take, and and then finding you know the money, and because you know brewers they don't make any money, <laughs> right? And uh, and brewers generally don't, and so. But yeah, I, I came up with this idea to to make to do a hundred percent you know barrel aged brewery and then um, and you know do Britannomyces with with everything and and constantly and the beers that I I wanted to come out with would only come out once a year all the beers so it wasn't I wouldn't be on a production schedule uh, you know I didn't want to brew. IPA and amber every day. I wanted to brew what I wanted, and I wanted to be on my own schedule. And then basically, when, when the beers come out, they come out, and when they're done, they're done. Listen, and, to, uh, listen to Gabe the Dreamer. The, the <laughs> are, are who, who really kind of helped me really bring this thing to life because um, you know I don't have employees and and that kind of thing, so they were able to. You know, I talked to them before I started the company, and, and they basically um, said that they would, you know, buy every drop that I make and, you know, send it all over the world, and that's what they've done. Those were, wow. uh, you cut out there for a second. Those were distributors? Is that what you said? Uh, uh, the Shelton Brothers. Oh, the Shelton Brothers. Okay. Oh, Got nice. it. Got it. So did you, you got to know them through your time at midnight, and they said, look, we'll take whatever you brew anywhere? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's helpful, isn't it? <laughs> well, especially uh, hard hitters like Shelton Brothers. I mean, they're you know they're they're huge. Yeah, I mean they push a lot of really solid brands too. So right. So why why were you, why were they on board with you from the beginning? Did, did they just love everything you did at Midnight Sun? Yeah, they 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 liked the things that I did, and they also liked my idea for the brewery, and and they really wanted to be on board with it from the get go. And um, 
I, I feel honored for them to be backing me that way because you know they only represent I'm only the third U.S. brewery that they've took into their portfolio. Wow. The other two being Jolly Pumpkin and Saint Somewhere, and you know, Jolly Pumpkin's a huge name in the in the wild beer. Absolutely, yeah. one of our favorites. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, I definitely feel honored to be part of their portfolio. Well, and now you're in seven different countries and almost every state in the U.S. because of the Shelton Brothers. Yeah, and the and that some of that has to do with Mickle um, over in McKellar. Uh, he he buys the beer from uh, Shelton Brothers and and then distributes it over there in a bunch of different countries. Got it. Well, this wit beer we're drinking is awesome. It is a nice wit beer, yeah. yeah. I don't, you know, part of me just wants to say that Gabe is one of the luckiest dudes in the world because these are some <laughs> great opportunities that has fallen in his lap. Yeah. But you also got to kind of make your opportunities. This beer is really good, too. It can't be shitty beer. You know? Yeah. I think a lot of people have opportunities. It depends on if you capitalize on them. Yeah. And it sounds like yeah. Gabe has, man. Uh, there's no doubt I was nervous about it, too, you know. it's You know, I didn't do test batches on any of these beers, and I, I never do, but um, for them to back me day one and then, well, I got to produce the goods. There's <laughs> a little <laughs> pressure there. Yeah. I got to consistently do it because, you know, it's it's not a small amount of beer they're buying either. So Right, right. How much beer do you make a year, Gabe? Huh? How much beer do you make a year or, or cases of what? beer? How do you, how do you make it? <laughs> Probably, let's see here. I think this year I'll do around uh, 8,000 cases. Okay. So this is an interesting wow. thing. I had to double check my notes, Gabe. Gabe, you got a few people in the room, just you know, it's me, and then JP is over here. Hello. And Moscow, who booked you, and that was Tasty asking about the cases. Uh, cool. then we've got Doc in the room, so it just, it, you know, when you hear different voices, it's not you, you're not crazy. <laughs> not voices in your head. <laughs> but I had to double check my notes because Moscow had written in, in his notes from your interview that you, your batch size is 1,300 cases. And yeah. You know, most brewers that we interview don't uh, give their size in cases, but you do all your fermentation just in in barrels, no no stainless steel tanks at all. So you're not really talking about uh, hectoliters or barrels or anything else. No, it, the way I do it's a little different. Uh, I do it's basically like a, a 13 barrel knockout, you know, out of the kettle, and then I just keep filling. I'll do back-to-back brews into these big fooders. Uh, I got some uh, 60-barrel fooders, and if you know, no one knows what fooders are, the, the big upright oak tanks uh, um, that you'd see at like Rodenbach or you know stuff like that. Got and, it. Uh, okay. And they actually have uh, cooling jackets inside of them that that run down the center, so I can I can actually control the temperature inside the oak. Where do you, and, uh, where do you get those as a brewery in the U.S. Um, I got them from a winery called Harlan Estate. It's it's in Napa. Okay. Wow, what's the shipping on that all the way up there, dude? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't too bad, actually. Really? So. No wonder you only have your own yourself. You No wonder you don't have any other employees. <laughs> he spent all his money on fooders. <laughs> so what size are the well, fooders? I just have the two fooders, so I do the the primary fermentation in them. So that that's about you know 100 barrels or 110 barrels worth of beer. And then after that, it, um, the primary fermentation, it goes into smaller barrels, uh, just regular wine barrels, you know, depending on the beer, anywhere from cognac to French oak shard to, you know, Pinot Noir barrels. 
kind of depends on the beer. Why the choice to do primary fermentation in something like a fooder instead of stainless tanks? You know, a lot of the good you know breweries that that we respect that do uh, wild fermentations and stuff too still do primary in in stainless. Yeah, um, I mean, some of that's starting to change, uh, but I just I wanted to do something different. You know, yeah. I wanted to to think outside of the box, and you know, people brewed in Woodford. A long time, and 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 wineries still work in ferment and wood to this day. So it's it's nothing new. It's just I want to bring it back, and uh, and the flavors that you get out of a fermentation in wood are, are a lot different than you get out of uh, out of stainless. And thankfully, they're they're good flavors so far. <laughs> So what are some of the differences if you were to do this wit we're doing, for example, in a stainless that you think maybe the wood contributes to it? Um, for me, the – well, actually, the original batch – I didn't have the fooders for the first batches of these beers. So uh, the original batches were actually fermented in stainless, and then they went into wood. And then I got the fooders afterwards, so everything that's basically batch two is fermented in the fooders. Okay. And, and uh, so the, you know, it obviously the barrels are constantly changing almost after every brew at this point, and um, you know they're 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 adding more tartness to the to the beer, and but I'm not fermenting with Britannomyces in the barrels. Um, or in the fooders, in the primary, it's, it's generally just a, a Belgian yeast, and then I'll add the the Brett in the in the secondary. Okay. Um, so it, it it tends to you know maybe soften the beer a bit, and um, but the the thing is, it's not the same every time. So and that's one of the things I like about it. It you know every batch will be different, and and it's it's constantly evolving. Got it. I'm liking this wit, too. I, it's already gone. I don't have any more in my glass. <laughs> I liked it a lot. It was good. It, I, I get a lot of the, um, like, you know, peppery notes. You know, mm-hmm. I'm assuming there's coriander. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I get a lot of that. Yeah. Which I like. It's not, uh, you know. What are the other spices you put in here, actually? Uh, there's black peppercorn. Uh, there's uh, lemon peel. And then, uh, hmm. what's the other one? Oh, yeah, coriander. And then I use a uh, sriracha ace hops in it, and then uh, it's fermented, you know, in the, in the fooders with just a wit yeast, and then um, it went into some French oak Chardonnay barrels after that, which kind of blend well with the beer, I thought. And yeah, and then the Brett kind of takes hold in, in the barrels, and then and then it's yeah. uh, bottle condition as well. So it goes through three different fermentations. Yeah, I was just noticing on your label that it has the triple fermented note. So you do have the primary, which you said would, would in, in a lot of your beers, not be a Britannomyces. It would be a, like a Belgianese. Then yeah. you do the something like a Britannomyces in the barrels. Yeah. And then, uh, is it a, a separate third yeast in the bottle? Yeah, generally. Um, I'll, it depends on the beer. You know, some of them I'll use a wine yeast. Some of them I'll use Brett. Some of them I'll use, you know, another Belgian yeast. It, it just kind of depends. Um, but I always put the the Brett in the secondary. I just like the flavor characteristics it, it, it gives off. You know, when it's eating all those you know unfermentable sugars that the regular yeast can, it, you know, just dries the beer out real nice, and and the flavors develop a little better rather than 
doing primary with Brett. Well, and in a beer like this particular one, sometimes I like a good 100% Brett beer. But in a wit, yeah. in a wit style like this, I like that it's not uh, the Brett is not overpowering. It's a yeah. nice um, you know character that adds to it a tartness uh, in the, in the in that secondary. Um, it's very much a compliment to the to the hops and the and that lemon peel. And I was going to say that's that's obviously why I'm not getting any orange peel. Well, there isn't any. I am. It's, it's not very a very pepper focused. Yeah, it's not yeah. a very lactic beer either. But you get the lemon peel gives it some acidity to yep. it, so it's kind of yeah. gives it some crispness to it. That's a cool take on it on yeah. on the style. Yeah, it's a great sure. balance between the spice and the bread character for sure. A lot of people they you know. One of the misconceptions, I think, with Britannomyces is that it, it produces, you know, just full-on sour beer, and it really doesn't. No. You know, it'll add a little tartness, but um, I think that's what I like about it rather than, I mean, I do have uh, other sour beers where I'm, I'm adding other, you know, bacterias and stuff to it, but um, I really like the blend of, you know, Brett and then other other yeast. Yeah. And I- if you did 100% Brett, you know, wit. It wouldn't really taste like a wit beer because you wouldn't have a, that kind of that wit yeast kind of character coming through, you know. Right. Yeah, and and I think that's the other. You know, it goes both ways that it's not too much Brett because it's not a hundred percent, and it's not too much of that Belgian yeast because it's not, you know. But but then again, uh, you know, it, as you let it age in the bottle, the, the Brett is going to come more and more and more forward. So okay, um, it's it's like drinking an Orval. You know, that aspect, you know, you have a fresh or ball and it's just hoppy and nice. And then you have one a year later and the Brett starts to come on. And then two years later, it's like huge Brett. And then after that, it starts to oxidize quite a bit. But yeah, well, now I want to stack my cellar with Anchorage Brewing Company beers. (laughs) Now that I know this sounds fantastic. I have a couple questions coming through from our chat room for you, Gabe. Um, all right, listeners, and by the way, you can always hit the chat button during the live show, and uh, Susie's in there today taking your questions. You can also call 888-401-BEER, 888-401-BEER, if you want to ask questions yourself. But uh, So, um, uh, I don't know what his chat room name is. It's long and weird. Uh, but he wants to know, um, when do you introduce bugs into the wit beer? And I guess in this case... Although they're not, it's not really bugs, it's just Britannomyces in the... In just the- Britannomyces, there's no, what, what what they say, bugs, and a lot of people don't realize that Britannomyces is actually a yeast, it's not a... It's, it's not a bacteria. Not a, yeah. It's not like Lactobacillus or Pediococcus or any of those things that really make a sour, like goose-style beer. Okay. So, uh, generally, I add it in the, in the secondary, uh, after primary fermentation, and uh, the beer will sit in there for you know, six months to eight months, depending on the beer, or all the way up to a year and a half. So kind of just depends on the beer. And then uh, one of the exceptions would be the Galaxy, the white IPA. That one is one of the only beers that I um, I only ferment in the fooder, and then it gets dry hopped, and then it gets dosed with um, uh, Britannomyces in the bottle only. Ah. Okay, We're ju- we just opened that one too, so it's going it's pretty around. Pretty dinky, hey! Uh, I'll tell you what, hey. Scott popped the the, like the, the bottle. You may have heard it, and then I'm I'm looking around. I'm like, did Who's someone smoking weed in yeah. here? Did someone's <laughs> weed fall out of their pocket? Like yeah. that's ridiculous. ridiculous. Oh, it, it smells is. just it like, like a pot. Fresh sack of weed. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Well, this from Alaska. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people. Yeah. A lot okay, of people. I've said. I don't know. What a lot of people give you know dank hops. It, you know, it's resiny like pot, oh, but to me, man. this is very floral like pot. It, yeah. it's it's unlike any. Uh, I would never call anything else as dank as this. Like this I don't is think just, I've ever smelled not even it. Not even more like weed in itself. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. Because even the beers, no weed in it. Because <laughs> even the beers that you're right, JP, that we will go. Oh, that's a nice dank IPA. Yeah, we're using it as an association, not as a direct description. This is a direct yeah. description yes. of the dank. This well, is, it's not weed like. It's, <laughs> it's weed. Yeah. weed. I, I think. It's, <laughs> I think the it's, first thing I thought when I smell, I go, ooh. I think it's like it's tasty, like, like fresh weed, like like you're growing pot. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, growing, yeah, growing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not yeah. like anybody knows about it, but it's a, yeah. It's when you, when you, when you take the screw cap off of your, your <laughs> right little, little, little jar, yeah. What is the it's like blowing your dealer? It's weird. What is the hop that is giving us this uh, <laughs> <laughs> this impression? Yeah. Sorry. Galaxy, Galaxy. Uh, Galaxy. Yeah, it's a it's a New Zealand hop. Uh, it, it's fair, fairly new. There's not a lot of breweries using it right now, but uh, every once in a while, you know, something will pop up. Um, but I, it's one of my favorite hops. I, I use it. I'm pretty sure Tasty's going to start growing Galaxy in his backyard. And <laughs> yeah. like next to my other hops, yes. <laughs> Such a unique flavor, you know. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the the Simcoe of New Zealand or something, you know. Simcoe has that really unique kind of uh, aroma. Uh, yeah. This one. It's kind of the same thing, and it's a higher off a hop too, so it works well, you know, in in every facet of of the brewing process. It's a very dry beer, yeah. Um, yeah. It's the, like melony, I love it. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. It's just the right amount of bitterness. It's oh, you know, it's it's bitter. It's really really bitter. But I, and it has I uh, it. has fresh kumquats in it. Oh. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I uh, bring those in from uh, Florida, and then uh, they, they just get kind of chopped up. And you know, the, the, I don't know if you ever had a kumquat, but it has oh, yeah. kind of like a sweet, sweet peel, and then mm. sort of a sour inside. And so I, I, I use the flesh and everything, and just chop yeah. it up and throw it in the end of the boil. And then there's some black peppercorn and coriander in there too. And then uh, it, it gets dry hopped pretty well. Uh, before it goes into the um, into the bottling tank, and then that's when the Britannomyces is added, and then it goes from there in the bottle. Are are there any other hops in in the boil other than Galaxy? Just Galaxy. It's a hundred percent from the boil to dry hopping. Okay, I'm going to recommend people start messing around with this Galaxy nonsense. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I use all the flesh of the kumquat. <laughs> Sounds like like Norwegian that, that, black. That I've done the most of this year. It's it's the only one that doesn't go through the barrel aging process. So okay, uh, I, I'm I'm actually just bottling tomorrow the the third batch of it, and those are thirteen hundred cases at a time. Have you had a urine wow. test after drinking this? <laughs> yeah. Good question. Good question. So, so, Gabe, is this your uh, number one selling beer? Well. By volume, I mean, yeah, I, mean. I don't really have a number one selling beer as far as, I mean, all my beer is pre-sold before it even leaves the brewery. So you make, that's how much you sell, is how much you make. So you don't really, there's no like open. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's allocated, right. you know, way before it even leaves the brewery. Shelton basically goes around and says, you get 50 cases, you get 85, you get 120, and, and then it's gone. Wow. So you don't really even deal with sales and taking on new accounts or anything? No, not at all. 
Wow. Got this got to be so nice. He's living the dream yeah. right now, okay. this man. Well, because the other thing I was thinking is, with just you, just, you didn't you say you just have two of these fooders? Yeah, just two. I have four more coming in, though. Okay, so you're going to um, grow a bit. Because you're kind of stuck right now. Every beer you produce has to go through those two fooders. Yeah. 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 Those are pretty big, Gabe. What, what, what could be your possible production, even with what you have? Could you produce more, or are you max, um, maxed out? You know, I... I could I could do I don't know probably a thousand barrels right now. I see. That's not or, bad. Or maybe a little more. I would have um, thought but, smaller than that. But or, after that, you know, I don't I don't really want to grow uh, much bigger than that. So why would you? You're living the dream. Oh, I understand that. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's you know, bigger is not only always better. You know, right. as far as growing, it, I just. That's what I tell my. I already girlfriend. worked in, a, in a production degree yeah. with you know a bunch of employees and stuff, and and yeah. I just kind of want to find that happy medium where I'm I'm making enough beer that you know I'm making money, but um I don't have the headaches of having a million employees too because you can get to that point where you're growing, 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 and then you're paying all these employees and having all this overhead. And then at the end of the day, you're not making any more money than you would have if you just had two employees and made a third of the beer that you're making right now. It's not for everyone. It's it's really not. And I kind of like that. Uh, let's just keep it small. Yeah. Mentality. Do you do all your, your distribution yourself? Okay. I mean, I know uh, Shelton Brothers has it, but I mean, do you like locally, do you have to drive all, you know, schlep all your nonsense around? No, I have a local distributor. So I only sell beer to two people. Oh, and I only catch two people. That's kind of the dream, I think. That's what I'm saying. You know, some dude who loves brewing and just doesn't really have to, you know, because we have we know a few a few guys uh, like Moonlight out yeah, here. Uh, Brian, too. he he has to go around and and deliver all his stuff and does he does everything. Yeah, yeah. And I met Brian before. He's a good guy. He's a great dude, but you don't want none of that nonsense. Yeah, yeah. You're using the uh, boutique winery format, where yeah. the, right. the better the product, the more you get for it, and uh, and you don't have yeah. to sell to people you like. Yeah. So yeah. Here's a question that kind of comes from this, uh, you know, us joking that you're living the dream. And by joking, we're, we mean it. Uh, <laughs> Tom from Raleigh is writing in from the chat room. And so he kind of wants to know, like, how do you live on selling a thousand barrels? Is it enough? How, how is that enough coming in? Well, with your thousand dollar stipend from living in Alaska, you're set. Oh, there's that. <laughs> Get your pencil. Yeah, up. yeah, we're living the dream with that. Yeah. <laughs> how many? You kill a moose every uh, six months, you're probably eating good. Yeah. No, actually, you know, honestly, it believe it or not, I'm I'm making more money than I ever have in my whole life and I'm have more time off than I ever have. And uh awesome. it's it's perfect really. That's great. And and not that it's any of our business. Our listeners just ask because a bunch of um, you know, people and brewers come in and and of course the the theme is that there's no money in brewing, but yeah. but we all know that there there is some money to be made in brewing. You can make a living. But what they say is that, you know, if you want to make money, you know, you have to do it in volume. Uh, you know, nano brewing is a big thing right now in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, but well, that's you know too small. I don't know. So I think that's why they're asking too, not to be nosy, but just to. Yeah, no. I mean, it's not necessarily true. I mean, the the problem with big is you have so much overhead, and it's just eating up your. And then also, when you go big, you can't you can't demand the price necessarily that a smaller, uh, you know. Yeah smaller brewery is going to get right so it's um do you think 
Do you think overhead is the key there? Yeah. Keep the overhead down because that eats up all your profit. Right. So, so how do you do that? Do you have just enough? I mean, you're not a brew pub or anything else. You're just a brewing facility, right? Well, brewing. Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't have a tasting room. I don't do tours. I don't. I don't do anything. <laughs> I just make beer. <laughs> I make beer and make money, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I do. Do you think that education in the craft beer world has helped you do this to be, you know, for lack of a better term, a more boutique brewery? In other words, I spend more money on a bottle of your beer now because I know what you have to go through to make it. Is, is that, you know, I think part of your success? I think so. Um, I mean, I put a lot of effort into every product, and and I don't skimp on, like, my packaging or uh, any of my processes. Um, You know, I spent good money on a really nice bottling line because I knew that I was going to be bottling a lot. So, and it's a, you know, doing the cork cage thing is really different than just a a capping machine. So, um, I put a lot of, of money into equipment rather than employees so i you know i can buy whatever i'll just throw a number out there a hundred thousand dollar bottling line and or i could i could buy a a thirty thousand dollar bottling line and have a bunch of employees that have to run it all the time and it's breaking down all the time and right i can run faster with this one and more efficiently with less work basically that's, that's a good uh, that's a good business plan. You got, you got a sharp pencil, Gabe. I admire that. Exactly. I've decided that Gabe's a genius. Right. It's not been luck at all. The man's just a fucking genius. Right. Because, He's masterminded the whole nonsense. Right. He doesn't need a yacht to sail from Alaska back down to the you know uh, California. A Learjet would be nice. He, a Learjet maybe, but he just right. wants to work and have and then have time not working. And it sounds but like I, you're doing those things. Yeah, not only that is I want to be involved in every aspect of of the brewing. And when you get to a certain size, you know, head brewers, they're not necessarily the people who are making the beer. They're, yeah. they're just kind of there to oversee it. But, you know, I want to be – and I've, I've been there too, so I, I just wanted to be back into the brewing and, and have my hands on every everything. Yeah, well, I mean, at some point, and we've talked about it on the show um, – Especially the progasm shows on uh, Brew Strong. Yeah, at some point you're you're not a, a brewer anymore. You're a marketer. Yeah, you know you've gone so far ahead of the chain, and now you have hot. Now you've hired brewers, and now you're trying to sell your brand because you have all this equipment, all this debt, and all this beer you want to push out because that's what everyone says you have to do. But it's not right. necessarily not. the case. Yeah, yeah you get you, the bigger you get, the farther away you get from the actual process. I think. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, to to date, I haven't spent a, a dime on advertising. Just... No, what are you applauding for? Um, uh, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, by the way, that's how we make our living, JP. Fuck. Hello. <laughs> oh, yeah, advertising. <laughs> right. I'll okay. advertise on, on the brewing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're talking. Oh, my man Gabe. Um, and by uh, I, he means the Shelton brothers. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you. Hell yeah. So how, how much of the year do you actually work? Do you take uh, certain times off, or do you work pretty steadily all year long? Uh, you know, generally the beer kind of makes the schedule, and um, but generally I'm doing most of my brewing in the wintertime, and then uh, I'll have a lot, of, quite a bit of time off in the summer. It's fantastic. I, I, Gabe, i got to take a quick break and take care of some okay. of our sponsors here real quick. Um, okay. 
But I want to come back. I've not only did I have a question about it because it's in my notes, but the listeners want to know about bringing barrels up into the mountains, up into the hills. And we have another oh, beer to drink okay. too. Okay. Yeah, oh, I got I've got questions about you bringing barrels into the hills that oh, are supposed to, supposed to be interesting. We're so. gonna tap you like a pig, boy. Tap <laughs> <laughs> right. like a pig. We'll take a quick break. We're hanging out with Gabe Fletcher. He's the founder of Anchorage Brewing Company. And when we come back, we'll try a little more of his beer and find out about this. Uh, bringing barrels into the hills project and more triple eight four zero one beer if you got questions or just hit the chat button we'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hophead, beer lovers of all stripes will love Brewers Publications' latest release, IPA, Brewing Techniques, Recipes, and the Evolution of India Pale Ale by Mitch Steele. I wanted to write a book that presented an accurate review of the history of IPA and also provided current technical brewing tips and recipe information. India Pale Ale is a style I love because it has a rich, fascinating history, and today it provides brewers a showcase for all the great new hop varieties that are available. I'm so proud of this book, and I know you'll enjoy all the recipes and thoughts from so many of the world's great IPA brewers. IPA is available now from Brewers Publications at brewerspublications.com and your favorite homebrew store. Order your copy today and take your hop forward beers to the next level. American Homebrewers Association and Brewers Association members receive early notice and special discounts to most Brewers Publication releases. Visit brewerspublications.com to learn more and to find a schedule of author appearances. IPA by Mitch Steele. Get yours today. Have you ever dreamed of taking a beer tour through Belgium or Germany, but weren't sure how to even start? Or were afraid of missing the best places and events? Or maybe you just wish you had a local insider to take you around? Well, there's only one American tour company featured in the Good Beer Guide to Belgium, Belgian Beer Me. Your personal beer tour guide of Belgium and Germany is ready to go at BelgianBeerMe.com and at BambergBeerMe.com. Founder Stu Stewart personally leads eight tours a year to Belgium and Germany, visiting the finest breweries, beer cafes, abbeys, and festivals, stocking stuffers, birthday presents, and the best honeymoon ever. Couples or individuals love Belgian Beer Me beer tours. Your life is now. Sign up for a beer tour today at Belgian Beer Me or BambergBeerMe.com because all that beer is not going to drink itself. Like both Belgian Beer Me and Bamberg Beer Me on Facebook to follow current and upcoming tours. into the city. It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. <sighs> I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> oh, oh, it can't be done. 
with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes... My brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I love a bold, hoppy beer when it spits resin in your face and makes you cry, Uncle. There are a lot of great hoppy beers out there, but at Heretic, we want to make something as bold, dank, and resiny as possible. We use hops at every chance we get, including multiple dry hop additions. The result is Heretic Evil Cousin. This light golden, 8% Imperial IPA has an easy malt character that helps take the edge off the massive bittering but it takes a back seat to the in-your-face hop character. We make sure this beer finishes dry so the hops can jump out and slam me in the taste buds. If you can't get enough hoppy goodness, Evil Cousin is your cup of tea. Cheers. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. What's funny is, brewers will say, yeah, I don't brew to style. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. Sports beer. The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Thanks for sticking with us. All right, so Galaxy White IPA and Whiteout Wit Beer from Anchorage Brewing Company have turned me into a fan of Anchorage Brewing Company. I'm going to say right now, I, Gabe, I've never had your beer before until tonight, and it's it's wonderful beer. I can see why Sheldon Brothers loves it. Yeah, it's guys, and it turns out it's at one of our favorite local uh, liquor stores that tries to carry a, a good variety, actually um, Monument. Monument, exactly, yeah. 
Oh, really? Okay. And, uh, and that says a little about your distributor. Sheldon, they do a great job. I'm, I'm going to look for it because they've got a satellite store right next to my house, too. Yeah. So. Same beer buyer, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. same guy. Uh, they, they own the three stores. Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm sure they have it in there, so I'm going to be looking for it now. Well, and and listeners, like we mentioned earlier, uh, because of the Shelton Brothers, uh, Gabe and Anchorage Brewing Company is in almost every state. And um, I don't know, I hereby give my endorsement to go buy a bottle because I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, buy it where you can get it. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, especially if they're going to... Uh, see, that's the one thing that's difficult with a company like Gabe, where he is living the dream, and Shelton Brothers, who's helping him do that, is that it does get allocated like on a per-location you know, type of place. So those of us who uh, are like, gimme, gimme, gimme... Uh, We're gonna, gonna get more. We got it. Well, we have to deal with the we have to deal with the system. Don't I think is before. what I'm saying. We, yeah, we might but, not get more. We have to deal with it. But at the same token, if you got some place that's not moving it, yeah, they're not going to get so much. And right. somebody else is moving it. Maybe you're going to get four cases instead of five. The other guy's going to get you know your case. Right. So. That's a good call. Right. Good stuff. Yeah, I like it that way. That way, you know, nothing ever gets you know. <clears throat> no beer ends up you know too much in the market. It doesn't get you know. Well, like you said, you can kind of call your price because you can say, hey, yeah, um, I spent this much money making it. All my love went into it. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I'm and, not necessarily when it's gone, it's- my price out there, though. I sell it at a price that, you know, it should be on the shelf between 11 and 15 or something like that. And right. But- you see guys throwing it out there for 30 and 25 and 28. It's just like kind of drives me a little bit crazy, but. Well, let's talk about that for a second, Gabe, because that's a good point. Uh, the I understand the the cost part, and I've heard the brewers come on and talk about the twenty and thirty. Um, but I'm going to be honest: when I go to Monument and find the twelve or thirteen compared to the bottle of thirty next to it, I'm far more inclined to pick up your thirteen dollar beer yeah. than I am the twenty or thirty. Uh, well, I mean, I think thirteen's you know it's a fair price. Everything that goes into it and how far it has to go. Okay, yeah, and, and but, but what, the thirty—I don't know. It's it seems crazy to me, but uh, people do uh, that markup, you know, because yeah, but, it's special or new or you can't get it very often. Or well, that my point is that it's gone. Money. Once you're done, it's like you know you don't you don't brew big enough that it's always going to be there. Yeah. And you're all, and if you like it, you pretty should. Just get it grab while it's it. there. Get it while you see it on the shelf. Just well, grab it. And then at that price point, that's fine. But it's an interesting statement that you're making, Gabe, because a lot of the brewers that are doing the specialty beers like you are, or uh, I think a better way to describe it is the slow process I have to hold on to inventory beers that you're doing, right. are they really are doing that bigger markup. And you're saying that it's – you have a different model. You're a one-employee show, but right. you're saying it's not necessary to do that markup. I don't think so. I mean, it, it, well, the thing that that kills me is that the stores are doing the markup now for me. Ah. They're putting my bottles on the shelf for 30 bucks a bottle, and I'm like, well, that's not fair. That's not what I sold it for. Wow. <laughs> you know, but it does have to come all the way from Alaska. Me. <laughs> so, you know, if they're just going to keep selling it at 30 bucks a bottle, well, I might as well mark it up so i make more on my end <laughs> yeah well you even need to well, get 10 bucks of that yourself well that's an excellent point because yeah. in the meantime he is losing all that profit if they're just marking it up anyway sure well and you know and they say if you want to make money in the beer industry you start a distributorship 
Yeah. Well, a retailer seems to be the <laughs> no, guy no, doing the killing. But he, yeah, he said not the distributor's doing it. The retail, he, the so distributor's like, uh, selling. He knows what Sheldon well, Brothers. Of course, getting. he's selling it, and then the, but he's saying the retailer's doing the markup. Do, do mm-hmm. retailers have carte blanche to yeah. call their prices? Yeah. Because yeah. that's bullcrap. Like, really like, well, you know, well, Anchorage beer didn't sell this month. Oh, yeah, because you marked it up seven thousand percent. That's bullshit. Well, no, the, the demands are. This beer is obviously very good. If I'm going next time I see it on the shelf, I'm buying it. Oh hell yeah! And I'm not necessarily going to pay thirty, but I might pay twenty four. And yeah. as soon as I started paying twenty four, the retailer's going like, "I'll just move it up to thirty and see if somebody buy it." Right. If, if I, I would, I would pay twenty four for one of these, but I wouldn't be pounding it myself. I would, I would save it as a special. Go thing. to the seller, you bring it out. Bring your seller, bring it out for you know special thing like for Justin's birthday. Something. But cool. at twelve bucks, <laughs> I take it. To a, I take six of them to a party for twelve bucks a piece. There, right. There's still yeah. a larger issue though, which is I, I ha- that has to have happened in the beer world, right? Where where. Slows Be- down the sale. Brands, right? They haven't sold as well because of the the store's markup, and that's bullshit for the the manufacturer. Well, and then and then the beer gets old well, on the shelf, and, yeah. and everybody loses. I, I, I'm well, sure yeah, it has. I mean, all that can happen too, and uh, and that's one of the reasons why you know when I started the company, I decided to go with to make only beers that can age for you know years. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not sending out IPA that's going stale on the shelf and. Three right. Shelf in seven oh, countries, yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> they're good out call. there. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting in a warehouse in Modesto here in California. <laughs> or in Denmark. All right. Yeah. Well, and, and now or after that comment, to China. Um, uh, Brutat in the chat said, now officially Scott is not a Jew. Because <laughs> he's not greedy enough. Is right. that what he's saying? Right. What a jerk. No, I'm saying the store is a more. liquor store. Yeah. You guys are misunderstanding. <laughs> we got the reverse. Yeah. yeah. If they're paying that, damn it. Yeah. Now, you just did mention age, and you mentioned it with your uh, with the wit beer. I wanted to go back to it real quick. A lot of times we have a little trouble getting age answers from brewers, because it does depend on a lot of things. But you said, uh, and I think you said with your whiteout wit, uh, um, it'll go a year and it gets better, two years better. Did you say after that it starts to oxidize? No, actually, I was, I was talking about Orval. Oh, the Orval. Okay, got it. I was just talking about other Brett, you know, beers that are bottled with Brett. I see. Do you but have kind of a history of yours of, of when you like to drink it and what your experience is with something like the Whiteout? Um, well, not really because <laughs> it's only been a, a year It's only and been a couple years, yeah. It, so. Okay. But um, so far since I've, you know, brewed the first batch uh, that was released in... It was brewed in, I think, November of 2010, and then released in July 2011. Um, if you if you taste it now, I, I really like where it's at right now because it's really has a lot of Brett character and it's kind of spritzy on the palate. And um, so yeah. I, I enjoy the beers, you know, so far older. What about the Galaxy, which is a dry hopped beer? Is that uh, characteristics of that? Uh, do they drop out sooner for you? Well, the what's odd about the when I do like Belgian condition or excuse me bottle conditioned Belgians, um, the hop character, and if I dry hop or uh, bottle condition them, the dry hop character tends to 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 stay with the beer much longer. So I've I've had one of the galaxies that I brewed back in I think it was. You know, last November, and I, I had it recently, and it still has quite a bit of hot character. It, it's died down a little bit, but now the Brett's coming forward, so it's like a whole different beer, but it hasn't gone bad 
at all it, or stale or anything. It's still real bright and refreshing, and it's so it's it's kind of nice to see. Normally, you think of hoppy beers as you got to drink them right away, mm-hmm. or you know they just kind of go south. They start to get kind of caramely and sort of oxidized. But but these beers are are the hops are coming down, but the bread's coming up, and it's just evolving and changing into a whole different beer, but not in a negative manner at all. That's cool. That's cool. It sounds like the bread is a secret ingredient in, in terms of the uh, yeah shelf life of these beers. <clears throat> oh, there's no doubt. Actually, the um, the brewer from Orval, uh, I think it was at the craft beer or. Uh, the CBC last year, uh, he did a talk on Britannomyces and, and oxidation in beers and uh, and bottle conditioning with Britannomyces and uh, it it's or you know bottle conditioning with a regular yeast versus Britannomyces and the Britannomyces will stay alive a lot longer in the bottle than a regular yeast will, so it tends to allow the beer to to last a lot longer. Got it. See, I love it. We, mm. you know, we do often just talk about the the flavor profile of these yeasts because they're so great. It's such right. a, we we all love it here. But the the longevity then and what they do to the beer over the long term is a completely other thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. We don't really think I about mean, that very much. I, I'm still learning every day, so it's it's <laughs> a constant learning situation. Got it. We all learn. All right. Let me bust through some other chat room questions before I I, I need to ask you about your barrels in the mountains question too <laughs> but uh let, what do i have here uh film lab rat is in the chat room and he asks why are the staves on your big wo- uh, wooden fermenter numbered and oh. what is what's your big wooden <laughs> fermenter is that is he is that a well, those are the fooders those okay. are the big upright tanks and uh so i don't know if you've seen the fooders but um they're they're like a barrel on its side and they stand straight up and they have a, like a man weight. That's why I do all my fermentation in. But the reason why they have the numbers on them is um, I had <laughs> the door. I couldn't fit them in the door. Oh, right. Here. <laughs> yeah. So I, actually, I, I took these giant barrels apart in the Whoa. parking lots, Whoa. you know, wooden slap by wooden slap, and then uh, brought them into the brewery and then rebuilt them in, in the brewery. <laughs> okay, so you had to number them. That makes sense. Okay, first of all, that would have bummed me out. Because yeah. I'm just afraid of ruining everything. Yeah. So- I, I already I already knew it, so Okay. But, uh, <laughs> and the funny thing is the, the the Cooper at the winery said, Oh, you're crazy. You can't put those things back together and I was like <laughs> You're like, I got no choice. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is in the snow. No, it's 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 wood and water and pressure and you know it's all possible. So you made it work. Wow, good. Yeah. Was there yeah. were there any major issues? None. None. Uh, taking them apart, yeah, there's... I, I learned some crucial lessons taking the first <laughs> one apart the second one. Uh, we were... We were taking... I mean, basically, a barrel has... Once you take the hoops off, there's nothing holding it together, all those pieces of wood. So, I mean, it's just all held together by pressure. So once you take the hoops off... Yeah. It could just crumble and crush all over the place. And yeah, like pickup sticks. Basically, half of it. It's it's like uh, twenty five hundred pounds of wood, and uh, you know these walls are made up of, and and so we started pulling it apart, and about 
I guess it was probably half the wall just decided to give and it just all fell and it was uh, it was pretty scary and then on the second one we we uh tried to basically put some burring on the top to sort of oh, keep yeah. the piece together as we took each piece apart and then so there, there's a big learning curve there but uh now i got four more coming in that i have to do the same thing so <laughs> well you, know, you might have made a bigger door by now yeah. Come on. <laughs> I'm forward to so i'm thinking about cutting so it's either cut a giant uh, concrete wall out oh, or take the barrels apart. So I'm, I'm kind of weighing towards the concrete wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, get some Yahoo and a pickup truck just to run through it. There. That's what I'm saying. And you can pay for the The, the way I think about that, I'm like a cartoon, and so I would just make it the perfect shape of the of the fermenter so that the wall is just exactly like that. Like, a circle. Huh? Yeah, yeah, like Wiley Coyote ran yeah. through it. You are like a cartoon. <laughs> Big stupid cartoon. <laughs> That's how I would do things. Or then. just get the footers down where you want them, and then build a building around it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, add on. All right. Here's some more questions that came through. Um, Slow Brood says uh, he thinks most of, most of the old style European brewers that brew in wood used um, pitch lined barrels. Is that what you're doing? He asks. Uh, no. Uh, and the pitch line barrels, that would be more on the like the German or you know side of things. Uh, if you're talking like Belgium or anything like that, it's all wood. So like a lot of the old oak, you know, tanks or or when you see them tap those barrels like in the alt halls or, and stuff like that in Germany, those those are generally lined. But um, okay, you know, these, are all, these are all natural, just all wood. Oh, what does it mean to be lined with pitch? Uh, so you don't pick up anything from the wood. Yeah. Oh, you, it's just, it's just a vessel at that point. Yeah. So you don't get any uh, bad things from the wood or any good things or from oxygen, the wood. Oxygen. Yeah, and oxygen. Okay. And so it's just basically uh, a vessel. A total protective barrier. Yeah. Got it. I thought they just went on a soccer field in England and took some of the grass yeah. and yeah. lined the. That's what I was thinking. So how do you, how do you clean these things and how often? Uh, do you use just hot water spray. What do you use? Uh, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, I have a, I have this. Uh, it's basically a, an electric pressure washer that has really uh, hot water that comes out of it, and um, the they have these big metal lids on them that, that I can pull off, and and then I just put the the wand down in there and just spray it out really good, and then once all the debris is out and the co2 level has dropped down enough then i should get into the tank and, and scrub it until it's clean and then uh rinse them out real well and then you got to put a fan on them like right away otherwise they'll, they'll stop, start to mold up yeah. um, because they, they hold so much moisture in the wood so you get the fan on there and you basically leave that fan on there until you're going to use them again and then when you're ready to use them again they, they tend to be a little bit drier unless you use them right away so they'll they'll leak so i put like 180 degree water in there and and i'll run a cip you know a cleaning place where it's going up to a spray ball on top and sucking out the bottom with a pump and spray the sides and and get the get the staves to swell up Yep, and they'll just swell up, and, and the 180 degree water uh, will sanitize it too, and then and then I'll drain all that out, and then give it another big hot rinse before uh, putting the ward in. So, did you learn all this by yourself, or did you uh, have somebody kind of coddling you, and or you know when they gave you these big 
wooden vats? Uh, you know, I just I, I asked around to some wineries how they deal with it, and then I basically kind of had to come up with my own sort of procedure. There's not a lot of people doing it, so it's and dealing with beer versus wine is very different. Um, and aging in wood versus ferment, fermenting in wood is really different too, because you have all the croissant that comes up and all the proteins that stick to the side, right. and it's, it's there's a lot more cleaning involved with it so i had to you know a lot of the wineries will use um what's it called soda ash to to clean the wood and then they'll neutralize that with a food grade uh um acid a a food grade uh, acid yeah and uh i didn't you know i kind of wanted to keep what's in the wood intact so I, I was doing that at first, but then I changed to just water because it. it I don't want to introduce any of that into the wood. Well, just just the fan technique. It's like, oh, yeah. Did you learn that after you molded it? Well, or? and keeping him on it, he says, until basically he uses it, yeah. just keeping yeah. it dry as hell. You know. Yeah. Well, the, the fan technique I actually learned from the manufacturer in France because these were built in France, and um, and I. I called the manufacturer and, and I was talking with them and and because I made the mistake of, of of not putting the fan on it at first and it, it did mold up really bad and then I had to uh, do a really intense cleaning on them oh. and then and then start the whole process again. Which I'm sure is about the point where you realized you need to have an employee. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> so, I need an intern for like a day. Just one for yeah. a day. See that man way? You're in there. <laughs> Right. I do have some, some buddies that come in. You know, I, I don't bottle alone, so I, I have a, a couple buddies that come in. Uh, I, I have one partner in the company, and um, Steve Marshall, and uh, he, he's retired from uh, BP right now. And But he comes in, and he brings in some of his buddies when we bottle. And, nice. And they love it, you know. Okay. It's, it's good fun. All right, I'm running out of time. I got a couple more questions, and I have to ask about barrels going into the woods, barrels into the mountains. Uh, what is this story that everyone's asking me about? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, when I was working at Midnight Sun, uh, you know, right before I left, there was a, a project that was going on, and it was a, a city beer store was having their anniversary, and they picked. Uh, you know, right there in San Francisco, they, they yeah. picked a few breweries to make an anniversary beer for them, and, and they came up for it. And you know, I came up with the idea of doing a wild beer because I, I hadn't done one before. I'd done some tests with, uh, you know, Wart and stuff, and and then when when we came up with the idea, I I started taking basically buckets of Wart out to certain places and seeing what kind of fermentation I would get and how soon it would start, you know, if it was rapid or, or, or not. And and we found a, a spot and, you know, the beer was brewed and it was taken up there and then it, it started fermenting right away. Huh. And, and we got these beautiful flavors out of it, just all kinds of mango and passion fruit and just, the you know, one of the most unique tasting beers I've ever had. And so... That, that spurred on a lot of, you know, interest in, in doing more of it. So the, the, the deal with the 
No, that was done with a stainless tank, and then it went into the the barrels. But when I started the brewery, uh, you know, my family they have some some land up in Solana, Alaska, which is about five hours north from here, and there's a lot of blueberry patches all around. And so I cut the, a big opening in in these barrels and brewed a beer, basically, you know, really really low hops, um, long boil time just to get those dextrins in there and then uh, filled up the barrels and then I had these lids that I made for the barrels and then we put the barrels in the back of my truck and drove north five hours and and uh, backed it into this blueberry bush area and, and, and put like a, some mesh over the top to keep you know any bugs out or anything and and then uh, just let it go for a couple of days and then wow. put the on, drove them back and then uh, it took about maybe four or five days before they really started fermenting, but then they, they got a big frozen and they started fermenting pretty good. So uh, it's still kind of in the experimental stages right now, so it's, it's nothing that's going to come out right away. But And I still want to try more places, and, um, and I'll, I'm also messing with the idea of actually doing a cool ship here as well. That is oh. badass. That's pretty good. Don't you just want to take like uh, plastic buckets and place them around our refinery town of Martinez, Tasty, <laughs> and see if we yeah. can get the same results? Just like diesel number two or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You know what's funny is that you know I've been to Cantian before, and if, if you go there, they're in the middle of a like uh, a mid e- middle eastern ghetto, and yeah. there's no trees around. You know, there, there's nothing. All the flora comes from what's in 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 the ceiling and right. the floor stuff it has nothing to do with the air as much as it does what's what's around it sure sure that's a good point but still dirty that immigrants is, that's really a <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's still a great experiment i would be interested to try that speaking yeah. of great can we just uh talk about bitter monk real fast yeah let's do that we're running out of time let's bitter talk monk's about belgian style double ipa mm. wow you yeah. like it Jim? with bread i i do not, not that i don't but i'm surprised you it do. doesn't taste like a double ipa yeah i think all the bread takes that that, yeah. that sweetness down and there's that, that also, bitterness that i love it's great it also doesn't taste like a shitty belgian ipa <laughs> yeah it doesn't because <laughs> because so many people fuck up Is the belgian ipas <laughs> what's that if you look on the side of the bottle it says uh it says the batch number is it batch two uh yes batch number two from june 2012 okay cool yeah no it's badass big difference between you know one and two so Uh, i was curious it's probably the best belgian ipa i've ever had we've done our fair share of (laughs) bitching about belgian ip well i i specifically have done my fair share of bitching about belgian ipas and in recent years people have gotten a lot better about them so i've given some compliments out i'd say this is probably the best belgian ipa i've ever had it's double. So yeah. there's a huge difference between one and two because? Uh, well, one was fermented in the uh, in stainless, and then two was primary fermentation in in the in the wood in the fooders. Fooder. And then uh, there was also a, a different primary yeast fermentation yeast that I used. Okay. But the, the, the base recipe is still the same, though. It's wonderful. Thank yep. you. Yeah. <laughs> A uh, couple questions again from the chat room. Will Anchorage be at the Great American Beer Festival this year? No. <laughs> no, not going to do it. Have you ever uh, been before? Uh, well, uh, with Anchorage, I should ask. Uh, not with Anchorage. Okay. And, you know, I, 
I'll go someday, but it's it's, it's not on my my high priority list. But sure. um, it's a lot of beer to give away too. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of beer. You know, I'm pretty picky about the. Everyone wants free beer, and it's right. Just, yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't want for beer? You know, I'm glad that you say that. I'll be honest with you. I'm glad that you say that because, you know, we started doing festivals a little while ago and people ask us, why don't you do more festivals? Why don't you do this? And I go, you ever talk to a brewer about how much fucking free beer people <laughs> ask them for? Yeah. You know, I think that there was a time that it was necessary and I think for the most part, that time is, you know, it's not as necessary as it used to be. Right. And a brewer like Gabe, I'm with you. I, anyway, I'm just, right. even though I'm one of the guys asking, I'm with you on that, man. It's, <laughs> uh, it's a, I would, if if I were Gabe, I'd be like, look, I'm, here's <laughs> already sold. What am I going to give it away for? Yeah. Right. And, and by the way, here's the application process. It's not that I don't want to donate to this or that if it's a good cause, but you know, anyway, I'm just, thank yeah. you for saying it, Gabe. I mean, I do some, but I'm, I'm definitely, I don't just hand it out left and right, and yeah. and it's just, <laughs> it's not like I'm making pale ale where you could just throw a keg of pale ale out. And, you know, right. Exactly. Know, that makes perfect drinks. sense. Yeah, that being said, so we have this event coming up. <laughs> we could use about six cases. Yeah, in October and January and June. <laughs> no, but you know, our first Winterfest we ever did, because of the way we were able to do the license, because it was on private property and it was an association with another brewery, we were able to buy all the beer. And to me, that was the business model. And, right. and you, can, you can sell the tickets at a price where you can afford to buy the beer and everything else. I'll tell you who makes it difficult is the ABC. If it weren't for the ABC, we'd buy the beer for every event that we do. But they're the ones with the laws that make it somewhat difficult to do that. So I, it's my opinion that the only reason the uh, donate beer uh, uh, practice still exists mm-hmm. is because of the ABC laws. Ah, so hmm. it's in fact not as easy as one, two, three, <laughs> as we have been led to believe. That's right. All right. Not at all. Duly noted, my friend. I don't know why I always end up agreeing with things that make my life more difficult, but I just, I think... as I think the concept of marriage is great! (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, All right, what else did I have here before I gotta let you go? I will shower. Um, uh, Okay, a couple, if we can do these quickly, I think they're good beer information questions. Um, And we have sandwiches. Another listener wrote in and and said, hey, I love the idea of using fruit flavors to back up hops. Um, and he likes what you did with the kumquats in, and the galaxy hops. Have you found any other good um, fruit hop pairings? Scott and my Belgian uh, IPA. <laughs> I haven't done much uh, as far as that's concerned. You know, I, I put the, the kumquats in there because generally in wit beers, they add some sort of citrus, and I thought it would go well with the, the galaxy. Um, I actually, I just recently had a Widmere beer. That was it was one of the rotator IPAs, uh, and I was actually pretty impressed with it. It was, it was pretty good, and it, it used grapefruit peel along with uh, you know some some hops, so it was pretty nice. Okay, all right. I, I haven't messed with it too much, but not too much. Okay, no problem. All right, and the last one, you know, I was going to skip this uh, for time, but I think it's a really good question, especially with the type of beers that you're doing. That doesn't get asked enough. Uh, somebody asked. What about mash schedules? Um, because your beers are really their their the dryness is nice. The fermentation profile of all of them is really nice. And what kind of a mash schedule are you using for these things? You know, it's just a, a regular single infusion mash. There's nothing special about it. You know, I uh, you know mash in at 
148 and let it sit for an hour and boil off and then start running off. So it's pretty pretty basic. You and know, that's most of the most of the magic comes in all the different fermentations and, and all that. So so is 148 your magic number kind of across the board? Yeah, that's kind of your your minimum. You know that that's the lowest temperature that you generally hit. Depending, you know, if you're doing a single infusion mash, for me, anyways, okay. uh, might be different for other brewers. But got it. Okay, Gabe, awesome stuff, man. The beer is good, and I love, and I mean it. I love your philosophy on life, and uh, by telling yeah. us your philosophy on work, you're giving me your philosophy on life, which is I just want to enjoy what I'm doing, and then also have time to do other things. Keep I love it. Simple. It. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> That's good. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, no sweat. Thanks for being on the show. And um, if you're ever down in the Bay Area for events or anything else, uh, please come see us. And um, I'm going to invite myself to do the same if I'm ever in Alaska. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Okay. Uh, Gabe, thanks, brother. I appreciate it. All right. We'll see you. Thanks. Cheers, man. Thanks, Gabe. All right, that's Gabe Fletcher. He's from Anchorage Brewing Company in Anchorage, Alaska, of course. And, Good beer. Um, yeah, really great beer, yeah. which I, yeah, like I'm I impressed. I'd that's never had it. A nice new twist on another way to do stuff. It is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. I do like it. I and, did I did want to ask the guy if, uh, you, you know, we all know Chaz up in Alaska. And, uh, you know, every time <laughs> you, you, know you see him, well, every time you see him he, has, he has jeans on. Those waiter boots and a black zip-up hoodie, and I want to know if everyone in Alaska just dresses like that, or if it's just Chaz. But right. I didn't want to insult either of them. I we're think off the air, right? This is like we're on. We're, we're on off break, air now. Right? Yeah, okay, yeah. great. Yeah, I think it's only the women in Chaz uh, that dress like that. I I could, you could never know, I guess. Uh, I his beer's great. It's good, right? It's great. Were there other beers at the Monument Mosque, or just these three? No, that was the only three they had. He, okay. he has a lot of other varieties, but that's the only ones that are here. Yeah, we got to check them out. It's. Uh, I do like it. Yeah, and I meant it. I like that. I like that. You know, work philosophy too. People, uh, I know you're laughing at me because everyone just thinks I'm a lazy douche. Yeah. But the, the truth well, is, you are. I'm a lazy douche. No, you're doing just enough to get by right now. We, no, we understand. <laughs> People want to enjoy life. I mean, I, yeah. you don't need all of the other things. It doesn't have to be some enormous thing. This right. life, there are it big burdens. Yeah, don't let you this, know. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, now, now, if you want it that way, and that's your thing, I'm for that too. But that's just know, fine. just know what you're getting into. But it's yeah. not a rule, right. and people make the rule that uh, well, no, you're supposed to grow, and you're supposed. Yeah. to you need a bigger right. house, a bigger car. Yeah. Right, exactly. I don't know. My car drives from point A to point B. Yeah. Most, Most of the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And when it doesn't, I call Doc to fix it anyway. <laughs> I got no money because I don't. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not very ambitious. Well, you would do great in North Korea where everything is just handed to you at a mediocre pace. <laughs> right. I'm more. Un American! I'm a communist, apparently. You, well, you are. <laughs> In a way, yeah, I, I like his philosophy. He could uh, clearly he could uh, sell a lot more and, oh, and easily and hire employees, like he says. But um, yeah, screw shared prosperity. <laughs> but he also admits that he he likes time off and and uh, you know if he had to run all that bullshit. So I like the whole thing. Yeah, there's certainly room for both, right? Big companies that grow and small companies that do their thing. Yeah, he's growing. He's yeah. doubling his fermentation capacities. So. Yeah. 
And I think he's on the artist side of the brewing process, too, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. where he's really just considering the, the, the every batch and every barrel. Every bottle is where yeah, he handles every bottle himself, it sounds like. So, yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, let's do this. We'll take a break. When we come back, we got to talk to Stu Stewart. Uh, we're going to have a good time talking about the uh, Belgian beer me trips and why you should do them. we got some big Belgians. You ready? That is oh, it. Wow. Yeah. Really? yeah. I rode my bike to work. I'm ready for big belt. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Good, good. All right, we'll be right I'm back. Going to hand up on You're listening to the Brewcasters, the Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. Yes, J.P. Law. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My father, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creatures and the acid. <laughs> yes, J.P. Law. We will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power. Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy a pint. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. By popular vote from the Northwest Brewing News, HopTech has been voted the best homebrew shop in Northern California. Serving homebrewers for nearly 30 years in Dublin, California, HopTech carries more than 40 different kinds of hops and more than 60 different grains. Malt extract, spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts. Open every day except Wednesday or shop online anytime at HopTech.com or call 1-800-DRY-HOPS, 1-800-379-4677. With in-store classes almost every Saturday, huge selection and a dedicated commitment to their customers, HopTech is one of the longest-running and passionate homebrew stores, period. And now, by popular vote, the best homebrew shop in Northern California. And don't forget their 15% military discount. HopTech. Visit today at HopTech.com. 
White Labs, the leader in fresh liquid yeast, wants to hear from you. Announcing the White Labs Yeast Hotline. They invite your comments now. Call in and talk about your favorite yeast or your favorite beer to make with a White Labs vial. Call 347-MY-YEAST. Hi, I'm Chris White from White Labs Pure Yeast and Fermentation. As you know, we make all kinds of yeast for craft brewers and home brewers, but I want to hear about your favorite White Labs yeast and why you love it. White Labs brings your beer everything it needs for a perfect fermentation. Plus, check out whitelabs.com, the customer club, and now the White Labs hotline, 347-MY-YEAST. That's 347-699-3278. 347-MY-YEAST. And accept the invitation to talk White Labs yeast with Chris White himself. Call in now and tell us about your favorite White Labs yeast strain. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contract, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states. Plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber special secret elite bare bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy shit! NicoBrew.com. N I K O B R E W. Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Mix me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session.
401 beer. This is the session. All right, welcome back to the session, and thanks for hanging out with us. I appreciate that, and uh, special thanks to Gabe Fletcher from Anchorage Brewing Company for chilling out with us and having a good time. Hell yeah. Yeah, good dude, and uh, we could definitely talk to him again, so keep him on the list, Moscow, because uh, we just scratched the surface about the uh, you know wood-aged, or wood fermentation, I should say, and mm-hmm. all the different bugs. We didn't talk about his, uh, we only talked about Brett. We didn't talk about his use of lacto and other things yet. Yeah, well, we'll have more access to his uh, his beer next time, so we'll have cool. more to talk about. You know what I also like about him, and in the sense that of having him back, is he's he's pretty honest about what he's done, his research and his experimentation on. Clearly, he's a great brewer. His his beer showed it. Uh, Midnight Sun thought it, and the Shelton brothers thought it. But when we asked certain questions, he still was like, well, I just started using that one, so I'll let you know. And I just started aging this one, so I'll let you know. Yeah, and it's amazing. After after 15 years, I mean, yeah, you just learn more every day. I heard Tasty say it, too. Like, hey, he's learning, too. But yeah. it, it's, better than, it's better than throwing out stuff that you're just not sure about, too. Which I do all the time. Or just throwing I'm out, like, fuck it. Or just know. throwing out the same old shit all yeah. the time. You know? yeah. It's like, uh, or you, you do three beers and just keep doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But... That's not what it's about. Yeah, we got to have him back to, uh, you know, after he's experimented a little more for a little while and definitely start talking about the lacto and some other things, not just the bread. Although, that is some of the best uses of Britannomyces that I've... Oh, the beers are really well balanced, really nice. Yeah, I like his combination of the primary fermentation and then using the bread. And uh, makes me think I could do it. You know what I'm saying, guys? No. No. (laughs) It could be the thing that fixes all your beers. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's just uh, everything, everything's consistent. There's nothing special. You don't have to adjust mash temperatures. And you put it in this thing that already has contaminated with bread, and then you don't have to do anything. I just think you need to find the process that fits your personality. And, and then we're good. And you know what? You're actually totally right about that. We've said that before for other people, too. You do have to find a process that fits your personality, I think. And, uh, Maybe they haven't invented it yet. But For mine, it just hasn't been invented. <laughs> for the rest of you, it's going to be fine. You know, it's all there. It just, yeah hasn't been uh, invented yet for us. Uh, all right. We got uh, Stu Stewart on the line from uh, Belgian Beer Me and, of course, Bamberg Beer Me, too. Hey, Stu. How you doing, buddy? Hey, good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Thanks for being back on the show with us, man. You know, we were just talking about some uh, wild fermentation, which should be near and dear to your heart uh, there with your Belgian beer tours. It absolutely is. And hey, before we dive into this, I just want to say happy 300th to you guys. Thanks, dude. Thanks, wow, buddy. thanks. Hey, hey, Stu, I'm about to go downstairs and uh, get one of the beers. Which one do you want me to start with? Oh, let's start with let's start with the um oh what did I tell you to do earlier? Yeah, I have it here. <laughs> Did you? I have it here. Whatever I said quack. when I wasn't drunk. Yeah. Quack. Exactly, uh, yeah. Quack. Here it is. Mm, do the quack beer. first. Thank you, Stu. Quack, quack, quack. Yes, yeah, Stu sent us some beer again, which is, which is rad. And, uh, we need to get more more sponsors to send us beer. I know. I love that. It's great. <laughs> we need more everybody to send yeah. us beer. Cool interviews, good information, great beer. <laughs> what do you need? What yeah. else do you need? Yeah. So Stu Stewart, of course, is from Belgian Beer Me, and you can find uh, Belgian Beer Me on Facebook, which is the best place to get um, all the uh, updated news. Um, what's your? What do we search on Facebook for you, Stu? Uh, just Belgian Beer Me. 
perfect. The easy it comes stuff. Right up. Yeah. Comes right up. Check it out. Good uh, updated information about the different beer tours that are going on there. And we've been talking to Stu over the last uh, well, a little over a month or so uh, about Belgian Beer Me and also Bamberg uh, Beer Me and the different trips that go on there. Um, you know, really trying to just hone in and 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 dial in the fact that uh, you know these beer trips. I don't know. What I think happens is that people um, always say, "I really want to go to Belgium." Yeah, oh, I really want to go to Germany. Oh, I would really, especially as you get into these beer things, you know. And then they don't do it, and they don't do it, and maybe they finally do it, and then they go, "Why didn't I do this ten years ago?" <laughs> right. Uh, do you find that that happens to you, Stu? I would think that everybody on your tour goes, oh, God, why did I wait so long to do this? Exactly. And I know I did it. And that's my biggest regret. I was like 40 years old before I, I went to uh, Belgium and, and Germany. So, yeah, my advice is um, just set a time you're going to do it and do it. And if you got to put it on a credit card or you have to uh, sell your car or delay your kid's college education, I mean, it's worth it. <laughs> Fuck them, do it. Right. Look, kids. They're going to be in debt anyway. Who gives a fuck? (laughs) Well, they got the loans that they're going to have to take out either way. Get a job, kid. I'm going to Belgium for just a little while. Justin, did you see that picture I sent you guys of the uh, Brewer's House uh, Cafe there at Duval? Uh, Yes, I did. Hang on. Wait, I I had it again here. Uh, Is there any way you can put that up so everybody can see it? Yeah, uh, JP should be able to get it in his email, too. Yeah, I'm getting trying to dig it out right now. I right, do that and throw it up on uh, Twitter it or, oh. or Facebook it. Yeah. Well, anyways, that's the quintessential Belgian brown cafe right there. Okay. And as you're sitting there having a bowl of soup and a nice Belgian beer, you're looking at the atmosphere and a little dog running around and the locals in there, and you're just like, "This is also worth it." Why <laughs> did this take me so long? Right. Yeah, that picture just sums it up. All right, let's get you have the, kids. You got to send to college. We'll get up on <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. But there are affordable ways to do it, and uh, you know, I, now I think I know Stu's uh, Stu's funny dude. So he said, "Yeah, get rid of this, get rid of that. Uh, you know, don't do your kids to college." But you know, let's face it: we do spend money on a bunch of bullshit, and then complain about how we can't do the things that we want to do. And the truth is. You didn't need the two extra inches on your HD TV, and you didn't need. Uh, I thought you were going somewhere else with that one. <laughs> oh, no, no, Stu, you needed that, buddy. Uh, You're going to Belgium, yeah. You know, you didn't. You didn't need. Uh, I don't know all fifty movie channels on your monthly Comcast bill. Right. You don't need. Uh, you see what I'm getting at? Like we we do these. Not everybody. So don't well, don't get offended. I'm not calling you out if you're genuine. If you're genuinely, you know, struggling. Uh, uh, but I'm saying that we kind of make decisions in lieu of of other things. Of life decisions. Of, of In lieu of life decisions. I mean, seriously, I think a vacation like that is a, it's a life decision. It's not, well, you're right. right. I, you know, I need to pay. Dexter's coming up. I need to pay for showtime. Fuck that, dude. Just go to some friend's house. And watch that, it at their place. And have fun and relax. That's what life's all about. Because you're going to turn 50 and realize you're too old to do anything. Right. Hey. I mean, wait, what? <laughs> Well, but Doc, you haven't. Or even that, older, right? Doc. You turned fifty and looked back and went, "Shit, I've done a bunch of shit." <laughs> yeah, I know. We're you gonna know. slow down here. And so, but that's a life that you—that's a lifestyle decision. And I think yeah. it's a. KTG said to me the other day. She said, "Look, 
if we're going to spend money on things, uh, I don't want them to be things. We we there, we don't need things. It's fine. We have a house. There's a car. We're living. We don't need things. Can we should we should spend money on experiences on life experiences that you look back on. Can and, I live at your house? And I could. <laughs> yeah, wow. Exactly, you don't get that. And I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. Again, yeah. I'm not. I'm not shitting on you if you're struggling. I don't mean to say that, but uh, look at the things that you're spending money on. And, you know, and go you to Belgium. You don't need a bunch of them. You're not yeah. going to go every year. So, yeah, go do it and then average it out over a number of years. Get your life experience yeah. in there. Get your life together. All right. Sorry, Stu. That was yeah, my soapbox. Okay. But, you know, the other thing is, is if you do something like this, it just inspires you to, to uh, achieve other things in your life and other areas of your life, too. Right. Yes, yeah. I agree. No, no, it's a confidence builder when you travel. It sure. is. It, it is. It, you're right. Anywhere you travel. And, yeah. you all, yeah, you do. You come back confidence built, but you also come back going... You, I guarantee you that this is the Justin Crosley guarantee. Oh, shit. You are, that work? <laughs> you are not going to come, if as a beer fan, you are not going to come back from a place like Belgium or Germany or something else and go, well, shit, I shouldn't have done that. Beer bores me. <laughs> <laughs> no. It is never, ever going no. to happen. Unless you picked up smoking. But, <laughs> or heroin. Yeah. <laughs> right. Maybe then. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so what about this, Stu? What if right, I'm, I'm going to go nuts and I just, I'm going to get my budget together. I don't have very much. And I'm going to go to Belgium for one day. This is what I've, it's all I can do. <laughs> you know what? I, as ridiculous as that sounds, I get this question every week. I get at least a couple emails where someone's, it's usually someone's girlfriend. And they're like, we're going to be in Belgium for a day. One day. We right. want to know what we should do and see. And, and you know what I say? I, and, and this is what I tell them. I say, quite honestly, don't go. Really? Don't go. Oh. You can't because do it. Going to Belgium for a day is like going to Disneyland for 10 minutes. It just doesn't make sense. That's an analogy I can get behind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. That's for you, JP. I knew you could get oh, behind that. Oh, man. One. I want to kiss you. You like him. it from behind. I do. Wait, what? <laughs> I can hang up on you. I can reach over there. Well, if she's asking that, you're gonna you can see some things. Maybe she wants you want to see the ground plots. You can go you know see some city stuff. But the boyfriend's not going to get the thing. The boyfriend's not no. going to want to sit in the in, in, in that and do that. And he's not going to get the beer experience like you were talking about about yeah. the little cafe yeah. and watch what you know actually experiencing the, what yeah. Belgium is and yeah, what you yeah. know what I tell him is that Doc, doc talking yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey Doc, how you doing? By the awesome. Way? How are you? Good to have you. Good to have you back. I like that hat. Uh, That's cool. Oh, thanks. Yeah, Kid Rock calls. He wants it back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it though. I like it. It works. But in Belgium. Uh, yeah, you're right. And what I do tell him, I say, you know what? Don't go. Just go down to your local bottle shop. Spend like three hundred dollars on the best Belgian beers there, and go crazy for like a month. Yeah. You're gonna get more out of it than going to Belgium for just a bang day. your girlfriend all day. Well, that's a good call. All right, all right. What if? That's how you spend that beer. What if uh, the girlfriend is going to allow us to go for two days? Is that possible? Yes. Then go right to Bruges. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Bruges is your, Bruges is your two day place. Yeah. Skip right over Brussels, Antwerp. Yeah. Go right to Bruges. Spend two days there. You can take a train right from the airport. You don't need a car. Uh, you can go to the Havamon Brewery, uh, get yourself uh, a fine book called Around Bruges and 80 Beers, written by Chris Pollard. You can, you can get it on, uh, I think the website is uh, Good Books About Beer. And uh, just go to the beer cafes and just soak in the ambiance of Bruges. It's a beautiful place, and I always say this, you cannot spend too much time in Bruges. No, I spent 
probably a week there. And it was, oh yeah, uh, maybe five days. It was it was pretty awesome. I don't know why I've never taken everybody's advice on this. Sully <laughs> has told me to do this. Uh, Doc has said it's a great yeah, place. Everybody awesome. said it's a great place, and every time I've been to Belgium, I'm like, I don't know. It's way over there. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's it's you, you could just make that home. Okay, for a week. Oh, it's like an hour train ride from the airport. Yeah, it is. Oh. And uh, the other thing that is interesting about uh, Bruges is that it was never bombed during the wars. It yep. was never a strategic target. So it's a medieval city that's perfectly preserved. It's that's never been bombed, never yeah. been sacked. It's always it's just been the same for okay. hundreds of years. You're, you're sitting in this cafe that's in somebody's basement basically that's been there for right and you're looking at this you're looking at the ceiling it's brick that's been there for 400 years okay that's my thing i love that stuff yeah it's awesome i really like that kind of stuff how how did it manage to escape uh all the destruction it it was never a strategic uh they never have there's nothing there just like me nobody ever wanted to go there they didn't manufacture anything (laughs) there so they didn't want to blow it up I say, mm-hmm. <laughs> they just well, they were. It's like the equivalent of a bunch of. It's like Berkeley. It, yeah. uh, it's just a bunch of hippies. No that one never, gives a shit. Never well, did anything. It, it used to be a port way back when, and then it silted up, and now it's not even a port anymore. So it's not. Doc is exactly right. Yeah, like back in the 1400s, it was one of the largest like textile trading centers in Europe, and then uh, they didn't have the technology to dredge the canals, and uh, everybody just moved to. Uh, Antwerp and Ghent, I think. Yeah, a little uh, closer, and, and this thing just silted up, and it's just, it looks like a very preserved city. I hear it's great for food as well. It's not just beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah lots of restaurants. So okay. you're saying if the Nazis hadn't been hell-bent on world domination and more bent on uh, fashion domination, they would have bought <laughs> the shit out of that place then, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, well, exactly. Actually, by then, it wasn't even a textile center. It was just yeah. kind of a ghost town. Yeah. It's just been a it's been a whole shitload of nothing yeah. until recently, and now it's a wonderful nothing. <laughs> until Americans yeah. want to go there, but there's, there's a lot of stuff there for anybody that wants to you know look at architecture. Uh, you know, you got to drag your girlfriend around uh, because you want to taste beer, and she wants to see things and stuff. There's a lot of stuff to do there. You can take little romantic rides on the canals. There's all, all kinds of stuff. I want to go when you drag your girlfriend around. <laughs> okay, hey, you, she hasn't you know, been born you yet. You guys talk about dragging girlfriends around, but I've had uh, a lot of couples where the yeah. wife is dragging the husband around. Around, oh, wow. <laughs> right? Oh. And they're the beer enthusiast. Dudes oh, have some so. couples. Love it. There you go. <laughs> well, and I mean it. I, I'm telling you, everybody has told me go to Bruges, and I don't know why I've ignored it for so long. So, uh, uh, you, uh, Stu has a, a Bruges beer festival tour of oh. Belgium. Uh, Belgium. So, what's that? There, there's actually a Bruges beer festival now. There is, and they have it right in that big building uh, that's right on the main market square that was in the movie in Bruges, where the guy yeah goes out the window. The which one? Oh, oh, the movie. I never saw it. Yeah, I did. I only saw half of it, but I saw that part. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So it's a big festival there, and uh, you don't have to drive anywhere. You just walk to it, and uh, it's it's beautiful. So okay, and this is uh, this whole tour. It's the Bruges uh, Beer Festival tour of Belgium, which is actually six days and five nights. Three of those nights are in uh, Bruges. And now you listed. Now I see that you've listed Bruges as romantic Bruges, but can I still do the romantic thing if I'm on a tour with you? 
Well, that sounds like a, a personal decision, but yeah, I think you can do that. <laughs> I see. So the, yeah. there's time to get away to, to get away. My room number right? is seven zero four, and yes, you can totally do that. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna find out what room I'm in before and make a T-shirt that just says I'm in seven zero four. Right, right. Dot, but dot, all dot. your tours, you have a bunch of time to get away on our own, right? That's right. I allow a lot of unstructured time so people can do what they want to do, and I try not to run people too long and too hard. Okay. That's one of the keys to running <laughs> successful tours is to give people free time and uh, let them explore and enjoy themselves or sleep in or <laughs> have some time with their spouse or shop or, or whatever it is you do. Right. All right. And on this particular tour, you actually go to the festival, which has like uh, more than 280 beers from uh, 70 different breweries, uh, eight top chefs cooking cuisine with beer, uh, which is fantastic. I like to see that. Yeah. And then um, you also get two nights in Ghent. Which is uh, pretty badass, and you get to go to. Um, oh, do you, are we going to Quack? I see that uh, Quack is in Ghent, right? And that's what we're drinking now. It's it's not it's near Ghent. It's, it's in just another, there, uh, other town. But uh, we do the we do that tour. Yeah, I had a Quack in uh, Belgium last time I was there. Is it the one? I might be mistaken, Stu, but is it the one that you drink out of the 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 glass that has the wooden holder? You are not mistaken. That's exactly what it is. That's called the Coachman's Glass. And uh, it's a very unique glass. And the way it came about was there was a guy named Paul Kwok who was the brewer. And uh, where the brewery was was a stop for coaches. And the coach drivers had to sit out there and and literally hold the horses while the passengers were inside. And so they'd bring beer out to them. But they'd set the beer on the coach, and when the horses would move a little bit, it would spill the beer. So they developed this glass that sat in a wooden swivel so that it wouldn't spill the beer. And then that glass you see now is just a derivation of that so that the little holder sits on the table. Got it. Yeah, it's always fun to drink out of one of those. I do it when in Brussels, too. I Like I said, I haven't been to uh, Brewers or any of the other places, or to Ghent. Uh, but if there's that, what's that place? Uh, a tune It's where I went. Tune in uh, Brussels. When you leave, are you out of tune? <laughs> He's a cartoon. I'm going to high five. I don't you. know which <laughs> one that is. Tune is a little, um, you know, that Brussels is big on the little puppets and stuff, like oh, yeah. little cartoons and the puppets. Oh, like the mm-hmm. marionettes? Well, when I say it's big on it, it used to be big on it. Like traditionally, no. they were big on, yeah, marionettes, thank you. Okay. Not, they're not puppets, You're but they look like yeah. puppets. And they still do puppets at this, it's a bar, it's a beer bar, and you can eat there. And uh, it's down this weird alley. You know, told me about it, and I don't know why, but uh, Roger from Drake's. <laughs> it's yeah. like, you got to go to this place, too, and there's these puppets. And they do puppet shows, marionette shows. But they do do puppet and shows. And I drank uh, Cantillon there. Wonderful beer. A bunch of really great beer, actually. They have oh, fantastic man. beer. And, in fact, uh, I went once, and the guy opens a Cantillon, and uh, uh, the bartender does, and she thinks maybe it's a little off, gives it to the manager, hmm. and he smells it, and he uh, says, nope. This one's not for you. We'll open you another one. Oh. And me being the beardy that I am, I was like, well, that's wonderful, but I want to smell it. I want to know what it is that's off for you. Because I've never had a bad. (laughs) I've had had two. Oh, you have? My entire experience, yeah. I could kind of smell it, but I would have drank the shit out of it anyway. Right. Uh, Maybe it was good. He was just keeping it for himself. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, oh, this one's not for you. Right. (laughs) American. Yeah. But anyhow, my long story is that I did drink, I got to drink out of the traditional quack uh, glass there. I had had beers with with that quack glass. When you go to a a place in Ghent called the Delhi Greet, 
they have a tradition there where you have to put your shoe in a basket as a deposit. Oh wow! So for the glass, <laughs> you oh, can't leave yeah. the basket. Oh. The I love that. So anybody walking out with no shoes was stealing a glass. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. They yeah. wear their shitty shoes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just have a pair of Tom's shoes in your back pocket. And you can wad them up. It'd be great. <laughs> right. Right. And oh, you yeah. know, it's funny. Sometimes I get people on the tour. I'm like, wow. Most people want to do it because it's fun to take your shoe off and throw it in the basket. But then other people, uh, mostly women, they're like, I don't want to do it. And I'm like, why not? And they're like, well, because what if I want to go to the restroom? I'm like, go to the restroom. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's yeah. the problem? Well, yeah, I kind of I hear that. You know, I just hop on one foot. There's pee-pee on the floor. <laughs> and poo-poo, probably. Not the women's restroom, is there? Oh, that's probably true. No, well, they, God, they, I guess you hope not. No, I think because they hover, it gets everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some videos <laughs> it's online worse. where it's kind of... I've seen them online. It's weird. Uh, I, I would think it was because they were going from 5'8 to 5'2 and a half. <laughs> that could be that. I, I would think they wouldn't want to throw their semi-clean shoe into this into the messy into the messy bin. messy barrel of bad shoes I like the idea the bin shoes I also like that JP's a member of GentBathrooms.com <laughs> <laughs> where he's seen the live video well you know everyone has a hobby <laughs> mine's collecting pee fetish video <laughs> right uh, hey Stu there's a few people online uh, in the chat room asking if uh, people go on multiple tours like um, do they do it more than once is it a reoccurring vacation for them maybe they do and some people do these uh, tours back to back because like the farmhouse tour and Trappist tour for example are back to back and uh, that makes sense because you know once you've spent uh, you know $800 on a plane ticket and you're over there yeah. uh, you, you know you may as well do another tour if you have the time right and then I get uh, I get people come from all over the world with these tours I get people from uh, Australia Puerto Rico Mexico South Africa um, you know uh, Canada <laughs> and uh, you know so once they get there yeah, they they want to do stuff, especially right. the Australians, because it's really hard to get to Europe from Australia. Yeah, well, and so. you know they want to have fun, and they can't have fun in their own country, right? So, <laughs> might as well have fun in Europe. Stupid Australians. Yeah, they don't know. They just want to get the fuck out of Australia. <laughs> Whatever happens. So, where do you meet up? Do you meet up at the airport? Do you meet at a certain hotel? Um, you some got- tours start at the airport, and some tours start at the hotel, uh, the first hotel we stay at um, in Brussels, for example. How many okay. how many people are on a tour generally? Uh, average, I'd say twelve. That's but they not, can go that's between nice. That's not bad. Six, yeah, twenty six. Well, yeah, you get to know everybody with a smaller tour. It's not like a fifty or sixty person tour, right? Which oh, right. you know, you, you see people's faces, but you you maybe see them twice, right? How, Stu, how do people find you if the first meeting is at the hotel? Do you wear a baseball cap and a Raider shirt and sweatpants and tennis shoes? <laughs> Wave you the American flag? How did you know? <laughs> I just didn't know. How would they find you? <laughs> well, it's when we meet at the airport that's more of a challenge. I, have, I wear a Belgian beer me t-shirt. Okay. And, um, and uh, we have a, a spot we meet, uh, like in the airport specifically, so they... They know where to go. But uh, with the hotels, it's no problem because there's just not that many people in any given hotel lobby. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's smaller that's hotels. True, I suppose, yeah. I'm thinking at the airport, you can always find Stu. He's the one being anally searched. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it never fails. I've been through this same security a dozen times. They see him coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the good news is this year I got to skip my prostate exam. I was just saying, it cuts down the prostate exam. <laughs> You think that'd be a selling point for like TSA agents to put on their uh, their uh, resume? 
like you know, fully licensed in prostate exams as well. <laughs> yeah, I get hired. Look, sir, I have good news and bad news. The good news is you can go through on your plane. Right. Bad news is you got to see your. Daughter. Oh God, that'd be terrible. Hey, hey, but to answer that guy's question, yeah, people do multiple tours. Some do them back to back, and some people just come back and do one tour uh, a year. Okay. So, so how about advice for any of us? I suck at the beer tours, even though I've gone out there and I have this list, I want to go here and I go there, I screw it up every time. So what advice do you have, anybody considering a beer tour, like whether it's going to be one of yours or even if I'm just going on my own? Give me advice. Well, the big thing is, is what we already touched on, is just go. Just okay. Don't wait till you're old and your body's falling apart, uh, or don't wait till you know, you, whatever, just get yourself over there uh, and... Uh, I just my whole purpose is is to uh, share information and to get people in Belgium and Germany to be able to experience these great beer cultures. There's a lot of information available on the internet. There's all kinds of publications, um, and the beauty of it is is if you go over there and you have a hard time getting to places and you get lost, you're still going to see something. Okay. And so, and then it whet your appetite to go back there again. I agree with this advice. You gotta just go do it. You gotta do it. When you're planning your next vacation and it, and you're like, oh, I'll go to Disneyland for the 14th time <laughs> this year. <clears throat> what? Yeah. For example, you, yeah. you should go. How about know, 27 times this year? How about I go to a country full of things that I already love, but I've never seen? Yeah, well, you want to know what that's called? It's called fucking It's a Small World, dude. I, no, I was, I was going to say the same thing. They got puppets over there, too. They got puppets. You visit most countries in the world that won't bomb us, and then you have corn dogs. Like, what, what do you need? I don't know. I need the beer I realize you guys are... Uh, you're singing uh, JP there. Yeah. Well, well, I understand you what you're saying. I know what I mean, Stu. Yeah. This is just my life. Yeah, Stu. I get what you're saying, Stu. That's good advice. Just do it. Yeah. JP's kind of like Mr. T, isn't he? He doesn't like to fly. I don't. I yeah. won't drink no milk either. You have to, like, knock him out to get him on a plane. Well, and the truth, you know, now that you mention that, Stu, the truth is there was a couple years ago that uh, we were planning kind of a big uh, European trip. We thought Chad might go. We even were bugging Tasty a little bit, and we were bugging JP. And yeah. uh, and JP was, like, he was 72.5% yeah, there. I was almost there, it's man. about there, right? Yeah. And you were definitely into the trip. And what yes. I'm actually getting at is it's not that you don't want to go to Belgium. You were Absolutely. definitely into the trip. It just, oh, hell yeah. You know, money and, and, and the flight and the time on the flight, these things. Yeah. And uh, But you, you wanted to do the... You were like, dude, I, I want to see Belgium, man. Oh, hell yeah. For, I mean, if I was going to do it, I would have to take, like, four weeks off. Because I would have to go from off here what? to well off of the job. <laughs> At that, that time, have. he had a job. Yeah. yeah well, even now, um, to Denver, hang out for a day, then go to New York and hang out for a couple of days and recover. You have to cut down the flight. Yeah, time. and then jump over to England because I'm really more interested in England right now. And then so I would go around there for like a week, and then I would go over and take the tube over or whatever, and then and then hang out in Europe, and then backtrack. But but by then it's like eight thousand dollars for travel, and right. I don't have it. So it's worth it. You don't have to do it that way, though. No, but he, he I does mentally. Yeah. He does. Yeah, I'm insane. You could just, you know, do the Stu Stewart method, which is that we punch you in the face <laughs> multiple times until you go to sleep on the airplane, and then you wake up in Stu Stewart land. Oh, I pity the fool. <laughs> I yeah. could do it. So, Stu, uh, a lot of people are afraid to just to go over. They think they, you know, they don't have a plan. They don't know what they're going to do. Uh, you think one of your tours is a good. Uh, whistle wetter, you know, get 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 their feet wet, and then they, they could jump uh, off on their own maybe the next time. 
It is, and then I've had people do that too, where they they kind of get a handle on how things work. They realize the language barrier is not that difficult to overcome. They understand. They they kind of learn how the trains work. Yeah. They they learn that uh, uh, there aren't terrorists. They're going to try to <laughs> shoot you or blow you up, like JP thinks. And then they you know will uh, travel. But also sometimes you get people who think, well, I'm going to go on a tour and then I'll go on my own the next time. But then they realize, no, this is so much simpler to go on another tour. So, <laughs> right. And, 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 that's, ways. and that's really what I meant about how I kind of suck at it. Even though I've had some great experiences, uh, I do end up missing a bunch of the places I thought I'd go to because um, the organization of the tour and figuring out the trains and all that. You know, what I did was I just, I date European broads, which is far more expensive than just going on a Stu Stewart <laughs> tour. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, and, and luckily, they kind of got me around on the train system and, and this and that. Uh, otherwise, I'd have been really dead in the water. We can only go over there for so long. Unlike JP, but uh, <laughs> I, I think getting kind of the most out of the trip. It takes a little yeah. long to get there, and, but just trying to squeeze every little bit of fun out of it. Yeah. Well, a couple tours coming up. Um, we mentioned the Bruges, uh, the Bruges uh, Beer Festival tour of Belgium. That one's February first through 6, twenty thirteen. Six days and five nights. Uh, that one sounds badass, by the yeah. way. And you also get to go to uh, Ghent and uh, Bastilles. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah, close enough. Mm-hmm. It's like whatever. Um, and Van Steenberg. That's a good band. Burge. It's a real good band. Van Steenberg. Yeah, they make Golden Drac and Pirat, which you're going to have there. Yeah, we have yeah. those too. Oh, it's one of my favorites. You guys right. are already drinking it. Yeah, that, that was one of my first clones of a strong golden beer. Is Yeah, the, the Pirat. We haven't had the Pirat yet. Pirat's not open. Yeah, we, we are uh, mostly done with the uh, prior eight, though. Well, give me that. Yeah. In there, please. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Uh, uh, first of all, Quack is a great beer, and that's a good gateway beer into Belgians. Uh, I love Quack, and and we're talking about that Coachman glass. Everybody who's a Belgian beer enthusiast should have a Coachman glass in their collection. So you can buy one off the internet for fifteen or twenty bucks. You should get one of those. Yep. But the uh, the Prior Eight made by Saint Bernardus is like the lesser known little brother to Abbott Twelve. Yeah. yeah okay. And, and uh, I personally like it even better than Abbott 12 but uh the prior eight is it's a it's a wonderful beer it is i first had it on tap at tornado actually mm. and uh it's it's always nice it is nicer on tap if you can find it which is all the more reason maybe to get your ass to belgium um do you and- know what a prior is <clears throat> no it, the prior is the second in command at the abbey ah, behind okay. abbott huh. got it so he's the man yeah, it's like the first first lieutenant. I when see. he wants the abbot to go, hey abbot. Yes. Like solo. This is exactly what he does. TP's <laughs> on first. I'm on first. <laughs> he is on first. Uh, right, also uh, coming up, the Essence Christmas Beer Festival tour of Belgium, and that's December 12th through the 17th. Uh, six days, five nights. That would be cool too. I mean, that would be almost as good as going to Disneyland. It would during be. Christmas time. Um, and I've been to I bet Belgium. It's beautiful during I, Christmas, right? It's beautiful, super pagan, and all that. It is very beautiful. I was in uh, Brussels. Uh, uh, well. Uh, on Christmas Eve, as a matter of fact, oh, wow. for the day before, and then on Christmas Eve, and we actually jumped on the train Christmas Eve and headed back to our friends in Paris so we could do kind of family time. Yeah, but it was amazing. There was a cool kind of um, 
I want to say street festival, but I don't think that's accurate. You can say it. It's uh, Christmas market. That's what. You're thank you. At. That's you accurate. Go. It's it was a Christmas market, but but to us here, it was like wow, this is a this is a street festival, and you mm-hmm. could get uh, glue wine. And uh, blue wine, yeah. Which am I? Am I my right? All these to? temporary little buildings around the market squares, yeah. And they sell gifts and food and beer, and it's, it's, it's all the big cities in Europe have these Christmas markets. Yes, yeah, we call them farmers markets over here. <laughs> no, but they are no. they're they're different. And by the way, if you're doing your traveling around that time, you get all your Christmas shopping yeah. done at these Christmas markets. Done, finished. We call them yard sales. Couple euros. Wow, and uh, and you can drink hot wine as you're going. Didn't through. we do that on the show once? We did, unfortunately. Uh, uh, yes. With what's her name? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Daniela made us glue wine right. once before. Oh yeah, with that little like what has spices? Sugar. It has yeah. spices and sugar in it, and, and uh, Elmer's. I just, I just saw people laying all over the place when I woke up in the morning. Yeah, it was gnarly. But in Brussels, I think the other thing that that Stu might might uh, recommend is it's. Um, there's also tons of good like confectionaries and oh, sweets yeah. and things like oh, the, the air smells amazing. But these little shops, you can just walk by and window shop and and all these little yeah little, uh, candy stores that just confectionery. Yeah. It, it smells like downtown Disneyland to me, like Main Street. <laughs> so Stu, I'm sorry, bro. It is like that, except that, without that all the fast food. I'm going food. to design a beer tour especially built for JP. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> right. Where it's called sneak your own beer in your damn self. <laughs> <laughs> to Disneyland. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to get him over there somehow, but we will. We're gonna and he's going to love it. Milk. And he's going to like change his whole mind about everything. And he's <laughs> going to vote for the president again and everything. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, uh, life I, don't know I don't know what mixture of chemicals you're trying to push here. <laughs> well, that would ever make anybody Blue and do wine, that. I'm pretty sure. Is it's the called mixture. fun and Europe. <laughs> Stu, I do think you're onto something. For one, we get him over there because Doc is a doc. Uh, right. So, so could happen. He's got, the, he's got the ability to. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we'll take Knock care him of out. We'll take care of that side of it. All you have to do is then just make his time as wonderful and as Disneylandy as possible. It's 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 not even. It's just the flight over and the flight back. When I'm there, I'm golden. That's right, great. Right. I mean, you know who cares sure. about my I, cats who depend on. I the have toilet. things that would help you. Yeah, well, I've been JP, prescribed Xanax. So. No, no, so I have better easy. things. You're just basically walking into a metal tube. You watch a few movies. And you have a hurling. few drinks. It's like being at your house. Hurling through the then air. You walk out your the tube and you know where you're going. All right. <laughs> Shut up. It's like cannon. time travel, but it doesn't stand still. It's actual time. I'm pretty sure the whole problem actually is the metal tube for JP. <laughs> You know, yeah. I don't even think he knows that he's in the air. He's just in a metal fucking tube well, that drives him nuts. I'll tell you what, if if I go first class, because the problem is for oh, me, here he Stu, I don't want to die on a plane, and I want if I have a in heart coach. attack, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> and I can't fit in coach. I can't do it. My knees hit the fucking thing, and I need to. Str- so if you find me first class, it, 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 I will I lead a tour with hear you. This. You're more likely to get killed walking out to your car in Martinez tonight, right? Actually, more people in America now are committing suicide than are dying of car accidents. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, but no, he met Martinez in particular. Oh, well, yes, then you're probably right. I do have 89 cents on me. <laughs> right. Hey, look, I don't want to argue with you, man. <laughs> I just want I'll, you to see you, I'll see you in Brussels. All right. So the Essence Christmas Beer Festival Tour, December 12th through the 17th. And then there's the Great Zythos Beer Festival. Oh, Zitos? That's how they say it. It is, huh? 
uh, I think even the brewers have been saying it wrong. I have of a bunch of have. brewer friends who go, yeah, you got to go to that. Yeah. But they always say Zythos. Well, we say Amarillo, too. Who cares? The great Zethos, but it's spelt Zythos. A beer festival tour of Belgium. That one's April 24th through the 29th next year. So you got time to plan for these things. Again, yeah, right after tax season. Six days and five nights. The perfect time. Yeah. Or if that, that tour was my most popular tour um, in the past year. It has surpassed the Trappist tour in popularity. Wow. Well, I think there's a lot of good buzz about that festival. Uh, it's a great festival. Get people to want to go to it. <laughs> buzz. And then the Ardeen <laughs> uh, Mountain Spring Beer Tour of Belgium. That one's in May, May 15th through the 23rd. Nine days and eight nights. And uh, it's arguably one of the most uh, beautiful regions in Belgium. Uh, it is. <laughs> yeah. That's where the Belgians go on vacation. Oh, it is? <laughs> yeah, they go to the Arden Mountains and they ride motorcycles and they... They hang out in uh, the on the patios and the cafes, and oh, that one they good. rock climb and they go spelunking in caves and they go kayaking, all that stuff. Well, except for all the physical activity, it sounds wonderful. Yeah, except for all the nature. I'm not going to have to ride a bike, am I? Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm going to spill your beer in the cave. Stu's like, oh, I'm, no, I, I'm I, just I, watching them. Spill your beer in the cave. I stopped it on the porches. <laughs> <laughs> it is so exhausting watching people rock climb. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> well, well, how do you hold your beer with keeping spilling it? That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You throw beer yeah. at them. You just put it all in your mouth and you swallow it slowly over time. <laughs> I think that's a great way to do it. I'm going to do it now. Oh, man. Those little camel bags for your back. <laughs> right. Oh, I like your tours. Uh, <laughs> all right. You got to go check it out. Do Facebook yep. uh, Belgian Beer Me and... Uh, you can also go to the website, of course, but uh, Facebook gives you the most up-to-date information. And, uh, you know, Stu, I've enjoyed uh, hearing about these these trips that you guys do. And I'll tell you, if I can get JP to go with me on one, um, we might do the Romantic Bruges one. <laughs> what nice. do you mean, might? That's which one we want to do. Is it easy to get married in Bruges? <laughs> now you might have to go to... Uh... It's like the Las Vegas of Belgium. <laughs> right. Well, then that's great. Are there strip clubs actually in Belgium? Are there a lot? Yes. Of, is that a big thing? Been to one. Really? I went to one Good in. Stuff? I went to one in Brussels. I imagine yeah, not, they're all pale. Not so much in Bruges. Beautiful. Really? They were beautiful. The only problem uh, I had. They're uh, all blonde. They're Stu, all... assuming that you don't actually put the strip clubs as part <laughs> of your tour. Uh, that falls into the free time category. Free time. So yeah, went to one in Brussels. Beautiful women. Hmm. Um, the it's there's a Belgian mafia feel to the do to the men running the places <laughs> like a lot of track pants and stuff like that yeah, yeah. Uh, and seriously yes a yeah. lot of track pants and cell phones large cell phones chains and yeah. um, large. and now you're scaring JP <laughs> <laughs> I hate large phones I fucking hate them well it's just the the eighties were horrible for me Stu we just, just about had them too. <laughs> But the, I'm tell, the women were beautiful and very talkative, and they'll hang out with you. Yeah. But uh, you, you get the feeling that you could pay another uh, 500 euros. And lose and, a kidney. And lose a kidney. <laughs> exactly. And wake up in an ice bath oh, with your man. kidney missing. Can I tell you a quick little story here? Please do. I was doing some research for a tour one time a few years ago, and um, I got into this little town late at night and checked into my motel and went to look for a place to eat, and I was driving down the highway, and there was just nothing except this one place where it was all lit up with lights and the parking lot was full. And of course, when you see that, you think, well, that's a good place to eat, right? Mm-hmm. So I go in there, and and uh, you walk into this little 
uh, lobby area, and there were these two guys who were just exactly how you described. Yeah. You know, black turtlenecks, Eastern European accent, phones. And I'm, it just it's, it hits me right away what this is. I'm like, oh, this is not, this <laughs> not a diner. Right. You could probably eat there. <laughs> and so, I, yeah, I suppose you could. But, <laughs> so these guys are looking at me. And at this point, you know, I'm at the point of no return where you, you're already in, right? Uh, and then I, I say to the guys, oh, I said, oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought this was a, a restaurant. And uh, obviously, uh, it's a strip club. And, and so uh, my apologies. And uh, I'll just be going. Yeah. And, uh, and then they said, well, it's not a strip club. I'm like, oh, what is it then? And they said, well, it's a, it's a swingers club. <laughs> and you and you're like, well, then I'm back in. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not the hungry like, well, anymore. How much is it? And they're like, yeah. well, it's like 50 euros. And I'm thinking, well, there's no way, no how I'm going to pay 50 euros to and, go into a swingers and club. And still be hungry right. at well, the end. I'm paying the 50 euros. And, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I actually didn't go in because I was hungry. But uh, so so the story gets worse. So then I, I leave there and I, I'm driving around this town and I drive into what looks like a... Uh, college campus i'm thinking well the student union building is going to have something to eat and then i stop at this place and i this building on campus and i talk to someone and i realize this is not a college campus this is a mental hospital <laughs> <laughs> wow and so i went from the swingers club to the mental hospital and then i'm trying to drive off the mental hospital and i'm backtracking and the way i came in there was a gate i didn't realize it but now the gate is closed oh no So I get out of my car and I push the little intercom and I'm explaining to the guard wherever he is. That, <laughs> no, you know, I'm not. I'm, I'm just not visiting. <laughs> Let me out. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh man, this is going to sound like a story. But right. yeah, yeah, keep I was talking. Obviously, American. He knew that I, I had accidentally gone on to the uh, mental hospital grounds. You know, I'm glad, Stu, based on this conversation, that you do research before your tours. <laughs> yeah, Stu's. Uh, <laughs> But you're the tour guy, huh? Okay. <laughs> Stu's explanation to the mental hospital goes like this. So, I just landed from America today. Uh-huh. And I went to a swingers club that I thought was a diner. And now I'm here at this place that I thought was a campus. And I just wanted some food. And then they go, Mr. Stewart, room number 705 has been empty since you left an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. Get your crazy ass back in here. No, I swear. I, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how I got here. Yeah. It's how did you know there. my name is Mr. Stewart? Have you been following me? Sure, yeah. sure. I bring, uh, I bring you back. I get net. It's fine. Hold for a second, please. Hold. Just stay there. It's okay. I'll give you direction to highway. Oh, it's like those horror movies, like The Tourist. You're yeah. like a human centipede, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Stu goes into this place where he thinks it's a restaurant, and suddenly his, his <laughs> mouth is sewn to someone's Stop butt. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! Anyway, go to Belgian beer me. All <laughs> right. See, all this can happen to you too. <laughs> exactly. Well, no, that's why you do the research first. But you know what? Just don't land in Chicago, JP. Let me get stabbed so you don't have to. Yes. <laughs> Belgian Beer Me. Go to BelgianBeerMe.com. Search it on Facebook. Get all this beer information. I highly recommend one of Stu's trips. And uh, once I get uh, JP roofied, we're going to do it, too. The, the, don't a, do it on your own. Yeah. There's a big uh, clamoring in the chat room for a BN tour. A BN uh, Belgian Beer Me tour. Yeah. Ooh. BN Beer Me. I guess that means that Stu is our guide yeah. and uh, we're the hosts, right? Is yeah, that's my what, personal is challenge now to get JP over there. Wow. I'm telling you, first class and I'll do it. Uh, Not because I'm a diva, I just I need the room. Yeah, just get the Concord back into service and <laughs> JP's there. Yeah, then he's in. How about we just lay you down in the aisle? 
Right. That'd be yeah, great. I would do that. You won't even know shots. you're laying down now, and you won't even remember. Right. That's what I was going to say. With what Doc's going to do to you, yeah. you, can cocktails. In, you can be in baggage. I'll be on you the floor, but I'll be five foot up the, <laughs> off the floor. Beer cocktail. All right, Stu, uh, we maybe need to make a BN Army trip happen, huh? Okay, let's put our thinking caps on and see what we can do. Yeah. And I want you guys to enjoy that uh, that last beer tonight, that Pirat. It uh, means pirate in Flemish. Did you pour that one, too? It's, no, we got to open it up. Yeah, yeah, I'd enjoy that one. That's great. Oh, it's one of my favorite beers. I think I've had. Do you have it up here? Yep. Yeah, it's right here. Uh, here we go. There we go. Give me that. I just chugged the, uh, well, not chug. I only had a little sip there. But Chuggy? Prior eight. Chug, chug. <clears throat> Prior eight. Prior that P-Rot will change your life. Oh, it did me. It was, it was one of my first uh, introductions into Belgian beers. Oh, yeah? It was, it was my, my first Belgian beer that I ever brewed was a clone of that. Okay. And, uh, you got real southern right there. Yeah, I did. Doc, did it go easy on you? I guess it did. It goes down smooth. Oh, yeah. Thanks it's got it. the dryness of like a yeah. duval, but uh, but it's also got more malt and Belgian yeast flavor. Yeah. By the way, I'm drinking a uh, Saison by New Glarus tonight. Oh, good call. How'd you get that? I had some people bring it over to M- Michigan for me. Nice. Went to the store. <laughs> no, they don't sell it anywhere besides no, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, exactly, JP, with your stupid joke. Not the Michigan and Wisconsin are that far apart. <sighs> Look, I don't think it was stupid. Maybe it was ill-advised. <laughs> I'm way over in Grand Marais, Michigan, so I'm, I'm oh. still probably four hours from the state line. Ah, okay. Grand Marais? Isn't that a heretic beer now? It's a heretic beer, yeah. What's Grand your, Marais. What's your address? French. means uh, means big marsh. Yeah, it does. Hmm. It's where the uh, Lake Superior... Brewing company is located. I think it's French for unshaven <laughs> vagina. Gra- grandma's unshaven. Big oh, Jesus. I'm sorry, Stu. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. I get. I like, I like whoa, to whoa. say by JJ. It's, yeah, it's getting late in the show, yeah. and I'm like, oh, that sounds like a big unshaven vagina. Yeah. I saw a big unshaven vagina this weekend. Really? Hey, really? KTG doesn't uh, about, clean up for you. About, huh? uh, no, not about that. But uh, of those three beers you had tonight, which ones did you guys like the best? The whatever we're having. Oh, I thought the Prior 8 was the standout, personally. Yeah, that's, uh, not, that's easy to drink. I did like the Prior 8. Prior 8. The Pirat, yeah. which I have had before, is a wonderful beer. The yeah, yeah. alcohol heat took it off the favorite list. It is yeah. hot. You're right. Oh, oh you pussies. Doc's all about it. I like the beer, but the... It's 10.5%. Come on. You're going to get a little heat. Oh. How yeah, much that's, is... That's why I had you go last on that one. Oh, yeah. They, they're all big. I mean, everything's over 8 how much? Oh, I see. even the the yeah the prior. I believe what is this? I like 8%, the prior best. 8%. The prior's eight. Yeah, and then the uh, quark is uh, eight point two. I believe. Damn it, Stu! You know just what you didn't know. I just had a treat. Eight point four. Eight point four. You know how to get uh, JP to get a sign on? Get on the plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> four more of these, we're gone <laughs> tonight. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'll be all sweaty and little red eye, angry. <laughs> Yeah, get rugs in and hey, you won't even care about just, leg room. We just go downstairs, we, we get a bunch of t shirts, we're good. <laughs> That's right. T shirts. <laughs> Box of t shirts. Bunch of Yankees yeah. t shirts, and it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Huh? All right, Stu, thanks for the beer and for the yeah. advice, man. Uh, You're welcome, you guys. Thank you very much for having me on. I've enjoyed all these interviews, and um, you guys are doing a great job there, and you're providing a great service to beer enthusiasts all around the globe. Thanks, brother. That's well, we'll right. be talking to you again soon, and um, uh, we really ought to, you know, let's not get too crazy about it, but we should 
Let's Throw around it. some ideas about this BN Army tour. Yeah. I would like to get JP over there. I'd like to get some of the crew over there. And uh, it might be a fun way to do things. So let's, do uh, let's see if we can throw around some ideas. All right. Um, I'm into it. I think we get those uh, like furry handcuffs from uh, Glover. <laughs> we have to go around Belgium handcuffed to each other. Oh, poor Stu. Stu's like, <laughs> come on, this is my livelihood you guys are yeah. dealing with. Stu has no idea it's, what he's do, in for. This do you guys have to trivialize everything? Yes. <laughs> I'm talking about just getting JP on the plane. Oh, I God see. Damn it! <laughs> well, that made me realize what I think Stu would have to do is plan a specific trip for us because I'm sure doing these these trips over time, you get into special places where you, you know normal, normal tours maybe won't go, right? Because you have the inside track, right? But if you bring a bunch of retarded beginners, right. you're never going to be invited back. So this is a separate special tour right. that will never be done ever. It'll again. open some doors for you. He's going to take real us fast. To, Stu takes us to the swingers club and the re- and the uh, and, the, and the mental hospital. <laughs> Where we go. Yeah, we'll call it my farewell tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to retire, right? Yeah, like going out of business sale. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They're in the lobotomy factory. On sale. Everything was going so well. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I'll take just, you to Looney Bin. I'm going to the brewery. He just pats right. us on the back and sends us in. <laughs> right, go to BelgianBeerMe.com and search it on Facebook right now, and you'll get all the uh, details about the uh, wonderful uh, uh, tours that are coming up. Thanks, Stu. Appreciate it, man. Happy 300, guys. Thanks, right. brother. Thanks, Cheers. Bro. All right, there you go. The very fun, the very exciting, the very well-traveled Stu Stewart. Uh, he's a good dude. Wish I was him. Weren't we talking earlier in the show about people with names like that? Stu Stewart? <clears throat> oh. oh, yeah, I, that, that's what I said before. Oh, I did thought, you? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. I was like, oh, Stu Stewart. Yeah, yeah. yeah all I mean, that. It's a stage name. <laughs> I thought it, I thought you were like prepping it earlier on the show when it came out. Stu, oh, oh. I was. I, I think far ahead of you. Know, <laughs> yeah. Ahead of all of you. All right, I got a couple phone calls to get to before the break because they've been waiting for a little while. We have another break? But yeah. uh, hang on, I need to look at the pictures that uh, I got sent yeah, to me from two JP. Those are nice. Those are nice. Why is there two? I only see one. Because well, women typically have two tits. Yeah. So we're talking about boobs. <laughs> what do you mean one? Typically, yeah. yeah. When you say there's two. Oh, well, I, I sent you two emails. There we go. <laughs> now, why, the best. why did Spider Wrangler ruin the picture with having to look yeah, at his, need his lips all over his those stupid well, face and he his was, wife's I like boobs? the first one so much better, that he, one, yeah. He, well, he was telling me, he's like, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, how do I know that these aren't, these aren't just from oh, the internet? I like, see. I need you in them. And so he totally was motorboating and snapped a pic. Or photoshopping, whichever. Well, JP, thanks for ruining that with your stupid idea. I think it's fucking perfect. And if it could be a t-shirt, I would wear it. I can't unsee that. Boy, that sure is a good-looking bra. <laughs> I'm a big Moscow fan doesn't of pink. like it because it's just a bra. Yeah, get out hey, of there. There's no like, nipple it. outliner or anything it's, on there. It's, I don't, yeah, I'm it wearing. still looks like it's been photoshopped because I can't see <clears throat> details. Well, it's um, Spider was saying that you know their first picture came out right out of the gate with just bare boobs, so they feel that they need to backtrack a little bit and make everybody work for it. Well, their feelings are not facts. <laughs> well, they're facts to them. How about that? What are those A cups? Thirty? Oh no, thirty-six double D. Oh. Really? Yeah. Out of here! Oh no! Yeah? No, they're not. Well, that's what he says. I mean, I can. I I don't know but, for sure. Susie, those they're not right. No. There, there may be. I would D C or D. C or D, but not double D. If those are D's, they're the firmest. No, no, he said double D's, which would make it a cup size larger. Triple D's would be G's. 
Well, yeah. I'll tell you 40s what. Forties would be H. But they're nowhere uh, near F. even the letter fucking D. Look at them. Look at the ne- look that. at the look at the picture with his face in it, with his oh, head. In it. I mean, don't get me the wrong, flag, darling. They're they're the, beautiful. The oh, flash okay. will reduce the sizes. The flash will play tricks <laughs> with you. All right, but they're still I, no, no, they're, they're big. Well, that one is as big as his head. You'd like to mention? Look at that thing. You I can't say tell that's me a double D. Hell yeah, that's a double D. That, he's just got a yeah. pinhead. Oh, that's true. His head. Uh, yeah, his head is pretty big. They are the size of his head. That's a good point. It's just the angle on the first one, they just look like A cups. Well, I can't can't tell the three dimensionality of it. And I'll tell you, look at the second one and look at the shadow. Look at us. This is like the the second little man there. That's frame 313 where his head goes back. (laughs) Um, Look at the drop of the the shadow underneath the boob. That's a giant shadow. Yeah, I retract. I I think they're D's. Okay. They're double D's. Can we get a. a, Next time, can you ask for. uh, 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 What's it called? The shot where you need to. uh, 3D a scale. <laughs> Thank you. A shot that we can get some scale without uh, yes. the dude's fucking face in yeah. it. He does say my head is bigger than Sully's. Have her hold him with wow. her hands. Well, then that does make them quite large. Well, hands, hands are good. good. Can we get Sully's head in there? All right. So that who, whose boobs are Spider Wrangler's wife? Yeah. All right. And who's on two? Um, hot girlfriend of BJCP hero. Do we know this person? No, but he's been trying to go for drunk of the week. He's going for drunk of the week. He, he messaged me on Twitter. Like at four o'clock our time, I was like, "I'm going for drunk of the week." Right. Fuck it, I can't stop. I'm doing it right now. So who's on the broad or the dude? Um, what do you the broad's on right now. The hot broad. She's like, pre- the, she's probably the broad is on. Right, the girlfriend of the humber. Okay, is on right now. Well, that's, that's me. I'm the broad. Well, we've made a video of it. The entire time we've been drinking, we've been recording. How We're, many homebrewers have ever dreamed of a woman saying that? Right. The hot girlfriend of the homebrewer is on. <laughs> and she's recording. I'm yeah. not going to lie, I'm drunk. Where's we've the, been video recording the entire time I've been drunk. What have you guys been doing? And That's drinking. Not. We've made a video recording of this. If you want to put it on later. We'll put it I'll on now. I'll you all of it. Let's give us yeah, some stills. Right yeah. Give us some video. Give us some stills. Let's uh, let's see what's happening. Oh, uh, well, shit. We've got to put it on. What's <laughs> JP at the Brewing Network. She said it's a video of the whole thing. It's She's like, on. What is no, that? We're not going to be watching that. It's, it's like three, send us the highlights. It's three hours of them you getting drunk. Get two of our friends just showed up. We're a mess. What does it, what does it mean that she's, that she's too much going putting on it on right now? Like, Does she know that we're not in the room with her? No. No, oh. I'll show you right now. I've been outside because I've been smoking and I'm a terrible person. Because you've been... <laughs> she's been fucking. I think that's what no. She, she said. said sucking, and she's no. a terrible person. That's that's an oxymoron. <laughs> Did she say um, fucking, I'm sucking, or smoking? Right now, I'm gonna tweet them a picture. Now I'm inside. Now I don't know, but I kind of I love her. Get on my Twitter. She's a real chatty. Yeah, well, that's not so good. But she sounds real hot. Have they been filming just to send it to us, or for another reason? They've been videotaping. No, we've we've been recording to, to everything s- on a camera, but the camera's turned off. So. That's I like why it. I love her because she's saying recording. She's not saying film because she, she doesn't have film. Shut up, JP. She's great. I like that we can just keep asking hey, questions. JP, what not happens directly if we put her, her next to you in coach? Would you do coach? But then she answers the questions anyway. I wouldn't do coach for long. <laughs> you wouldn't last long in coach. You got passed on. My ears will get tired. It's BJCP. It's Justin and Doc. Yeah. Hey. Hello. Yeah, what you need, fam? <laughs> we're just calling. We were just. Call, what's her name? What's your girlfriend's name? My my girlfriend's name is Rachel. Uh, we were just calling Rachel. We met her down at the liquor store tonight. Uh, she. Yeah. Uh, she said she was coming out for a party. Yeah, we were just wondering where she's at. 
No, no. Fam, we're, we're down, man. I mean, it's like a strong at least four-hour drive, but we're all about it, you know? Down back to the liquor store? Yeah, yeah. No way. She didn't tell us that. She's like, oh, we're just right down the street. Call me if you want to party. <laughs> so we're calling. Do, do, do we live in Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> oh. It was longer than four hours. You guys live in yeah, Vegas? Like fucking 11, bro. Yeah, we, we, live, we live in Vegas, y'all. Yeah. What do you do in Vegas? We drink and party. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a pro poker player. She used to be a social worker. Now I just brew a fuckload. And I'm about to be a uh, assistant brewer professionally. By the way, social worker in Vegas is a stripper. I don't know if you knew that, but that's that's Vegas term for, no, well, for stripper. And, and I don't disagree with any of that, which is why she was a social worker in Austin, Texas, y'all. <laughs> can I can I ask him some poker questions? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, what game you playing? You may. What game you playing? What's that? What what game are you playing? Um, I normally play about twelve tables, uh, fifty one no limit. If I'm online, if I'm in person, I play one three usually at the win or at the Mandalay. How are you beating the rake at one three? Oh Jesus! You know, if I want to watch, po- if I want to hear poker, I'll watch a fucking travel channel. You loser! I just, I'm, I just wanted to test him to see if he was full of crap. But that, that's specific enough. I'm not. I'm satisfied. He said he's not beating it. So. Uh, okay. dude, that's fine. Mo- Moscow. I'm not versus what I can do online. I'm not beating the rig. Okay, that's fair. All right, are you calling for drunk of the week? We're definitely calling for drunk of the week. I drank every single fucking Anchorage beer I can find, and I'll drink. I drink the Mike Keller beer that's fucking bottled by Anchorage. We're calling for drunk of the week. Well, that's good. I like that he's gone drunk with the with our guest with the, beer. With the guest yeah. beer. That's a rarity in can drunk you, of the week. Can you I, prove it? I have not drank any... Moscow, I have not drank anything but Anchorage beers for tonight. And I am belligerently drunk. There you are. <laughs> All right, here's yeah. what I need from you. I need a picture of all of the empty bottles of Anchorage beers and... A picture of your hot wife and her boobs. Uh, it's my girlfriend. Social Whatever. slash social worker. Do you want her to stand? Do you want her to stand with the five? But I can have her. Well, I can have her stand with the because I have the white out, I have the galaxy, I have the bitter manga, the. This is, you can do it all in color. one photo. Yes, this do is, it all in one photo. All the bottles and her boobs. This is what you do. You you line the bottles up, and she's bending over. You get a nice cleavage <laughs> shot. Be great. Right. And by cleavage, you mean her right. entire boobs. Um, yeah. Artistic right. content can, can stand, is a plus. What's that? He, she, he's talking to her. Brother, where, where do you want me to send him? Justin at the Brewing Network. Justin JP. at the Brewing Network dot com. Hold on, Hold on. 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 Man on hold. I can't put him on hold. Why not? Yeah, you can put me on hold if you want, brother. <laughs> We're trying. I think you're putting him on hold, but he's fighting off a hold. There you go. There you go. He's breaking off a hold. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't expect that, did you? Who's this other broad, JP? Uh, that's a picture of Rachel. I don't know who that is. I don't. The why, why would I know? Girlfriend. Who, oh, oh, the one we were Rachel. just talking. Yeah. She, did she tell me her name is Rachel? Yes. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't oh. know. It's kind of a weird photo. She list she's sending it along. She has little thigh highs on, which are pretty yeah. hot. Why is she dressed like Batgirl? That's oh, Robin, actually. idiot. It's almost and, you know, it's, it's Disneyland color. Which I guess is is basically Batgirl is Robin. I mean, Robin was super gay. She's hot. 
Yeah, definitely. I called it. Hot little thigh highs, that's for sure. He's a kid. All right, we'll see what happens. We'll see how hot she is. Who's on one? One is a guy named Brew Onion who's complaining that we're focusing on tits. Tits really is what he said when he was talking to me. And he's all about the ass. Brew Onion. All right, send us the picture of your dick. I want you guys all to be quiet. (laughs) I want you all to be quiet for a second while I deal with this. A second? Okay. What's his name? BJCP's got it. Brew Onion. Brew Onion. Hi, Brew Onion. Hey. Hey. Hello? What's happening, man? What's up? This is Brew Onion. What's the trouble? What's the trouble, Brew Onion? There is no trouble whatsoever. I was just calling in um, and uh, just making sure that tits were not ruling the world at this point in the drunken world. Oh, so it's not just in general. It's just in the drunk of the week world. In terms of the competition itself. Oh, well, that's fair. But we've always said that tits win. Brew Onion, show (laughs) it. Send us a picture of your tits. No. Uh, Well, my tits aren't really that appetizing, to be honest with you. I was just just kind of hoping the tits... Oh, well, shit, I'll I'll send them in. (laughs) We'll be the judge of that. No one's ever put it to me that way. (laughs) Let us be the judge of that. You're too hard on yourself. Right. You have low self-esteem. So, really. Yeah, I bet your tits are fantastic, dude. Hey, don't put yourself well, you know down. What? You're probably right. Uh, it's just been a while since I've had a since I've had a decent man tell me that. You know. Let me You're ask probably you. Right. A decent man. It's just been a bunch of shitty men. He's a new listener abusing me. No, they just want some guys to pick him up at bars. Let's talk about your tits for a second. You got hair on your nipples. I have, I would say, around a six-count per nipple. Uh, (laughs) I like the sparse. It's a six-count. You know, I'm not hearing guys. How long are they? Like, uh, what's their average length? Nothing more than a nickel, uh, more than a knuckle's length, you know. Uh, uh, Some people refer to me as an Indian-haired man, uh, you know. Uh, First of all, who who measures in knuckles? I don't know, but I somehow I understand no, everything he's saying. No, I'm about no, 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 no. 189 knuckles tall. It's just weird. <laughs> I no, understand no, no, no. it all. I have knuckles a perfect picture. Yeah. Uh, just, just make a fist. Make a fist. Look at it. That's about what you're working with right Not, there. Nothing's longer knuckle. than a fist of hair. It's fairly long. I'm not talking about the fist itself. I'm talking about the hair um, on your index finger knuckle. Oh. 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 Yes. Because my next question was how long is the nipple? Who has, who has hair on their index oh, finger knuckle? It's not longer than a forearm. Oh. <laughs> I don't have any hair on because my Because you don't have that gene. There's a specific oh. gene where you don't have Let the hair on Let me see your knuckles. There. Yeah, wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God! He does not have a single hair on his knuckles. No, because I'm fucking normal. No, you're not normal. I don't jerk off enough. No, he doesn't yeah, have that's a. That's weird. Do you not have? No, you got some hair. And no. I'm half Greek. You have little blonde ones. He has nothing. I have nothing, man. He's as bald as a baby's ball sack. Yeah, he but, probably shaved. but not as attractive. <laughs> he probably shaves. Who is this poor man we're talking about? Me, we're JP. JP. Are we? No, JP. Oh, JP. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'll show you at the. I, I thought you had a forest growing on your fucking chin. I'll are show you, you on the webcam. There's yeah. nothing. Uh, so, Brew nipple. Onion, uh, how drunk are you? I am fucking drunk. I kind of wrote down everything I was doing because I kind of figured that I was going to be way too drunk to uh, tell you about it. I kind of passed out twice. All right, all right. Are you. Slow down, slow down. Are you alone? 
Uh, I am, but I, I fucking made my wife um, download your uh, fucking app so that she could listen. Yeah. If you fuckers didn't believe me. Or you passed she out. Is, uh, she's my backup. She's supposed to call and tell you that I've been in my fucking garage hunched for about a good four <laughs> fucking hours drinking homebrew. And, uh, uh, yeah, waiting to fucking get through to you guys because uh, I'm a long-time listener and a first-time caller. You're also, Long-time first-time. He's what? also like a broad. He's every long-winded. story. And so, and first I was drinking, but then the concrete floor was cold, so I had to go put socks on. And the socks that I got, they were from, well, they weren't just any socks. They're they from were from L.L. Bean. They were from L.L. Bean. They were double-woven. They had the red stripe and across I, could, I couldn't the, wear those because that's the ones my wife gave me, and I didn't want to scuff them off. Yeah. And those were still in the dryer, so they they were still a little wet, so I had to go right. find my slippers. But then I realized I'm hunched over, and why am I hunched over? I don't understand. I don't know either. But so anyway, I was planning on calling in for Drunk of the Week, and I got this new phone. It's brand new. It's not the iPhone uh, 5, because no. I'm but, not into but, that. But it's brand but, new to me. Yeah. But it's brand new to me. And, Let's um, face it. Apple's turned real evil. I don't <laughs> like them. Anyway. Anyway. So here I am. Yeah, I'm calling. <laughs> that a- is classic. I was, I was ready for that kind of vagina response <laughs> I totally was ready for that I was actually uh, I was actually vagina. hoping he would respond like that <laughs> yeah, seriously how do Bruno uh, uh, friends know when he's drunk he doesn't shut the fuck up yeah. <laughs> he talks a lot exactly that's how they know oh, I, I talk a lot I think you've about talked to me at this point <laughs> well we are on the air but um this one time I was learning to talk. <laughs> I want to know what he's hunched over. And I couldn't quite get it, so I had to practice and practice and practice. And then I told people who oh talk God. for a living that they talk too much. And then my dad used to punch me in the face because I wouldn't shut the fuck up. I was like the daughter he never wanted. They call my nose the stop button. <laughs> no, that, 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 that's about how much I've been practicing. You, you, you hit it. You hit it right. I don't even. I don't even want to talk to his wife this time. I want to talk to his dad and, f- and find out how he's never oh. shut up. Oh. Too soon. Dad's dead. Too soon. Dad's oh, dead. Too soon. Oh, Damn no. it. Grieve jobs. Thank you, Schumann. Thank you, Justin. Uh, yeah. Well, now We're he's in the, the dead dad club. On that one. Uh, <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Exactly. Hang on. I have another caller online too. It's your dad. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh. This is Brew Onion's dad. Um, so listen, Brew Onion kind of talks a lot, and I was wondering if he kind of grew up this way. Well, I never raised him to do this. He got it from his mother. So they both annoy the shit out of you. All day long. Why do you think I'm haunting this house? <laughs> right. Does your dad haunt your house, Brew Onion? He doesn't. He does on my dreams. and uh, I hope he didn't die like yeah, last week. That'd be fucked up. I say bullshit, son. Why do you think you never made anything of yourself? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>. How long ago? <laughs> That's good. How Remember the time you got uh, passed up for the promotion at work? <laughs> ah, scary. I like the uh, traditional ghost version of his dad. He's like, uh, he's like every terrible horror movie I've ever seen. Uh, how how long ago? How long has it been since your dad uh, left us? Not long enough. Woo! Uh, ninety-seven. Not. I mean, ninety-seven. Yeah, yeah. Get over I'm it, fucking, you fucking douchebag! I'm not fucking dwelling on it, homo. <laughs> you can't blame me. I'm dwelling on it more than you are. Now you know what I had to work with. Woo! <laughs> 
Why? Hey, he come on. just talk too much. He's a little too sentimental. My kids aren't even that old. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the worst Here's call ever. like I expected. Thanks to me. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, Bruin. You're definitely in the running for Drunk of the Week, dude. All right. Well, fuck the resume. I mean, shit. Yeah, we don't I mean, even need it. You're shit-faced. If you're putting up with our <laughs> bullshit like that, you're shit-faced. So your dad's dead. You're in... <laughs> You're in the running. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I guess he's here in spirit guiding me on, <laughs> Buck Rod. <laughs> I have a feeling he's still sitting in a recliner in your living room. No, he's hunched over Dude. something. Since 97. If I would have sat down in my fucking garage at this point, I would have already fallen asleep, not because your show is boring as shit, <laughs> but just because I'm getting that fucked up. Uh-huh. So, uh... Yeah, no, I'm in it. So well, your your wife must be proud. That's you know. hug the cold porcelain on the bathroom floor. <laughs> All right, brother, you are in the running for drug of the week, man. And son, look out behind you! <laughs> That's really horrible. <laughs> really? Uh, well, you know, I have a dead parent, so I feel like it's okay. Yeah, it's my on. dead parent card. It's fine. Okay, I'll flash it. <sighs> That's an opener, but. It All right, works. I got callers on the line, but we got to take a quick break. And, and we have uh, our 300. We have so much thing. more show to do. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. stop interviewing uh, ghosts. For fuck's sake. What is the worst ghost I've ever heard? <laughs> what the fuck hell? You! <laughs> hey, can you save it for the zombie crawl? <laughs> it's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew homebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit austinhomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, austinhomebrew.com. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones, no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. 
This summer, Reed Antis from New York won fully paid tuition to the 2012 World Brewing Academy Concise Course in Brewing Technology thanks to Lalamon and Ansar and their 2012 Beer School Contest. It was so much fun, they're doing it again. Announcing Danstar's Beer School 2013 Contest from now until December 13th, 2012. Every time you use Lalamond or Danstar Premium Brewing Yeast, your empty packet is your entry for a chance to win a professional brewing course. In the Beer School 2013 Contest, Lalamond will sponsor two lucky winners, one professional brewer and one home brewer in a random drawing for fully paid tuition to the 2013 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth nearly $4,000. This course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Get your official entry form and rules at danstaryeast.com. Get brewing with the dry yeast advantage from Lalamond and Danstar. Visit danstaryeast.com. When Michael Fairbrother started Moonlighting, he had no idea how quickly his dream was going to grow. Having homebrewed for 15 years, Michael decided to go pro, but not with beer. While attending his homebrew club meetings, he saw ladies knocking their men out of the way to try his mead. Moonlight Meadery is now two years old and can produce 200,000 bottles a year. It's the first New Hampshire winery to ever distribute to California and Australia. In fact, you can now find Moonlight Meadery Meads distributed nationwide. And they ship direct, too. They produce 56 different varieties of mead and are unlike anything you've ever seen on the market. Michael Fairbrother at Moonlight Meadery is a real success story that can make the BN Army proud. Visit Moonlight Meadery in Londonderry, New Hampshire or online at MoonlightMeadery.com. Moonlight Meadery. Romance in a glass. The Brewing Network's very own Code Writing Fool's son, Ryan Wolf, has opened a beer mecca in Missouri. The Wolf Brow House of Beer has hundreds of beers from all over the world and is conveniently close to I-70 in St. Peter's. Free tastings, Saturdays, 4 to 6 p.m., featuring special guests from local breweries. The best build-your-own six-pack around with every style represented. And kegged craft beer available for your kegerator, too. There's always something new at the Wolf Brow House of Beer. New and hard to find beer every week. No two visits are the same, just like passing out at the Rat Pad. Hi, this is Ryan from Wolf Brow House of Beer. Mention the Brewing Network when you stop in for some cool free stuff. Mention JP for a swift kick in the ass. The Wolf Brow House of Beer. Beer with personal service from a member of the BN Army. This is code. Visit my son's shop or I'll yank the fuck BN website down. www.wolfbrow.com Live Beer Radio The Brewing Network The Brewcasters If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff It's so easy Just throw it together Put some sugar and some water and some yeast in there Yeah (laughs) The Brewing Network Street time, only people in pot homes 
I just got fired. Trying to work it for assholes. It'll last it a little bit longer. I would have quit. But it's three weeks till Christmas, and I'm gonna buy my girlfriend a gift. Oh well, oh well. It's from the banner. I can tell, I can tell, I can tell. I guess I don't respond well to middle management. Most of them is violent. Sort of bashes with the grudge against anyone like me who won't put up with an attitude. Monkeys pinching pennies, telling me what to do. I'm tired of working for assholes. 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 I could understand a little better if you're up in Trump Tower, but you're turning into monsters for ten bucks an hour. You're cowards, like monkeys with whips. I make a buck less than you when you want me to do backflips. Nah, you're mistaken. Gotta bring home the bacon, but it's not worth the shit that I'm taking. The smiles you're faking. I'm sure I have my price, but it's more than nine seventy-five. Oh, got tired. Every day was the same. All up until I got fired. Oh, got tired. Every day was the same. All up until I got fired. No more of the same. No more of the same thing. Buddy, you can put me in a room on the beach. No fee, no fee. Just food and gasoline, gasoline, gasoline. Just gotta hop a couple hurdles that can make it hard. A smog check, insurance, register my car. I know I'll just put it on a credit card. Get a job, make minimum payments, still but you were a star. I'm tired of working for assholes. 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 Freedom at last. I got a pack of cigarettes, a twelve pack of pens, and I'm set with the materials I need to forget. I told my girlfriend the news, and she isn't even upset. She's the best. Bless your little soul. When she gets home, dinner's ready, and I'll pack her a bowl. I'll pack my lady a bowl. Welcome back to the program, and thanks for sticking with us. Thanks to our friend Stu Stewart, Belgian beer, me. Belgian beer, you dude. Yeah. Belgian beer, who? Belgian you. beer, me. Excellent. All right, I got phone calls to do, so hang in there, phone callers. First, we got to do our uh, beer news. Craftbeer.com is bringing us the wonderful beer news that we had gotten away from uh, for so long. 
And now craftbeer.com would like to bring it back. Go check out craftbeer.com for everything you need uh, craft beer. So uh, what do we got this week, uh, Mosky? Well, let's start off with something ridiculous that's actually gaining traction. Um, it's called Bowser Beer. It's beer for dogs. Uh, it's a mixture of meat broth and malted <laughs> barley. Uh, it contains no hops because that's toxic to dogs, and it's not carbonated, and it's not alcoholic. So, I mean, you know, it's hardly beer. Uh, but the creator, Jenny Brown, she said she got the idea uh, at a farmer's market where people kept asking for stuff about their, for their dogs because I guess people that go to farmer's markets have dogs. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, she's a beer fan and dogs, and so she came up. She's a capitalist. With, yeah, you know, yeah, there's a business opportunity. A beer like this came out years ago. We covered it on lunch meeting. And right. probably went out of business. I don't know. Yeah, there's a few that have been and gone. But it sounds like a lot of homebrewers I've had. <laughs> right. <laughs> no alcohol and meat broth. Meat broth. Right. Sounds, many. sounds amazing. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, what do you do? Buy by a pail? Are you? Uh, yeah. Put it in a dog <laughs> well, that's or? a good question because the people who sold it in the past, I think, sold it by the six pack. Yeah. Which yeah. Seemed, my dog drinks the six pack in like one sitting. <laughs> well, water. But no, you right. get the well, idea. Then he drools half of it <laughs> yeah, on your the, leg, all over yeah. the floor. This was yeah. This is six packs as well. So I'm not sure if it's the same one you guys heard about because she she's been around for uh, not too long, maybe like a year. But uh-huh. she's she's killing it. It seems like from the article. What? I mean, yeah, she's nationwide. She's in 42 states. She's got multiple varieties. Okay, here. I'm not going to say it to her because she's an entrepreneur. Sure. But to everybody buying the things that she makes, fuck you. (laughs) What is wrong with you people? You're. Come on! Because you like beer, you have to share it with your dog now. I'm a dog guy. Don't be an idiot. But it's not beer. It, it's not beer, and your dog doesn't give a shit. Yeah. A lot right. of pe- a lot of people like to share their beer with their dog because the dog, right? Yeah, and it looks. But you know, you you know, you shouldn't. It seems like something you'd start a stew with or something like that. You know, malt and uh, yeah, right, and, 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 and broth, broth. Yeah, you know? like, okay. Your dog doesn't lap up the beer because it wants to be like you. Yeah. No. Oh yeah, he does. It tastes good. It, it laps watch it up the because lose. it's better than water. Mm-hmm. Give it a bowl of gravy if you want to help your dog out. Well, it laps it up because it's liquid. And that's what it's trained to do. We need to stop anthropomorphizing our fucking pets in this country. Uh, you know, I agree. And, and, and I'll, and I'll do a couple of dumb yes, things. Yes, and these are the not dog. our children. Right. But, but, yes. But with the specialty things and the you have to have what I have. What are you, you going to put the beer in a fucking koozie next time for the dog, too? Make sure it stays cold? <laughs> Super cold dog hey. bones. If the dog bone is blue, it's cold enough for your poochie poo. Are, are dog people worse Great than cat? Great motto. Worse than cat people? No. no. Yes, no. they are. No. Yes. I'm starting to think that we're all the same. Well, they idiots. can transfer human emotions because the fucking dogs are more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> well, there might be that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you remember cats are like evil little like Satan weird. things. Even though I love that Kate's stupid cat right now, I can still tell that it looks like me. Like looks at me like it wants to suck the breath out of me. It does. And a dog never does that. Oh, if you're woken up with it on your chest, sucking the breath out of you. Right. Well, you remember our Amazon product of the week? The dog multivitamins ties in nicely. <laughs> It's all Great. just a, you know, white white people, rich white people problem. Doggy beer. I don't know. Maybe there are healthful benefits can, for the can dog. Can you use food no. stamps for that? No. <laughs> There's no healthful benefit. Well, it's not dog. alcoholic, so. I need to pee. Can we take another break? Or can I just pee off the balcony? What is wrong with Do you? We it, just pee. took a break. Hey, we have a contest. Who's going to be the first one to pee off of there? I've already done it. Not it. There you, you, go. you sat down there eating like a fat ass the whole break. You should have paid. Hey, I'm 220. Two? 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> so, good. Yes. Six five. Speaking of fat, a, uh, a, a slimmer green Heineken bottle with a longer neck is arriving this week in uh, New York City bars Thank and God. restaurants ahead of a uh, planned national rollout. Uh, so you sent me a photo of that. Yeah, I did. Uh, a little comparison <laughs> I for you like guys. That, yeah. What color is yeah. the bottle? It's the same color. It's, <laughs> it's just no long- longer the squat. Style everyone's right. used to. They're they're kind of switching to well, the that'll really make a difference because well, they fit better <laughs> standard size. Well, Great, you know. And I actually saw this article, and I and I read Heineken is redoing their their bottles, and I thought, great! Brown. I'm so stoked because now they're going brown bottles because they realize that green turns their beer to shit. No can do. And um, yeah, now they're getting more surface area. It looks like slimmer and longer. get more light through the better. neck now. Yeah, <laughs> skunkier, faster. The new Heineken. Maybe well, that's more, what they like. Morph, morph these bottles over time from green into that shitty color and then back into brown. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know what goes on in these focus groups. That's what that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. It just reminds us that we're a world of idiots. <laughs> we're just idiots. Yeah. yeah. That's all we are. Most beer drinkers are idiots. You know, we're just idiots. Yeah. And we go, oh, yeah, totally buy that one a little better. It's got a longer neck. Turn the, turn the dial to the right if you'd like. There's something a little. There's something about the longer neck that just makes me. I, I, oh, I, I feel think like I think I had more. I think it has more to do with the bartenders grabbing beers really fast out of there, and they stack the same now because the same height. No, 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 no. I know that that. See, Doc, you're thinking way too like a logical human being. <laughs> We're fucking idiots. And it has nothing to do with... No, you, you got to market to the idiots, because those are the pe- most people drinking this stuff. <laughs> those are consumers. Yes. Maybe, maybe this will change ah. your mind, though, because it does have Just a like thumb politics. groove that's uh, uh, designed... Thumb groove? What, yeah, what? yeah. It's designed to, quote, improve grip. Oh, I'm in. Improve grip? I'm liking it more. I here's take some, it all back. Here's something that we've evolved over thousands and thousands and thousands of so years to be. do. <laughs> it's to fucking hold things, and I don't have a thumb groove on this glass, and I'm holding it just fine. Hey, I don't have a thumb groove on my yeah, wiener, but, but I do. Yes, you do. It's modeled after women. It's the You have a little oh, thumb groove under yeah. there, and uh, it's a more appealing uh, oh, feeling for a man like to does. have a thumb groove. Feel Ooh, this tastes better because it feels better in my hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the best, the, you, the best part of the whole story was uh, a quote from uh, the president of uh, Heineken, who's a 39-year-old guy named Dolph Vanderbrink. He said, uh, as we're trying to bring a new generation into the brand, we feel this is a tangible way of revitalizing it. Oh, the beer itself won't change. Since 1873, Shit. we've never touched the recipe. <sighs> yeah. First Wait, of all, how about the hand lane? <laughs> he's 39 uh, and he's head of the of company? All, that's correct. It's nepotism. Clearly. Well, no, they, they they have to breathe new life into the brand. God. I'm disgusted with all of you. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what this story does to me. It makes me disgusted with you all, humans. <laughs> yeah, well, prepare to be more disgusted. We got more uh, news from uh, Alabama. The delightful folks working for the state out there in Alabama. Uh, they shut down a homebrewing supply shop a few days ago. Uh, of course they did. Yeah, three agents from the Alabama ABC raided this guy's unopened store and took seven grand worth of homebrewing supplies, boxes of brewing kits and carboys and immersion chillers and even books. Uh, and then they burned the books. I added, <laughs> I, I added that part. Uh, the owner, The owner's name is Craig Torres. Spelled with a K, so screw that guy. Um, but yeah, his his place is called Hop City Craft Beer and Wine, and he had a soft opening planned, uh, but now it's delayed. He's got no stuff in his store, and uh, yeah, man, they're just screwing this guy who's trying to start a homebrewing supply shop. So I read about this, and it's 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 not exactly right if we're talking about the same story. He's not trying to start a homebrewing shop, and now not that it should be a difficult thing. Uh, this is uh, Alabama, right? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. 
So basically the license that he applied for was to be a craft beer and wine shop uh, to sell craft beer and wine. And uh, what he did then was sell homebrewing equipment and ingredients along with his craft beer and wine license. But he did not include that in his application for the license. Now, uh, the, the thing is, uh, it's not illegal to sell uh, the ingredients to make uh, home homebrew uh, or the equipment because it's pots and pans and things like that. But the AHA, the uh, as be, um, um, uh, you know, I'm still part of the Homebrewers Association board, and these types of things go around all you're, the time. Every time you're they come a, up, a key in that cog, aren't you? I, well, they send them around because everyone gets real riled up. And then Gary Glass, who's the director of the American Homebrewers Association, what he does is he then goes out and does research. He, he takes the private plane down. <laughs> well, he and just talks goes, to the governor. He goes and he looks into it because we get real riled up about things, these things, and then we end up like the the board sometimes, and, and us as homebrewers, we want to make a big stink about it. And he ends up going, well, listen, we got to choose our battles. And in this particular battle, it does appear that the owner of the liquor store was wrong. Interesting. Because the license he applied for was to sell commercial beer and wine. Uh-huh. Now, there are homebrew shops in Alabama that are licensed to sell uh, homebrewing equipment and homebrewing ingredients, even though it's not legal to then go home and, and make it. Right. Right. Well, yeah, in California. It's like a hydro store. Exactly. Yeah, you can buy the equipment to grow indoors, but yeah, then you can't grow indoors. But you can't do it. Yeah. And so the deal that it seems to be, and um, and I'm not saying this is the official position of anybody, but it does seem to be that if you don't wave it around in the face of the ABC, even in Alabama, they do kind of tend to leave you alone a little bit. Hmm. And what this guy did was apply for one license and then do a whole other thing. Interesting. Hmm. Even before his opening. Who turned him in? Now, that's a wonderful question because as Moscow read in the story, he hadn't even had his soft opening yet. Um, so clearly, um, something happened. It was a tip-off, or or maybe they came and inspected, actually, before they gave him his license and saw the things, and then came back. I, I don't know. That's not clear. It's not in any of the news reports that we have. And in the news story that I read this week, there was no uh, follow-up from the ABC, even though they were contacted. Uh, they didn't you know, follow up to answer the question, hmm. which is almost better, because, again... The ABC kind of just wants to be left the F alone. Now, I'm not saying that all their rules and regulations are correct and what they're doing is right. What I am saying is even in states where it's illegal, they've tended to turn the other cheek in most cases until it kind of gets waved around in their face. Hmm. And then they go... Got to do something about it. It's the law. Yeah. It's the law. Yeah, it's I didn't make the law, but it's the law. So then that makes me wonder what Mr. <laughs> Torres, why did he think it, that he was just going to go on unfettered? Maybe because it's not necessarily illegal to sell homebrewing supplies and other equipment. Now, again, uh, he could go and fight for this, but the Alabama law says it was pointed out to me. And in fact, there was a segment that I, I read that was sent back through the board that listed stills and other equipment actually as being illegal to to sell. It was a fairly broad language that was used in the wording. It was clearly originally intended to refer to moonshining, right? but it was fairly broad in its language Hmm. that it could include large kettles, um, 
chilling devices, you know, anything like this that might be misconstrued as things that you'd make alcohol with. So I think it was a mistake on his part. I think it was even an honest mistake on his part. He claims to have done, and what I read today, he claims to have done his due diligence yep, in that. looking up the uh, um, the laws and that it wasn't illegal to sell the things that he was selling. However, I think the ABC thought, look, you applied for one alcohol license, which was not a homebrew shop type of situation. I don't know. And then you're selling these other things. You're just kind of fucking with us a little bit. Where Where was it? Birmingham. It could have been like, we don't want this in our neighborhood. Yeah, NIMBY. And we don't want it in our backyard. Could have been almost anything like and that. You're and right. then they turn him. If he hadn't even opened yet, yeah. Right. Now. Could have been Chevis Regal on their case. Chevis Regal. <laughs> Is it right? No, I'm not defending the, the decision. Other than to say, um, it did appear that he, you know, wasn't really as forthcoming as maybe he could have okay. been with what he planned to sell. Yeah, there. it's not a black and white story, and that's I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. Even but in Alabama, I'm glad that you bring this up because it was <laughs> going around in some of the uh, sort of under circles of homebrewing and everything else, and also because people get real riled up about this. Yeah, stuff. yeah. I got, I got I, ten people sent this to me. Yeah, but yeah. There, but I'll tell you, you know, there's an example of another. Now, this is all anonymous information. Um, uh, there's an example of a homebrewer in Alabama, who um, was inviting folks to his house for a homebrew club, and he got quoted in the L.A. Times um, for doing this. We have people over the homebrew club. Um, And the ABC called called him into their office and just said, look, whatever it is that you're doing, you better fucking stop it in no uncertain terms. Now, they could have thrown the book at him, they could have arrested him. They could have confiscated all of his homebrewing equipment. He was on record at the L.A. Times for saying that he's having these homebrew meetings and whatever else at his house. But they just gave him a warning. They just kind of said, don't wave this shit in our face, all right? It's illegal in this state. And I don't know. There, I don't have any direct quotes. Right. I, I'm giving you, I'm paraphrasing. Well, what, something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing what probably happened in that office where they just said, look, homebrewing is illegal in the state of Alabama. And if we have to read in another newspaper somewhere that you're doing this, you know. Can you imagine how incoherent <laughs> what they said was compared to how you just raised it? I'm right. sure that's what they meant, but. However, the, the point, again, I think emphasizes that they're kind of more like, don't wave this shit in our face. Hey, hey, don't make us do our job. <laughs> so, all right. Anyway, so I just, I, I, I enjoy stories like that for on both sides. I enjoy them when they're completely retarded and I get to yell <laughs> at the legislature. I also enjoy them when... Um, when you're right and they're wrong. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, when we jump to conclusions and we have to say, well, look. Uh, well. You know, he didn't really apply for that license. Anyway. Uh, yeah, well, we got a lot more to do, so uh, let's. Uh, that's, we do, yeah, yeah. That is God. That's end of our news for tonight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you have more in the news segment. Yeah, uh, that's it. That's oh. the beer news brought to you by craftbeer.com. Go to our good friends over at craftbeer.com, and uh, you can read about these stories and more. Anything happening in the craft beer world is a, it's a pretty fantastic resource. So you should go check them out. Pee so, break. I'm looking at the. Uh, <laughs> No. I guess Rachel sent in a photo. The, yeah, the photo that we asked for is not there. It's mean? a bunch of bottles yeah. of the beer. And a real hot broad. Her stupid face. I asked her yeah. her boobs. I know. So did I. We all did. 
That's she not the photo in, we asked for. And no. he called in, and they were both wondering what they can do to amplify the drunk of the week. And because they did that, um, what's his name? Brew Onion's mistress and wife called in? Oh, the one was like... Uh, Are they two different him? people? They sound like two different people. They were both on hold, but one hung up. So they could be the same person <laughs> with more, like, well, multiple Well, that makes things interesting, doesn't it? The way you can spice up a DOTW offering is with boobs. We've said it before. We're simple, <laughs> simple people. Are you wanting to spice up your life? However, they both did sound really hammered. And so yep. they're definitely in the running. I'm and just she's saying. hot. I said get back to me with a... Uh, that was a rad photo. Here, Scott, you want to see it? You know. Why do you like the photo so much? I think she's cute. I don't know. I, I thought she was cute. I can't see her face from here. So oh, and it looks yeah. like they have Kraft macaroni and cheese in the background. She's Cute. But she's cute, she's but like we asked for shit, so it's a no, different I, discussion. Look, all I said was, she's cute. All right. So, Speaking of cute yeah, chicks, drooled a little. Speaking no. of cute chicks and boobs, you can go to adamandeve.com yes. right now and satisfy all your uh, self-pleasure no. and mutual pleasure needs. Speaking of hot chicks. Uh, or you chicks spice up your life. Hot or spice up. Didn't I say that? Well, you said cute. And I'm like, there. no. Adam and Eve has hot chicks. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to help the sponsor out. <sighs> Adamandeve.com, you go right now, use coupon code BNARMY, and you get uh, 50% off just about any item. Right. Um, Three free free DVDs from categories such as... Anal, bestiality, hardcore anal bestiality. POV. No, no, no. no, Fetish, ebony, blonde, ebony, milf, milf, uh, mature. Yes. uh, Double penetration. (laughs) Double penetration. I think that's one. Hardcore. Urine cake uh, eating. Milking and popping. Sasha Gray. Oh, Sasha Gray's hot. See? What's the super hot? Chest shitting. Man woman thing. No, it's not chest What's the man woman thing? Oh, you mean normal sex? No, no, no. I'm talking about the both parts in one. Missionary. Double penetration. Is missionary is still a category on anybody's <laughs> yeah. DVD list? Yes. I love missionary videos. <laughs> I'm real boring. Can anybody? I don't know. They're like classics yeah. now. But Blu-ray, please. <laughs> I would really like some laser disc missionary <laughs> oh my videos. Gosh. Laser disc. Do you have it on beta? <laughs> yeah. I bet it's got to be still be a category it somewhere. Still, well, it's yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's like looking at that ass pound. Oh, we forgot Asian yeah. amateur, especially the undershot with girlfriend, the like woman friendly category. I don't know what that means. Right? I think it's like I think it just means they make out more before they. And there's pound. not even a guy in the room. <laughs> yeah, it's like a. I think it's like a it's like a sexy. dude jo video or something like that. It's much more sexy. <laughs> AdamandEve.com. Use coupon code B N A R. M Y B N Army and fifty uh, percent off just about any item. Uh, three just free about? DVDs, a special gift so central we can't mention it, and um, free shipping. Right, uh, that's go, right. Go to uh, you don't get free Eve. shipping anywhere anymore. So no, it's true. Go for it. Uh, okay, especially not the B N store, unless you order the glasses or IPA uh, can. So it's our three hundred. Ep- uh, oh, fucking phone calls! Stupid. What's wrong? Line with three's you? been on hold for over thirty-three minutes. They've been reminding me. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay, we'd have to care. <laughs> <laughs> Is that still Brew Onion's wife? No, line... Oh, line f- three was... Um, Hello. Yeah, Brew Onion's wife. No, oh, Spider oh, Wrangler's oh, on three. Hi, hi line three. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think it's a Spider Onion. He's a winner. I don't care. Listen to him. He's drunk. Uh, He's like, no, no. They don't want me. They want my wife. Let me... Uh, <laughs> hey. Hey. Hi, guys. How are you guys doing? Good, awesome. Man. Good. Good. Awesome. Me too. 
I just like giggling with him right now. I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, I'm very rarely a giggler. You know, Spider's drunk when he giggles. <laughs> <laughs> Are these, is this the one the broad sent in or shitty photo? No, not the booby picture with him. I know, the shitty photo. Yeah. Uh, no, th- this is Spider. Spider. No, this is Pink Bra. Yeah. Pink Bra. This is Spider oh, with his head boating. buried in a giant boob. Oh, right. Is your head small, Spider? Yeah. That one. Spider yeah, that one. and not Pink Whoopi. What's your head size? Uh, but you saw my earlier. They're pretty awesome. What, yeah. what, what, si- for that. what size are those things, really? 36 double D, for real. For, I have a fucking huge head. He does. <laughs> He's got a huge head. My, it my sounds head like our other like, broad. Sir, if you were to put Joey like and me side by side, Jay. Sully would look like the he had a girls. tiny fucking head. Because my all sound head the same. is fucking enormous. That's probably good. This is every drunk girl ever. Um, Those tits pulling uh, under vocal cords. Oh my god, I just... <laughs> I, I'm i having so much fun right now, and I totally love everyone. I think that's every drunk woman ever. They all sound the same. <laughs> that's right. By the way, that also is kind of what JP sounds like when he drinks. He loves bit. everybody. They yeah. do kind of love everybody. So, but you, you don't hear it out of his voice. You only see it on Facebook. He starts posting when he's drinking. He goes, oh, my God. This is what it sounds like. I'm just hanging out, and I just want to say the BN Army has been so good to me forever. I was super drunk. Forever and for life. He takes to Facebook and gives love to people? I did it. Well, I did it once. You've done it several times. On the BN. Oh, yeah. I just mean it. I thought it was cool. I was touched. It was cool, but you do it in your... Shut up, Brew Onion. Fuck! That's Spider. Spider. Whatever. Yeah. Trying to talk. I'm trying to do things. Who's in charge here? I don't know. I wish it was bathroom time was in charge. <laughs> it was bathroom time like eight minutes ago. I got, I got, well, I got hungrier. <laughs> er. Spider? Sorry I yelled at yeah. you. I feel bad. <laughs> That's okay. I'll be anyway. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. I'm drunk. <laughs> That's okay. I like Jews anyway. <laughs> He's giggling. He is. Really drunk. <laughs> Wait, so Spider Wrangler is different than Brew Onion? Yeah. Spider yeah. Wrangler is different Please. than Brew Onion. Brew Onion sounds like something that you'd fucking put in a, a fucking uh, poor attempt at trying to do a homebrewed chef recipe. <laughs> but not listening to the show or doing any shit, just like throwing onions in beer. Well, and I tell you, and, and Spider Wrangler's significant other is much more hardcore than Brew Onion's. Yeah, I, let's talk yeah. to her. Brew Onion is now passed out on my shoulder, so... I'm so like... I wish he was. He talks less. <laughs> Way hardcore. Like, I want to hear a motorboat. I want to hear a motorboat. It's just giggling. Yeah, let's hear a motorboat. Anyone want to hear a motorboat for real? Yeah. For real. Okay, here it comes. For real. Wake him up. Yeah. Makes me want to throw up. Yeah. There's nothing sexy about another man motorboating. It's only sexy when you Push them together a little bit more. I didn't get much of it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it sounds like a garbage disposal. Mike <laughs> <laughs> um, was really drunk now. He gave the song to me. So that's like the sign that he's actually drunk. He's checking out, huh? Every time he's talking to another woman, he gives the phone to me when he's drunk. For real. He's drunk because he gave the phone to me. Lols. So, Super lols. Yeah. 
All right, you guys are in the running for Drunk of the Week. Um, and, um... But 36 double D's for real. I'm a big girl. (laughs) And Ryan has a big head. And he's really, really drunk, and I hope he doesn't vomit in the next 20 minutes. So I'll see you guys later. All right, thank you. Okay, good night. Night. Bye. Thank you for the call. Okay, bye. (laughs) See what I mean? I do. I love it. Uh, what else, Sue? Just tell me what I'm doing. So, uh, line one is the mistress for Brew Onion. Ooh. Brew Onion's wife slash mistress. He was trying to explain to me how they're both the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Which she's Oh, great. Now we have to listen to their role-playing games yeah. on the air. Um, Are she's they LARPing? Her boobs to Scott. So, Scott, keep hitting refresh until we can judge her. <laughs> Why Scott? Because I couldn't think of the... F- that was the first email address I came up yeah, with. Was. JP. I, I tried to send you a message, but that? your dinghy isn't on my thing. Your dinghy? Well, I, that's because we're too far away, Susie. Hi, Brew Onion's wife. Mistress. Whatever. Mistress. What are you? Hi. Hi. This is Mindy. I am Brew Onion's mistress, but I happen to be his wife's best friend. Come on. What's going on here? Brew Onion is that good looking where he needs two girls? Nothing. What can I say? We both love beer. We both love the man. Wait, 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 you tell me we were the same person. I call bullshit. Of course so you do. he's got a wife, and what he has is a fat neighbor who likes to come over and drink all of his beer. That's what we're. That's who we're talking to right now. Well, it, it also makes his girlfriend feel better about herself because she's probably the hotter one, and her friend Mindy's, you know, alone. She I'm just evil- sitting here posing for naked kit pics to send to you guys to get your attention. What the fuck? Right, Mindy, pro- Mindy probably eats many dinners alone. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen any of these yeah, pics. Mindy's fucking hot. Back off of Mindy. She's talking to me and in third person. That's not okay when it comes. To I'm looking at Brew Onion things. right now. JP doesn't like it when people talk in the third person. And and Brew Onion is a big fat <laughs> load. Can I take him. a look at that? It's a naked pic of Brew Onion. Well, it's really just his hairy nipple. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then and, I, and we're supposed to believe that he's got a hot wife and that he's banging the neighbor. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the lighting. <laughs> that dude gets. Wait, he's submitting pictures of me. I am taking my own. Hold on, I'm about to send some. They all great go, pictures. They all go to JP at thebrewingnetwork.com. How can I make this more clear? I wouldn't be too excited about this. We're not going to get pictures of anything. You're going to get pictures of like a jean jacket. I don't know what's going on in this town. Way too close to the lens. My life's real boring. I mean, what do you want? (laughs) You're going to get a fake fur leather vest. I'll be excited about it. You know, with the little white lamb fur that comes out the edge of it. That's what's happening in this household, I can tell. (laughs) Why is it lamb fur? It's fake lamb fur. (laughs) I don't know. It's flam. These people are a mess, (laughs) I can tell. What have you guys been drinking tonight? Has it been all beer or a bunch of liquor, too? Zima! Oh, man. You, well, usually at home I get the best of the best of brew, but I'm I here with it. my mistress lady, and we're drinking some pretty damn good wine and some scotch Ooh. on the rock. So yeah. they're drinking uh, Cutter Cutties or yeah. something. Uh-huh. Cutty Sark. Cutty Sark. Two, Sark. two fingers of Cutty. You get Cutty Sark and two buck chuck. Yeah. Oh, oh, Usually, I, this is how I know they're lying. Usually, when I'm home, I get the best of the best. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Either that, or your, your local municipality has a has like good drinking water. I mean, that's really what you must be talking about. Or sorry, the best oh, of the best. Y'all need to get over yourselves. 
She's lady, right about that. Says a lady who's calling into our radio Pretty show. Much case. I unfortunately am forced to listen to you 24 hours a day because my <laughs> husband actually touched your dick. And I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> it's true. And Is that Rachel he, I don't know. He takes a shit with you. I'm serious. So, well, that's more accurate. With that being yeah. said, I have to say that... Y'all are actually pretty funny, and I'm super proud to be on here, and I can't <laughs> wait to send my drunken pics. <laughs> Thank you. Is, uh, is this one Rachel or the other ha- one? But we have to get over ourselves. No, 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 no. This is Brunian's wife. The Ra- so, that's yeah, Rachel. Rachel. Brew Onion's wife. Thank you. Sorry, it's Brew Onion's wife, not named Rachel. Right. Mindy. Oh, no, no wait. Mindy's the mistress. I don't know who's who. I Just follow my lead. All right. It's Brew Onion's wife, not named Rachel. There's probably not a Mindy in the house either. Everyone's mm. protecting the innocent. And thank you for your call. You are all in the running for Drunk of the Week. All together, by the way. <laughs> all of you. Oh, yeah. And uh, thank you for putting up with our bullshit, too. Yeah. Uh, okay. And, uh, bullshit. Suze, what else do I have? Who's on two? Uh... Who's on two? She's on the phone. I don't care. Tell me who's on two, Susie. <laughs> Damn it. John Michelle is on two. Jean Michel. <laughs> Hello, my name is Jean Michel. Jean Michel. Jean Michel. Hello. I totally put him on hold. He just hung up, maybe. Oh, damn. Oh, it's just like darn. the French to run away. He <laughs> <laughs> could be Canadian. All right, uh, now that we've cleared the phone lines, uh, we can do our 300th episode fun and games. Fun and games, please, now. Thank you. <clears throat> oh, shit, there's more. Oh, I gotta pee. Hey, but first, you guys checked out that brewery game yet? Yeah. Uh, brewery game is a badass little site uh, for brewers like you and me, especially those of us who don't really want to work, because uh, you can just hang out on the computer and do a few things. Uh, I told you about that brewery game. You can go to thatbrewerygame.com right now. You can try it for free, and you can play for free. It's a pretty cool little game, and uh, you can grow as a brewer. It turns out it's kind of uh, challenging to uh, level up and become a good brewer. You have to have actual brewing knowledge right. in order to make good beer in the virtual world of that brewery game. And then what you end up doing is competing against other brewers for making the best beer. Um and you can have conversations with other brewers, for example, to figure out exactly how to do it. For example, at the garage brewery level, players typically debate on the merit of different equipment upgrades, just like we do here in the studio sometimes. Uh, they might say, is it better to add efficient burners to lower batch costs or to install addition, uh, additional fermentation tanks to increase output? Wow, that is uh, pretty... Uh... Yeah. Pretty yeah. in- involved, man. People try to figure out the different parts. When yeah. you get up to the microbrewery level, uh, you might hear a debate about the merits of installing the costly steam-jacketed mash tun to control uh, mash temps to increase the size of the climate-controlled bottle conditioning uh, or to increase the, the size of the climate-controlled bottling uh, conditioning room. Uh, so there's all the different uh, aspects of the game that you have to kind of know about the brewing process. Yeah. Is it, it going to be better to do the quality control thing or the size thing and, uh, you know, keep moving up? Um, some of the dedicated elite players who actually reach the full brewery level, um, which is extremely hard to do, I think, uh, can look forward to upgrades that include a yeast clean room, uh, automated bottling system, and uh, even on-site malting facilities. Oh, yeah. Wow. 
Game has over 150 ingredients, including various malts, bittering and aroma hops, yeast strains, and adjuncts that can be added to various points in the brewing process. And the real skill of the brewer on knowing when and what to add is modeled by the game and is reflected uh, in a better beer quality score. Players compete against each other to produce the best beer. Just go to thatbrewerygame.com and check it out. And uh, you actually have to use your real-world brewing knowledge in order to advance. Plus, you get to meet a whole bunch of other uh, great brewers that are hanging out um, you get to check out their beer labels and uh, go to the virtual tasting room and all kinds of cool stuff. So thatbrewerygame.com, check it out. It's free to use. Love it. Be a good time. I might not get any work done tomorrow. See? <laughs> <laughs> got to go check it out. Doc's got to be the best at everything. Yeah. I'm going to keep at it. Like, just... <laughs> There is really an extremely elite uh, level of players who have reached the full brewery level, Doc. So uh, if you get there, you will have done your normal overachieving uh, process in life. Okay, you keep watching. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Mosk, what do we have for our 300th show celebration? Well, we have Mindy's boobs to start with. We do? Yeah, in your inbox. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Hang on. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. Now, Minnie's the mistress? Uh, that's correct, yeah. Who cares? I like those. Poke your eye out, but I like them. <laughs> she has big nipples. Those are nice little boobies. Not big in the round areola sense, but She's in the... like long nipples. Long. In the pointy sense. Like, I still like them. Those are nice little boobies. Really? Mindy! Nice job, Mindy. Good work, baby. Great boobies. Nice nice pick, too. All right. Got a little side shot. Okay. Great art. Anything else? Moscow? Oh, yeah. Lots of other good stuff. (laughs) So I was good with that. (laughs) So, yeah, I figured the best way to uh, commemorate uh, 299 episodes before this one was to uh, relive some of the greatest moments from those episodes. Oh, please. So I took some flashback requests from the Uh, listeners. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to note uh, not just what it was, but where they were when they heard it. You know, paint the picture. Okay. Yeah. So let's start with uh, yeah. the Spider Wranglers, because we just uh. talked to him, and, and he gave me uh, timestamps and details about where he was, and I, I thought it was great. So wow. he said that his favorite moment was from the Russian River show when Andy Wood called in to sing to Vinny. <laughs> Spider said the first time he was listening, he was in the car driving to a friend's house. Wood came on and sang the acapella tribute to the tune of Zeppelin's Black Dog. He said he pulled over, was laughing uncontrollably, had tears streaming down his face, and rewound it about a half a dozen times right there on the side of the road. What year was it? Because we've had him on a couple times. This was from January 2010, and it was the first Wood call where he sang, and everyone was kind of laughing and talking over him. And since then, every... Uh, call has been preceded by a, a request for complete radio silence. What a shithead. <laughs> what a selfish douche. That <laughs> sounds like wood. Yeah. Um, this is a song, it's uh, about consecration. Okay. Um, I just want to, I'm going to throw this out. It might be a little loud, so I'm just going to say that right now. All right, I'll uh, adjust. I like Metallica. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could sing Metallica. I'll sing this in the, the um, feeling of Metallica. Okay. <laughs> just in the key of G or D. <laughs> I'll just sing the first part. Excuse me. Here we go. And mama said the way you move, gonna make you sweat, gonna make you groove. Uh, 
I didn't hear the consecration part, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I guess you're an artist. Uh, I can't. Uh, I can't tell you okay, what your art um, means. Here comes the consecration verse. Okay. Um, Thank you. <clears throat> yeah. Consecration. Didn't they long for find out what did I mean by shouting I think it was better when we talked over him. Consecration. <laughs> You've now had three songs written for you. Man, oh, you get quite the body of work here, man. Consecration. Is it over yet? All right, Wood. Consecration from Russian River. You're in. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Wood. Now in the running for uh, Drunk of the Week. Remember when Andy was funny? (laughs) That's just mean. Remember when JP wasn't mean to everybody who ever called in? No. (laughs) No, I don't remember that either. Well, that was a recording. I don't know if you knew that. It wasn't real. Yeah, but you were still, it's the same thing. Yeah, you're you're right. mean now? You're it's the mean same now. difference. I'm consistent. It was, uh, I remember it being funny, sort of. Yeah. Uh, although I still think now he shouldn't shut us up all the time, because I think the funniest moments were when we got to talk over him. Right. For example, I don't know that he was ever going to get to inserting consecration into that song. Had you not said anything yet? Well, he was going on for, like like JP say, like four minutes with just the song, and then until I said uh, consecration, and then we got consecration. So maybe we ought to revert back to talking over Andy in the next 300 shows. Well, and it was funny the first time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, I don't know. I'm sorry. All, All right. right. Him, man. Here's another one from uh, Tony Farnham. Huh? He's, he, his was short. He said, he said uh, two words. Stripper pole. <laughs> yeah, Bevo might be giving some of that money back. More smoke! <laughs> to Doc Uh-oh. right now. Give me, give me some money. I want to see Doc crawl to me. <laughs> give me a buck. Give me a buck. Uh, he takes uh, plastic. Sounds he's so young. Doc is on the pole. He's he's up the pole. He's all the way to the. Oh, the pole's broken! Oh! Oh! Keep going, baby. The pole just broke. Can you feel it, Doc? Fell on the ground. Is he all right? And we're done. Men down. Men down. Men down. Doc's down. Oh, I can't imagine the pain right oh, now. Oh. It's hard for me to pull this clip. Wow. I just kept so, feeling my ankle. The, the best part is that I saw the pole removed from the ceiling. Oh, he's bad. Oh, it's it's okay. actually. We okay. got a real injury. Okay, no, no, he's man Doc, down. Doc is down. Oh, I remember yeah. that. Ladies and gentlemen, Doc is down. Give him a down. mic. Yeah. Give him a mic. Doc, what do we got, a sprained ankle? I think so, a broken ankle. Oh, oh no, you, you knew it. a broken ankle. You'd know it right now. You got a pool failure. You, you trying to tell Doc what if when he, he knows when he broke pull. something? Uh, he, he, that guy's such a man. <laughs> I got you, Doc. You know, I got to tell you something. That thing, that thing, like, broke instantly. I, well, the thing is, too... Doc only, attacked it like a, a Las the, Vegas stripper. It <laughs> broke, but there was a good few seconds where I saw the space between the pole and the ceiling before it actually tipped over. And it was like time stopped. Slow motion, it was. As the pole broke. Uh, Doc, what do you think? Is it is it broken or is it sprained? 911. Did you roll it? No, I landed on it. Ugh. You landed on oh, it. Oh, Jesus. It's rolled. More beer. You're okay. It's no, rolled. No, I landed straight down. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> oh. It hurts you like know. a bitch. You got some seriously uh, torn ligaments right uh, now. Oh, no. Doc is down. Doc, do you want me to go get some medication for you right now? Oh, man. I can't oh. imagine the pain you must have. Oh, now, God. Once we knew afterward what happened, I can't imagine the pain you must have been in at that moment. You kind of behaved like a man. Kind of? You were like... Yeah, it's no, it's bad. Well, and you're—I I don't <laughs> know if fucked. you remember the, the the picture that we took later on in the evening, like three hours later. That thing was the fucking Hindenburg. It was giant. Yeah, I got pictures of, of both 
both feet. They did not look like they belonged to the same person. <laughs> uh, yeah, I knew it was bad, but how did he? I don't know how you were speaking. That must yeah. have hurt like hell. It hurt more than anything I've ever done. But you just we have sucked it kid. up like a mile on. Well, <laughs> hey, it was a party. <laughs> I'm not going home. Uh, yeah, and you didn't. <laughs> We stayed there for a while. And then, and then the Russian guy drove me home. Oh, that's right. Did he rush you there? I think Bevo had a bunch of her mom's prescription around. And oh, we I like, was fucked up when I got home. I remember crawling through the house because I couldn't walk. Oh, oh, it's like three in the morning, four in the morning. I was crawling through the house because I could not walk. The good old days. <laughs> when, when did you go to the hospital? The next day? Uh... Yeah, I went to, or no, actually, I went no. to, uh, no, I went to, you waited a day. No. I went to your house the next day, and you not only were, were that, or maybe your body was in shock, because you were, like, throwing up, oh, and sick, and fucked, and, 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 uh. It was a lot of pain. The household thought you had, like, a virus, and I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, no, no, he fucked up, he fucked up his foot. And I, well, we were just like, we are just checking on him, and, and, and the, Reaction wasn't good. So I, I, I drove myself to the doctor, and he goes, you need to get this x-rayed, which is pretty close. Take it to the, the radiologist near me. And when, when the, the x-ray came out, he had, he had left the office. He was going to come back. I'm looking at this thing. I go, that ain't right. Oh. <laughs> I could see that ain't right. And uh, then I went home. And I slipped in the garage. Oh, it hit it again. I oh, hit, God. I, yeah, it only had an ace bandage on and I And I hit it in again. And I was, I was crawling around crying on the floor. And it was just, it was just, I, I, I crawled into the house with tears streaming down my eyes. And my wife, who had given me no sympathy until, that, until that point, and she just saw the agony in my face. And I go... Yeah, it hurts. And, <laughs> and then just then the doctor called my my other MD and he goes, "Yeah, you 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 got a broken calcaneus, uh, which is essentially the heel, yeah, yeah, the whole big the biggest bone in the heel." Yeah, so broken. it was already broken, and then he slips and hits uh, it on the concrete floor again. Well, that's just like Doc. If you're going to break a bone in your heel, I'm going to make it the biggest fucking bone ever. <laughs> yeah, that that was worse. <sighs> Then when I actually broke it. Yeah. That oh, was, I bet. That slamming it down again was when I actually <sighs> oh, broke man. it. Yeah. Oh, God, we got to move on to a and, happier oh, oh, memory. Oh, but wait, no, no. Yeah. Then, then we took my kid to uh, the um, Van Halen concert. Oh. <laughs> about, about three days later. Oh, that was then. Yeah, because I couldn't get it operated on until after. This was like right before Christmas. I couldn't get it operated on until uh, the day after New Year's. Yeah. So I'm hobbling around on crutches and... Yeah, I, I couldn't get up out of the seats to take my kid to pee, so Justin had to go do it. That's right, yeah. Oh, that's how I bonded with his kids. I took him to pee. I was like, hey, is it trickling down your leg now that you're done? <laughs> Let me see how you wiggle it. <laughs> Parker's like, no, what are you talking about? I have this Nothing. problem. How do you never? It? Oh, and, but the, then I had to go to the bathroom. I go in there, and some malfunction in the bathroom, and there's about an inch of water in this massive bathroom. <sighs> And I've got I'm on crutches with one foot and crutches, thinking I'm going down again. Oh God! In, in this in, shit, in this muck, Ugh. and oh, you I, just, I you just peed yourself. No, I, I made it all the way over <laughs> the urinal and pissed, and just slowly made it back. But I could have seen myself just skidding. All right, that is not one of our more fond memories. <laughs> well, the uh, listeners beg to differ. 
<laughs> oh, that was great. Hey, it does show Doc's a mile. It, it was exciting. Yeah. I give you that. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of, I'm disappointed myself that I don't remember too much of Bevo doing her dance, but I remember what happened to Doc as if it were, as if it just happened. Well, and that makes, you you do make a good point. We got Bevo in lingerie yeah. dancing on a stripper pole that night. Right. And yeah. nobody even remembers. Right. And it was totally hot. And I took super hey. shitty video with my she, fucking cell phone. Yeah. She looked fantastic. And she did it. Well, I don't know what's yeah. wrong with her. Why she listens to my stupid request is beyond me oh, but that, she did yeah. it that was Bebo in her prime and, <laughs> yeah. and I upstaged her <laughs> and then got upstaged <laughs> at what cost that's uh, good right yeah well, better you $20,000 that's what cost yeah. at, at least <laughs> at least your insurance could have paid for it yeah. oh, that, that, that's just costing what I was off work that didn't cost what it cost to fix me oh god alright what else Mosky next one is from Sean Hannon he said he was driving his moving truck the day after the giant ice storm in January 11. You guys remember that on the East Coast? Oh, yeah. Uh, he had just gotten married, and he was moving him and his wife to St. Louis for a new job. So, guys, literally, like, starting a new life on I-70 in a huge uh, moving truck. And uh, he was... Uh, I, I like I like hardcore listeners that don't know the basic sh- shit, because he was like, yeah, when Frosty won the Shameless Self-Promotion Award, so he called Tasty Frosty in his email to me. <laughs> really understand that right yeah uh the award for uh pimping out his janet's brown like the world was going to end it cracked me up for a good two or three minutes and was a respite of the monotony of driving through lame ass ohio i'll never forget it suck it jp it's from january 2011 nice uh let me let me play the clip and you'll get the whole idea and you'll see our 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 very deserving winner of the dedication to personal success award (laughs) yeah they they had vinnie's beer there right the uh, janice brown you're gonna janice brown right it's his badly word brown it's a janice brown Inspired beer. Eric oh, and I were brewing when we brewed the yeah. Janice Brown. Janice Brown. I like it. It's got a little bit of Janice in it. Janice. More than Janice yeah. Brown was pouring there. It was kind of yeah. unique. Yeah. It was dark. Mm, we'll definitely brew the Janets again. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Janice Brown. I'm on a tour here. That I call it a mini rollout. Janice Brown. And you're good to meet me. It's really good, isn't it? That's the first time the beer has been poured outside the pub. Janice Brown. People that hadn't got to try it yet or that didn't make their way up to Santa Rosa got to try it there. Janice Brown. Right? I'll be at the Trappist next week. I'll let you know when. Janice. The beer that I brewed at Russian River is very, very similar to, to what I brewed. Janice Brown. I'll bring my entourage. Yeah. Taste it Dedication to Christmas. Oh, man. Not many people remember that was all in one show that he did. Yeah. <laughs> Who put that together, Bush? You, you, you talked over yourself making that joke. I, I included Did I you making that joke. joke. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Let me go to that. Oh, thank, uh, thank, thank, thank you. Yes, yes. Well, that was from yeah, one for... show, TC. <laughs> At least you're. Consistent. It was good, then. it's still good. I'm consistent. Yeah, it's still good. I have to admit, I'm proud of that moment in BN history. I think it was a good moment. I think that it That's recognized right. our sense of humor about ourselves, as well as Tasty being hilarious. Well, I love my ass off. how legit the awards are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, that's I am proud of that moment. That's funny stuff. That's a good moment. Yeah, sometimes we're funny. <laughs> sometimes, well, some it's of them. always about, fun. About four times in three hundred shows, we've been funny. <laughs> it's about to be five. <laughs> All right. Uh, this one is from Andrew Carter. He said, in the summer of 2011, I had an internship at Santa Rosa and would go back home to Santa Barbara periodically. 
uh, a lot of yeah, a lot of car stuff. Uh, during one of the many trips, I started up the Ballast Point show. Wow, it was a nonstop laugh fest. Especially the message from Paul, the landscaper, to Justin. Uh, Do you remember that, Jay? You want to set it up real quick? Well, Paul. So my landlord was so cheap at the Rat Pad that we begged oh, yeah. him for a landscaper, a bunch of uh, uh, a gardener, not a landscaper. We just, just need a gardener, just a mow and blow. Because the neighbors were giving us shitty looks and the whole thing, and we were just like. Look, it's your house, man. Like, we'll help. We even said, you know, we'll split it with you or whatever. Uh, and so he gets his buddy, some buddy, some kid who comes over. And uh, our landlord's like a real Christian guy, right? So I don't know. I thought somebody respectable. This guy who comes over ends up being a total, like, stoner oh, drunk. Now I remember. Our landlord wouldn't pay. Even though we said we'd split it, he refused to pay anybody. So he's like, I got a guy who will do it if you'll give him some of your beer. <laughs> Which whenever, is always good. Whenever he comes over and we're yeah. like, um, all right, well, I guess that's okay. Guy gets hammered, it's like, instantly when he comes over. He just hangs out drinking beer for an hour before he lifts a finger. Chad's Belgian dark strong in the sun. Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> and later on, and I don't know how much it's reflected in the phone call, but after, like, a couple visits, we had, a, like, a ravine. Our our backyard was terraced in the, in the Rat Pack because it was on a stupid hill, like a useless hill. I'd like the fourth visit... He would just go sit down in the ravine and smoke weed for 45 minutes. Like, he didn't do anything. He just sat there smoking weed. Like, as if he showed up. And he I, got paid for it. That's a brilliant guy. Oh, man. Yeah. This message was after his first visit, <clears throat> okay. uh, where he had gotten drunk on Chad's beer, passed out uh, around 11.30 a.m. You and Schumann finished all the work. Okay. He woke up at about 3, smoked a bowl, and went back to sleep. <laughs> and then he left you He left you this message uh, after uh, that first visit. Okay. Hey, Justin, what's up? It's Paul. Just giving you a call. Um, that rhymes. Yeah. So, yesterday was kind of a blur. Just want to uh, catch up and uh, make sure I didn't... Uh, didn't horribly embarrass myself or uh, anything else. So, anyways, man, geez, give me a call, touch base. That'd be awesome. Take care, man. Later. Just want to make sure I didn't uh, do any work at all. <laughs> right. This is the story of my life. It's a bunch of fucking idiots. Right. Hey. Because nobody wants to pay anything, right. including the Brewing Network. <laughs> Uh, yeah, be careful what you're talking about. I man. know. I never excluded myself from the world of idiots. I'm just saying. I also have to deal with them. I almost made the same stupid joke over myself again. <laughs> <laughs> I, almost, I, was, I was thinking, that rhymes. Oh, should I say that? Well, no, I'm going to stop. And then I hear myself in my head going, that rhymes. Like, oh, oh no, that was actually on the... Okay, great. That was good. Yeah. Uh, I'm a one-trick pony. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, I like I like how his sentence about not wanting to embarrass himself was wildly embarrassing because it took him ten minutes to spit it out. Right. I like this part about our show, though. We bring in the life, you know. Uh, we had a, a limo driver uh, call in <laughs> about vomiting in people his limo. Still, people still say that. And Vomping. I feel like the in the the best comedy, the best 
relation that people can have to mm. you is the shit that's happening in your real life because it happens to them sort yeah. of maybe not as um exaggerated as it happens in my life <laughs> right <laughs> for, for whatever reason <laughs> but it happens and i love these moments <laughs> yeah that one was from uh, april 2009 and wow. uh, this next one's from uh, even further back december 2006 it's a request from jason johnson he said my favorite moment was in the conical giveaway show when doc introduced the world to the new egyptian goddess of beer <laughs> augustina baruna ah, listening yes. to it brings back memories and still makes me laugh today classic yeah i'd like to hear this who was the egyptian patroness of beer brewing Doc. Um. <laughs> let's, go, let's go to the other other round. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Augustina. Uh. Baruna. Augustina Baruna. For you, Bill. Is he right or wrong? I think he's wrong. For fuck's sake, Doc, could you make it competitive? Uh, he is wrong. You're absolutely right. And that gives you a letter. The uh, Egyptian patroness of beer brewing is Isis. Now, I'm going to lay down a new rule. To be fair, I will let Damon pick Dr. Scott one time as well. After that, he's out of the running, and you will only be able to pick Sean O'Sullivan and, and Chris Graham. I eliminated him. <laughs> I By the way, that. what is the other realm? <laughs> yeah, he went to the other realm. He told the guy he was wrong already. He, to be fair, yeah, he right. went to the other realm. Let's go. <laughs> Let's take it to the other realm. To the other realm. <laughs> to be honest, that's the first time I've ever heard that. <laughs> is you that right? Kill the, someone the first in between silence. Really? Remember I remember I had to have you explain it to me the next day. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't listen to it. I'm like you. I don't want to hear my. Oh stupid no, I've never, I've never. No, I didn't hear it the first time I said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, your voice was pretty high there. That was a good moment. The Egyptian patroness of beer. Yeah, that's good. I like my that. game show. Uh, What's your game show? Yeah, my game show voice. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm tearing up on that. I'm so hard. <laughs> I was like, picture me pulling this clip and just rolling over. I was cracking up all by myself because I couldn't stop. All right, next one's from uh, Brian Confer. He said, there are so many, but my all-time favorite was JP's Rochambeau game. Mm. I believe Justin hung up on some guy because he was disgusted that the guy didn't lie about what he threw. (laughs) (laughs) I was driving... I was driving on my commute, as I always am when I listen to the show, laughing so hard I had tears. It is from November of 2007. JP, go ahead. What what okay. are you throwing? JP's okay. shitty game part two. Okay. Yeah. Okay, no remorse. He's, th- paper. he's throwing paper. All right. What are you going to throw? I actually had rock. That's bad, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh. you lost. That's an honest I like, dude. I like how No Remorse is full on Brewer's Code because I'm thinking... You can totally cheat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wait, there's no what? cheating. Why would you... What, what do you mean you could have cheated? How would that be fun? Well, no, if, if, I just uh, hung up on No Remorse for being a dumbass. There's <laughs> Brewer's Code and there's being a dumbass. <laughs> and, uh, you just had it won. All you had to do was say scissors. Uh, if JP's going to throw out a stupid game oh, like come on. Bro- Shambeau. You know, <laughs> the least you could do, no remorse, is uh, beat his ass as he hands you the win. I thought about this because the last one you said the same thing. Oh, you had two wins, and then, 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 then. Yeah. So I thought about this. But then you thought of Rochambeau. 
On the radio. Who yeah. doesn't know Rochambeau? On the radio? <laughs> <laughs> I stand by it. I, and I stand by my decision to hang up on that idiot. Yeah. I still agree. There's Brewer's Code and there's being an idiot. <laughs> no remorse was good. I miss no remorse. He was cool. Yeah. I think he sent us some boob pictures too a long time ago. Hey, speaking of boob pictures, Suzer, can I bother you to pour me a beer? I can't make this whole segment without a beer. I need to pee. Let's take a break. We got one more, and then we're done. I still need a beer. Then well, then we, we got, got a Twitter t- game, yeah. and we were supposed to give stuff away today, and we never did. Thank you. We're supposed so to give away Twitter tickets game. to the Firestone thing. Twitter. We can do that. Actually, yeah, this one is super, super short, just to uh, to round it all out. Uh, uh, it's another one from Andrew Carter, and I'm just playing it because it's hilarious. The first bruise line is it anyway. Tasty's Oreo line was pure hilarity. It's okay to be gay on the inside. Sure. So I guess it's okay to be white on the inside, black on the outside. <laughs> That is my favorite tasty line yeah, ever. <laughs> there you go. There's some uh, some of your guys' favorite moments. I like us. I'm cheering for us. <laughs> I like us. Yeah. 300. Ever. I like that none of them are Thanks, brewing Andy. interviews. Nobody wrote in and was like, oh, I love yeah. it when you interviewed the guys from Anchorstein. Nobody. Right. Nobody. It was none of yeah. them. Yeah. I love it when Garrett Oliver was on the show. Yeah. How fantastic was it? I mean, come on. Actually, I really do love that none of those things got mentioned. <laughs> I do. I would hate it if I if I had to sit there. Yeah, we had this guy. Whatever. I'd, I'd rather it be our douche moments. Of course. It's okay to be gay on the inside. <laughs> sure. It's like it's okay to be white on the inside, black on the outside. <laughs> I think I'm all those things. What am I talking about? I don't. I don't. I didn't realize it at the time, but I think oh, I'm all three smoking. of those things. You could be a gay Oreo. <laughs> how are we going to top ourselves in the next three hundred? <laughs> Gosh. You know, we didn't know how we'd do it after 100, and uh, <laughs> yeah, but we did it. But we've done it. We, we're, we're doing it. Somehow we're doing it all the time. It's happening, Scott. Sometimes, <laughs> I will admit, sometimes I do think like, and I, but I mean, I think we will. It does seem impossible, but we will sit here at a much older age and be like, Egyptian. It's still funny shit happening. I think we'll still be doing funny shit. I think so, too. I don't think it seems possible when I when I think about it. This is my point. I think about it, and I go, come on, it must be over, right? Like, we're not, we, we must have reached our peak. But it does still get funnier to me all the time. <laughs> well, I think I think the Sunday show is becoming funnier because we're not doing as much lunch meat. <laughs> hey, that might be it. Yeah. Yeah. It's spilling over. It's spilling Thank over. You, we're Susie. saving Sorry it up for here. That. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I might not have time to give away Firestone tickets, but I'll give away, I have four tickets to give away. We'll give them all away when we come back on the air um, in, oh, it's just, uh, a while. we're not, on, well, we're not on next week. Uh, October 7th. October 7th, which then will give you um, three days to plan to go to the uh, Firestone <laughs> Beer Festival. But you can only win if you're in Denver anyway. I mean, let's face it. It's a it's a Denver situation. We could also maybe give two away on uh, maybe a social media contest. Or All right, like let's that. do that. And then we'll give two more away on the show. And you got to be in Denver anyway. Um, and then everyone will be happy. That's but it's, great. it's for the Firestone Walker event that we're doing um, along with Firestone Walker. Of course, at the Lion, the Bear, and the Brewmaster, it's called. Um it's at Mile High Station on October 10th from 6.30 to 9.30. And you're going to get to taste a bunch of good uh, Firestone Walker beers, all the anniversary beers, including the debut of the 16th anniversary ale. And you'll get to hear from uh, the whole Firestone crew, Matt Brindleson, 
uh, Adam Firestone, David Walker, and uh, I'll be moderating a panel. You can ask questions, plus food uh, from Chef Hosea uh, Rosenberg. And uh, it's going to be a great event. And we'll give away tickets on Twitter uh, at some point in the next week and then also on the next uh, program. That's a weird combination of of things. Hosea and Rosenberg? Yeah. It's kind of like being an Oreo. Yeah, Chef Hosea Rosenberg. (laughs) Okay. Oh, man, I really want a taco. I just don't don't see it. It's kind of like being gay on the inside but black on the outside but white on the inside. Which is okay. No, it's about being Mexican. Which I'm all of. It's like being gay on the inside and then your white on the inside comes out of your inside and it's outside. Of my black side. On someone. Yeah. Hmm? What? (laughs) Pretty sure Tasty was just talking about me. No, I think Tasty's asleep on his phone. I think it's what's happening. Yep. You ever notice again? That, uh, here, uh, here, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you a little. Giving ins- Andy Carter some bullshit. I'm gonna no, give you a little like- insight into Tasty well, on the 300th episode. All right. When Tasty becomes uncomfortable with what's happening in the studio, and it's usually when JP and I are doing our thing, when we're being funny, which is always uncomfortable for yeah. most people, yeah. except that it sometimes turns out funny. Yeah, well, most of the time. I'm uncomfortable. Often. Tasty just opens up his phone and starts looking to his phone because it's his way of not participating in the program. Right. And he's like, well, this is their part of the program, and I'm not really here. I'm Tasty over here, and now yeah. that I'm inside, he's like an ostrich. His phone is like a hole in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if my if my face is in the phone, I'm well, not really... Well, there's only so much attention to give, and I'm you know, not really yeah. here. Yeah, I don't want to like use Well, he's already, he's already <laughs> taking his nap. He, doesn't need a, he can't take another nap. Have you guys <laughs> seen the Wheat Thins commercial? No. We're talking about Wheat Thins? Yes. Wheat Thins? Yeah. He goes, hey, can I get it on this? He goes, no, it's our bit. Yeah. Okay. Right. I can see that. I'm just saying that's just a little insight into the, yeah, uh, the tasty world. It's okay side. to be gay on the inside. It's <laughs> <laughs> like it's okay to be white on the inside, what? black on the outside. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm all those things. I have to hear that three times. At all least. Right. <laughs> if you're looking for a new way and a better way to design your recipes on the computer before your brew day, go to beersmith.com right now. Beersmith 2.0 is available and... Um, it's free to try for 21 days. So I'm going to tell you how rad it is, but you really don't have to take my word for it because it's free for 21 days. And it is the only uh, brewing software that you can download online that is updated constantly by the maker of the Beersmith software, which is our good friend Brad Smith. And he's yeah. a good dude. And uh, he's really hard at work on it and just paying attention to it all the time. Also, there's a there's a video blog over there and a regular blog. And now there's a, a recipe site, Beersmith Recipes, and uh, just a ton of great ways to uh, share beer information and also design your brew day at home with features uh i'm telling you you're going to be blown away when you see it and it's compatible on the mac and the pc and um you're going to want to check it out so go to beersmith.com right now and get your free 21 day trial you don't have to take my word for it because it's free for 21 days so if you don't like it then uh you know you can stop using it you know <laughs> piece, piece of cake i guarantee you're going to like it. it's pretty badass uh, okay. I love it. I use it on uh, Sunday and Friday, but uh, oh, you I did? I don't want to talk about that. For your new brew day? For my brew day, yeah. The first one I screwed up, and then I had to rebrew on Sunday. Okay. On Sunday? Yeah. I got more Drug of the Week picks coming in. Well, what's this one? The same one. That's the same one. That's not a different one? That's a different one. That's the same one. You clicked on the wrong thing. Right there. I know. Are there boobs in it this time? No, there's no boobs. Is anymore. there an ass in it? That was in <laughs> no. <laughs> Is there something? No, Look, Zeus. I know. Isn't this ridiculous? What's it's taking up my bandwidth? It's 10.37 If there's an ass in it, I would have seen it. By the way, a bunch of people, I'm not going to name names or say whether it was me or other people, um, took a little break from the NCHF festival this weekend and went skinny dipping. 
Really? Right yes. in the middle of the day, we were like, fuck it, let's go take our clothes off and get in the water. Uh, when I say we, I mean some people that might have been me, might not have been me. You mean attractive people. Yeah. Oh, All guys, fat guys. That you don't know that went before you two. There's a bunch of nice boobies. Nice. But I did also see a big unshaven bush. But it was on a... Uh, <laughs> did you go up to the snow? But it was on a very nice looking young lady and I didn't mind it actually. Who does... What, who, what, who doesn't... The unshaved look is coming back. Yeah, it it might, I think it might be. It she is. was hot. No. Can it stay back and just go away? Like can I don't it just know. Leave? Like, Are we talking eighties or nineties? You'll see a little bit of like top bush, mm, but 80s. under the bottom is not. I don't mind the eighties so much. Seventies, I don't want to go there. So it's like a wig, it's a little too much. Yeah, it's a small cat. I mean, it like a was. Fake mullet. It was like a big triangle. It was like a giant triangle. Oh, that's unfortunate. She was cute though. I didn't care about it. I didn't get a good look. I wasn't like right in, up in it. I wasn't all up in it. No. Well, because, yeah, because you weren't the one skinny dipping, right? Right. 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 Nor do I know who was. Right. I do just know that a bunch of us were like, you know what? Fuck it. A bunch of them. I will I will admit that Walker did it. I mean, he can't be banned, right? right. Walker uh, skinny dipped. Well, Walker has a hairy wiener, so that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, he's big bush. It's a so, big yeah. hairy wiener, if yeah. you think about it. He's got a giant wiener. Oh, I do think about it. It's a giant dog. <laughs> it's a giant dog with a giant wiener. He was swinging it around all day, you know? All right, uh, NCHF was a good time. I would like to thank the NorCal uh, Homebrew Festival for hosting us all up there. It was a wonderful time in Dobbins, California once again. I know the Tasty went, and we had a good time. And had a great time. Susie Cusey went Woo-hoo! and uh, had a she good time. It. We went with the, the Woods uh, went, and uh, organize, uh, Kim Wood organized the uh, beer for the NCHF booth, and a bunch of beanners, as always, brought a shitload of rad beer. We had some of the best beer there. Um, Icky. Brought down a oh, yeah. mango Berliner Weiss. Oh, that, was that beer was unbelievable. That he brewed with somebody else. I'm sorry, Icky, that I don't remember the brewer's name because I know you wanted to give him some credit. Um, Jason but, Green? Uh, maybe. Could have been another uh, friend. It was rad. It was our first beer to kick. It just was an amazing beer. Um, Mike Moraz poured his beer from yeah. our tent. That Flanders was my favorite the whole time. Yeah, his Flanders stuff. was the best Flanders I've ever had in ever. That was ever. like my favorite beer. And then after that, I just had to go to tequila and whiskey because nothing else can compare. He poured the beer. And I don't blame you. He poured the beer that won the Mayfair competition for him. And holy shit, was that a good Flanders. Yeah. Plus, he poured some other good sour beer. Kim Wood brought her sour beer that was fantastic. Oh, uh no. Ken uh, from North Coast. Uh, he's a brewer up there, but he's a big time home brewer and a yeah. big fan of the beer. Right? Yeah, yeah. Ken's a good. He's got. He's branded. He's got the full uh, right. hop grenade tattoo. He's a good dude. Yeah. He brought two beers that were my go to beers all day. One of them was a Kolsch, and one was uh, like a, a Northern English Brown or something. Or mild, I think. Uh, both of them were amazing. Uh, uh, people came up to the booth, and uh, well, I, of course, I always offer sours. But uh, if as soon as I got the no, I'd go, well, I, you should try this Kolsch from Ken then, because it's a badass Kolsch, and people loved it all day. And, uh, you know, just everybody. Uh, Peter Munoz uh, was there. In fact, we shared a booth with his club, um, which was kind of fun just to team up, and there was short on room because we showed up late and whatever. We didn't care. <laughs> showed up late. What do we care? Uh, it was a good time. And anyway, people just, uh, if, uh, forgive me if I didn't mention your name, but just a, a big thanks to the BN Army Club um, for bringing out beers and, um, you know, getting drunk with us for two days. It was a yeah. Good it was a good time. Do I have to do this Fierce Beard thing real quick? I don't know. I don't know what he's calling for. In fact, he shared a booth with his club. Fierce Beard. Fierce Beard is here. <laughs> he is there. He's been waiting. He's been waiting a while. What's up, dude? Oh man, I was about passing out. I bet. 
can't hold it. Uh, but I'm still tougher than any of these pussies you had on uh, earlier. <laughs> yeah? Uh, all right, what have you been drinking? Um, well, I just moved in with some, uh, some new roommates, like, uh, and they drink gin and tonics. And so I was drinking some gin and tonics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. But then, but then, uh, then, Here then I comes. started drinking, I started drinking uh, Alaskan beers. I couldn't find any Anchorage, uh, beers. So I went with Alaskan beers because I mean that's as close as I can get. Right? That's fine. I like your logic, right? I mean, right? Yeah, bears and Eskimos on it. What the hell? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I like beers. I don't know why, but I could tell that I would like hanging out with Fierce Beard because he's just like <laughs> I don't know. Fuck it. Whatever. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it's like fuck it's my philosophy, man. <laughs> That's what I like. I was about to say, I was like, can I say this on the radio? Yeah. Yeah, please. Because right. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I've been on hold for like 40 minutes. I know, my bad. And uh, <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> He's like, okay. I got to pee. Uh, Don't do that shit. He's like, I didn't even. I might have to go pee right now. This is not my intention. I just, I have no, to I'm do this. The By the way, I'm pissing I'm, in my I'm fish tank. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> it's bad. It's no it's bad. Uh, All right, I feel a lot better now. Hey, don't forget to push on your tank. Yeah, don't forget to wash your hands well, I either. Live with, I live with like a. I live with. I live with chicks, and so I have excellent bathroom etiquette. Well, I haven't heard the faucet go on. <laughs> well, that's because they're in bed, man. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gotta wash shit. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> I shook his hand once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Apparently, you're a liar, Susie. No, hey. I thought I got him confused with Beardy. It's late. No, oh, man. yeah. Speaking of going to the bathroom, so there's this dude. Hang on for your spirit. So this dude at NCHF, it's about like it's about like 8 o'clock at night, and I go over to the bathroom. There's a dude in the stall, and uh, his boxers... Are off and on the floor. They're like coming. Oh, they're like no. they're coming out of the end of the stall, and it just and it smells of duty everywhere. It just oh. smells of duty, and you could tell that he had shit himself. Oh. <laughs> and I didn't quite put my finger on why you could tell, but he didn't want me to name the person. The person who gave me the description that didn't he didn't want me to name his name, but he. He pinpointed it for me of why it's why you can tell when somebody shit themselves. Yeah, it's broken poop. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you just poop poop, it's bad. There's like a seal I, it's around bad. It. But when it gets when the when the when the skin there's more surface area. Gets yeah, exactly. broken. It's like a sausage yeah. has casing. It, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it has a casing, and it's like why baby poop is the worst. Or when you shit yourself, it's like this thing because uh. it's broken poop, and you can smell the broken poop. <laughs> And you can hear him like just rustling oh, with the. He's wiping it off his leg. Oh, it's going. <laughs> just trying to get it. Oh my god! And I'm going pee, and I can, and I, and I have to put my nose in my shirt. Yeah, I, I have to because the broken poop oh, is you, so did, bad. Did you vomp in a little bit? I almost vomped, except that I quickly realized because I, I, it, you know, it was like 
you see the the boxers on the ground, and then you all, then you instantly smell the broken poop, and you know. So you you put you do everything you can to cover yourself. Yeah. So, but the whole time I'm peeing, it was a long pee. I'd been there a while. Uh, you just hear the toilet paper just going and going, and, he, and, and he's so hammered, and he's just like fumbling around. He's just wiping it up and down. Oh, yeah. Is he moaning? <laughs> and so, he's not really moaning. He's not he moaning? making any noises. He's just fumbling around. Trying to do it real quiet, And probably. you know he's cleaning off oh, every area. Man. And he's taking a long time. And everybody in there knows. And somebody asks some chick, and she's like, well, why didn't you help? And I was like, help? Help? <laughs> help? That is not, first of all, <laughs> listen, <laughs> if a man's having a heart attack, yeah. I'll help. Even if he has a heart attack in the middle of a poopy, I will help him. <laughs> but... You did that to yourself. Yeah, it's not like it's not like it's <laughs> another chick in the throwing up, and you, she needs someone to hold her hair back. I'm not helping. Yeah, you. what could you have done? I'm not helping you. Well, no, there's other people for that, like <clears throat> girlfriend, wife, brother, somebody a little closer uh, than Justin. Right. Well, I bet Andy Randelson felt bad about shitting his pants. <laughs> I mean, what? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Fierce beard. Do you ever dutied yourself in a public restroom? No, I never have. But my dad's a vet, and uh, my oh. first job was like. Picking up dog shit no. everywhere. Right. My second job was, you know, holding holding dogs down while they got put to sleep. Oh God, you have a you've had a shitty life. But my spirit. third job was <laughs> picking up poop my, again. My third job was at the cancer ward at the children's hospital <laughs> and holding them down. I was a jail. <laughs> But soon I, I was promoted to head shaver. <laughs> oh, shit. That's fucked up. My fourth job was <laughs> fisting. I won't say what, because I'm a gentleman. <laughs> but I'm, I'm now a fister. That's all I do. All right. Well, yeah. A sister fister. <laughs> all right, Fierce Bird, you're in the run for drug <laughs> Fierce Bird. Uh, right. I'm we... not taking two. It's over. Yeah, let's Susie. end this. It's over. Uh, anyway, the, I, I don't know who it was at NCHF, but you know who you are. <laughs> and Maybe I, you don't still. Maybe you're still so fucked up you have no idea who you are. I thank you for teaching me about the term broken poop because there is the difference. That's a good one. And I now like I that. know because it really is the difference in that smell when you know someone well, has dutied themselves. I don't think it was just broken. I think it was <laughs> smeared. Well, and it is, but I think oh, any... You, you, broke, you, know, you broke the casing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it... I mean, and I don't even know how long he was in there. Like, the whole time I was... Probably not long enough. I was in there for a few minutes. I can't believe you didn't just go water a tree. Like, hightail it out of That's what I was thinking. I'm going to go find another place to piss. Did uh, did you dribble on yourself? I did not dribble on myself in that particular case. I I didn't dribble on myself all weekend, I think. Uh, Although I was drunk all weekend, so I could be totally wrong. Probably had your dick out the whole time. (laughs) I'll tell you what. I'll tell you why I stayed. (laughs) It does seem like I had it out about half the time. I, I, I do feel like I stayed there. Mm hmm for my job and that is to say that observing bullshit like that uh, is part of my job and if it's that good and if it's a homebrew festival and it's unique 
I have to stay. I have to watch the train wreck. I have to smell the train wreck. And report on it. I, and report. It's my duty. You have to ride that train till it wrecks, man. Now, that being said, there could have been amazing speakers up on that stage giving lectures <laughs> no. like you've never heard before. <laughs> I doubt it. I don't consider that part of my duty. No. no. I consider my duty to bring back to you. News of duty pants? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I keep saying duty. I keep yes. giggling. I'm, I'm afraid when it comes to the day when you have to cause the train wreck. Mm. Just to have when things to report on. <laughs> You're right. When things have gotten a little slow around here. Yeah. Sometimes and, uh, when it's a slow news day. Sometimes you report <laughs> on the broken duty. Sometimes you break the duty. <laughs> That's right. It happens. Yeah. All right. Drug of the week. Uh, people are yeah. brew uh, the brew onion Great. crew solved. Um, oh. Was that three of them? That was Brew Onion was with the wife and the mistress? Yeah. That's correct. Yep. Who is one person? Yeah. Or two people, but one wasn't really a mistress. It was a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. One, my they all might have been Brew Onion. However, the mistress sent in her boobies. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Mindy. Love you, baby. You're nice, too. Uh, then we had Spider Wrangler, who sent in his wife's uh, boobies in a bra, and then him also motorboating the bra. Yeah. She called in to let us know how drunk he was again. Yeah. They were they, They've all called they were in multiple times to let me know that they're drunk. Uh, Fierce Beard just called in, also hammered. He did a pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't wash I don't know. They were all real drunk. This one's a crapshoot. Oh, yeah, there was yeah. one we could, more. Don't you think they all earned it? There, there was, was another one? one? Yeah, BJCP hero with the girlfriend who dressed up as Robin who won't show us her tits. Oh, yeah. Oh. I thought that was Brew Onion's wife. No. no. Different couple. Oh. That is Rachel. a different couple. Rachel. BJCP. BJCP. Hero slash Rachel. Should they yes. all win? Uh, it was. They were all hammered. It was. I mean, all the women had to call in for them. Yeah, it's, pretty much. Oh, that's true. Oh, except for Fear Spirit. He called in on his own. He lives with women. He lives with women. I, I mean, I'm telling you, any one of them deserves Drunk of the Week. Yeah. I Yeah, I could, uh, yeah. Maybe for our 300th show, since it, we should celebrate like retards, everybody should win. Everybody win! Everybody win! Everybody win! If everybody wins, then no one wins. Yeah, but everyone no, wins. No, they also. called in. Well, they're all going to get a Drunk of the Week medal. Oh, they are? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Everybody win! Yeah. And if anybody proud. writes in and complains about any one of them wasn't drunk, yeah. you're a fucking drunk. You need help. Yeah. If you think any one of them was not drunk... And they tried really hard. You need help. They tried really right. hard. Gonna, yeah, those were called the entries. I'm not going to encourage you any longer. I busy the phone lines because all the women keep calling in. It's like, I need a class or something. Uh, tell them they all sound the same just, now. Just tell them. They all JP was right. Yeah, drunk yeah. girl. <laughs> By the way, Mindy was her real name. Okay. The other one said her name was Morgan and Mindy were supposed to be the same person but different. Morgan and Mindy? I love that show. Like Morgan and Mindy. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Here we go. Twitter game. Here uh, we go. No, we got Twitter time. games. No, no, let's do it. We didn't give away anything else either. No. So we're going to give away a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So All the, right, how about well, each of our drug of the week, they'll we'll get we'll a, a medal and, and a bunch of prizes. Yeah. Okay, we so kept one promise. Email jp at thebringnetwork.com and give me your shirt size. And your girl's uh, girlfriend's shirt size as well, and I might send you something for her. I don't know. Yes. And then we got Twitter game. We'll do it real fast. Okay. okay. What was our game? Uh, I wanted you to write the title for Tasty's autobiography. Our buddy Jimmy Orkin says uh, the title should be Yep, 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 Yep. Yep. Okay. Nico from Nico Bruce says Taste. Yep, Yep, Yep. Says Tasted the story of one love. Uh, Nate right. Levengood says, "My hops, your mouth." The Tasty McDole story. <laughs> I like that. Heisenbrew says, "JBA is my recipe." Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Um, Kelly M says, 50 shades of yep, yep, yep." 
They like the yep, yep, yep nonsense. Yeah. He's reading it. She's my thing. Uh, Sniffles says, uh, they call me Santa. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Uh, Chris Braden says, hops in Viagra, a tasty quest for head retention. <laughs> That's his other I biography. Like that. uh, Andrew says, "Yep, the shortest autobiography ever" by Mike Casey McGoal. <laughs> okay, that's good. I like that. Yeah. T- Tim John Ryan says, "I may have grown tits, but I never grew old." The Tasty McDole story. And like last that. but not least, Adam Reem says, "I hope I finish writing this before I die." The Tasty story. Well, the last two are the most accurate. <laughs> However, yeah. So is Chris Braden. He's on the search all the time. Yep, the shortest biography ever is. I did laugh good. the hardest at that. I laughed the hardest at that, and then the other one I think I really liked was "My Hops Your Mouth." <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, well, shit, they could both win. Uh, maybe <laughs> is it another everybody wins? Um, it could happen. I don't. Doesn't have to. Let's make all four of them win. My hops, your mouth. Yep, the shortest ever. Um, what were the last two really accurate ones? Uh, let me see. I totally about, about growing boobs. I hope I finish this before I die. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I grew boobs, but I didn't grow old. Love it. Yeah, yeah and I hope I write, finish writing this before I die. Okay, everybody wins. And are we good with that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's perfect. Yeah, it's the three hundredth episode, and everybody wins. I'll pick one for the book on this retarded <laughs> the story of one love. I like that one. That was one, one love, baby. One glove. One glove, baby. <laughs> All right, now we're done officially. <sighs> Really? Yeah, yeah, we're done. It's twelve thirty in the morning right now. I did that? I yeah, did it's that. gonna be that one. All right, roll the JP's an asshole thing. Let's just, <laughs> let's just, let's just go. <laughs> All right, let's we're off next week. It's our normal uh, off week. When we come back, we'll be giving away a couple tickets to the Firestone Walker event that we're doing. Plus, JP will be giving some away uh, over our social networks over the next week. So make sure Yo. that you sign up for our uh, Facebook yes. and our Twitter. <laughs> See you later. Happy 300th. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. If you waste time on Twitter, check out Major Jib for insight into an eroding psyche. Also, Scott the Jew has some art for sale. Follow him at Moscow Paints for slim to no info on the subject. For some good beer insight and homebrew info, follow Nate at Nathan Homebrew and Mike, yep, 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 McDole at Tasty McD. I think is, is your name, Tasty. I don't know. I'm sorry if I got it wrong. The BN is heading to Disneyland. Uh, kind of. Blubber Glop is coming to SoCal November 1st through the 3rd. So if you're in town then, join us and drink from the Loving Cup. Check out the Brewing Network store for all the latest BN merch, including our brand new IPA ingredient kit for sale. And be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook and Twitter. Google Gobble. Sky and winning the race, JP does great as his chariot.